that's why salt need to be stationed in your rotation with real talking real Hey, 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 everybody. Welcome back to the Salt the Streets podcast, the most pro-America anti-government show you know, the show where we discuss news, government, and culture, and how it pertains to you, the individual, and your natural rights of life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. I am, of course, that big bird-looking fellow they call Colin, and I am, of course, joined by my co-host, brother-in-arms, the Nero of Neoprene, the original Salt of the Streets himself. I forgot the other title I was going to give you. Shout out, Dave Z. Donovan Phillips, thanks for joining, buddy. <laughs> Thank you very much. <laughs> Thank you very much. Was it Mr. Affable or no? Oh, I so, forget. Uh, it was. <sighs> what was it? It was a so man good. Appalled. A man appalled. A man That's appalled. right. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> what are you even saying right now? <sighs> so yes, this is 145. We're back in studio. Very exciting. We have got a lot of uh, exciting things to talk about today. Shout out Joseph in the chat. Thanks for joining us. Yeah, episode 145, Saturday, April 8th, 12:04 p.m. Boom. Worse, 2023. We're out here, salt of the streets. Uh, I want to thank everyone, of course, Joseph again for being here. Very beginning. <coughs> we have all kinds of fantastic stuff going on today. Part one, of course, some local stuff we have, uh, which also mirrors national stores god this looks good today looks fantastic i'm here for it you did a fantastic job hey look um, at that look at that <laughs> mirrors national we have our own state assault weapons ban that's looking like it's coming down oh talking... they ruined your beer joseph oh boo <laughs> we will obviously end up talking about that i don't know if you end up um in colin's live stream yesterday i know that he talked about some dylan mulvaney some bud light stuff yeah yesterday we'll talk a little bit more hello hi honey about some dylan mulvaney um a little bit about homelessness some stuff like that and yeah you sent me that podcast this morning i listened yes. to it and i was i was just sitting there getting steamed about it I was like, yeah they got their shit together over there yes yeah it's fantastic uh part two we have some national stories talking to trump obviously donald trump indictment we're going to be talking about uh the national shooting not necessarily so much the shooting itself but the things that have come from that uh the assault weapons ban seeing some bullshit gun control arguments uh, some things like that go into it and then the restrict act obviously uh that in in regards to like a tiktok ban something like that kevin garcia it wouldn't let me comment for some reason i had to restart the youtube app that's weird that is weird they're fucking coming at you kevin that is true in part three we're going to be talking about uh ukraine there's a lot of things that are going on there all the um, things yeah and then we have something <laughs> else in part three too right i have I, yeah I russia china yeah yeah we got all it, kinds know, of stuff it's it, the fall of the american empire is what i call it it's <laughs> that's what i call it it's gonna be dark and then of course in the grab bag part four we're gonna bring it back we're gonna, we're gonna bring lift it back up the up. spirits it's gonna be good it's gonna be happy there's some yeah. wild shit in this one buddy so, i can't wait for everybody to see <laughs> yeah no i'm very excited we haven't been in studio in over a month yeah so it feels fantastic to be i mean here. i live here but that's okay you have been in studio we it have is, not been in studio together in, in over a month I it has missed your presence here has been missed yes we did our our pieces last month if you are on the patreon if you are not go there subscribe of course we have um, our instagram our youtube everything at salt of the streets we also have our own personal social media i am at salt of the street on twitter and at alpaca underscore donovan on instagram at colin is at big bird off on both of those things you can find all of this at salt of the streets.com the first segment is brought to you by She's here, Lexi Kyle, on Twitch. So you can go there. She's streaming all the time. She's doing the things. It's fantastic. That's right. Roll the ad. There it is. Thank you so much for the follow. Welcome to the den. By the way, I'm Lexi. Fucking adorable. It's a turtle with a tree in there. Aruba, Jamaica. Oh, I want to take you. Oh, my God. <laughs> 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 Tippy 
tamales. Tamales are Mexican. I'm Ecuadorian. Come on, back in. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Beep, beep, bop, beep, boop. <laughs> Flippity, floppity, floop. Bermudas, Bahamas, I. No, wait. Come on, pretty mama. <laughs> Eat a bitch. Wee, 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 wee. Right? That's the Kung Fu hustle? I don't think so. Okay. Just erase and delete everything I had to say. I like I like my Star Wars. I like my my stuff. <laughs> I'm a geek. I am Lexi. I am a variety streamer and also a flight attendant. So I come and I go. And I come again and I go. <laughs> when I'm here you'll see me streaming. And we're back. Well, there you go. Okay. Um, so let me ask you this, right? We'll just jump right into it. With that, let me ask you this. So all the drops today. Yeah, we'll get. You said you had like a couple for me, um, and so we'll get through this. So I was watching. We were doing the stuff for The Last of Us, and so I was watching the gameplay for the second game because I don't have time to play it, but I have all mm -hmm. that time in the world. To, to watch uh, it, at work to day. watch it, so I watched it. Right? And, How do you feel about it? Um, it was fine. The game looks super fun, right? The game looks like it's absolutely a good ass time. It also looks crazy ass hard. So I think yeah. it would take me way longer than fifteen hours or whatever it took me to watch it. Way longer than that. Yeah, to I think it. it took Carolina longer to play the second one. Yeah, it would take me a really long time. So it looks like it's a lot of fun. There's definitely a bunch of st you know, there's stuff. There's wokey stuff in it, and it's whatever, right? But part of it is based around like Ellie being a lesbian, that some people are really upset about it in the game itself. Mm -hmm. And so my question was, do you think post-apocalypse, because this is even, I mean, this is deep, right? This game is like 30 years now, something like that. Into past. the... Because it was 20 years in the first one, and so and then I think it's five more, so it's 25 years, right? So we've been post-apocalypse 25 years. That's a long time. We're we deep in it. Yes. <clears throat> Do you think that post-apocalypse people still cling to, um, you know, let me find exactly how I worded it because I jumped right into it, that people cling to the societal and social norms that they had during pre-apocalypse? Or do you think that they're largely cast aside? Because I, I, I find it weird that people were still upset about her being a lesbian 25 years after zombies are eating other people. Like, you got to imagine, even the, the starkest homosexual, that's whatever. I mean, you be, even if you're super religious, still 25 years, you still believe in God, all that stuff. Vera, are you still really going to be that upset about what other people are doing? Are you really mm -hmm. going to care about that type of stuff 25 years after human beings are eating other human beings? So uh, there's two answers to this. Um, one is a utilitarian answer which is very cut and dry and it's you care about it because that means less people are being born right okay. but in all reality no i think it's much more in a especially like a 25 year on post-apocalyptic world no it's just it's about companionship and compatibility and just being around people that you know you can you can vibe with and care about and all that good stuff i don't think any of the societal presuppositions for how relationship structures would work i don't think those hold together 25 years into the right. apocalypse i think right. it's just kind of like right. no dude we ride together we die together this is what we're doing we're trying not to get eaten by zombies yes and whatever happens happens i don't i got i got no issues with it whatsoever right <laughs> especially because a lot of that stuff i feel like is um 
a moral standpoint from a lot of times that people are basing off of what are modern day societal norms if the society mm -hmm. doesn't exist anymore and so every different town you go to is different then generalized societal norms don't even exist anymore so how do you even base them morally off of something yeah. larger than that you know do it unless it's just depending on whatever town you're in yeah i think so, a lot of that stuff goes right out the fucking window about six months into the game yeah and then it's like no 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 we're just we're just gonna get to it you know we do the way we do things the way we want in this little compound and you do things the way you want in your compound and right you know but every everybody is like post-apocalyptic societal makeup is a little different depending on the situation yeah i think for last of us in particular it's kind of generalized post-apocalyptic rules i think it works pretty well the way they do it at least in the games so no i think it's it's kind of a weird thing that we're just we're putting our current contemporary morals on us you know into like a make-believe world right what are we doing here it's come on we're, 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 we're talking about a place where fucking cordyceps mushrooms have like <laughs> eaten into people's brains and made them zombies all right no you just do whatever you fucking want just make it coherent and put it together yeah, something they didn't do in the tv show but that's okay it's okay it's okay we didn't even talk about the finale because of all the plague that right. was going around but <clears throat> underwhelming turned out not good yeah i, I think the the, that one scene where they uh, where Joel was going through the the, hosp the makeshift hospital blowing everybody away, mm -hmm. I feel like that was a pretty like shot by shot remake from what I saw, and it was pretty all right. You know, it was a pretty cool little scene of him just blasting all these people to go get his yeah. girl out. Well, and you can only make that part of the uh, show so long because it's just gameplay. It's just you mm -hmm. clearing the hospital, you know, and yeah. so you can only really make that so long. Yeah, uh, but weird thing was. Like the length of the finale was like one of the shortest episodes. Yes. Which I got to tell you, I got, I got a real issue with this new, the new season Mandalorian's doing this too. Okay. Um, not having like standard length episodes. Some of the episodes are 35 minutes. Some of them are 45 minutes. Some of them are an hour and five minutes. What Just are we doing, doing here? Doing whatever they want. What are we doing here? Just come on, spread it out a little bit more. That make make everything 45. What that are we doing? Weird. Yeah. I don't know what's going on with that, but. It's strange in in the contemporary world of modern TV shows to have a finale be the shortest episode of the season. But, hey, whatever. Whatever, dude. Fucking fools. There'll be a season two, so let's go. Yeah. Um, did you see the controversy while we're just randomly on the topic about uh, the the pay gap, the pay disparity between the two main stars of the show? No. Oh yeah, between uh, Pedro Pascal and yeah, he got, Ramsey. Yeah, Pedro Pascal got paid something like a hundred grand an episode, or oh, it might have been more. I'm, I think I have a tweet in the grab bag. Maybe we'll pull that up. But um, yeah, he got hundreds of thousands per episode, and Bella Ramsey got like seventy thousand per episode. And people were just pearl clutching. He's older and has been acting longer, right? Shh, no, it doesn't matter. Okay? okay, she's an oppressed. She's a part of an oppressed class, so she's getting. Oh, because she's, she's a they a, them. She's a they. Well, she's a woman, so and the, and the a, women pay gap. So and a they them. She doesn't mm. conform to. You didn't know that. Uh, I yeah, I did know that Pretty actually. Sure yeah, she's yeah. non-binary. Yeah, that's right. That's right. So do we even know the the pay gap between um, men, women, and like others because for a while there we were talking about what was more. like 76 it cents on the dollar more. and it's <laughs> yeah whatever it is it needs to be more 
<laughs> we need to go a hundred or one dollar and fifty cents. Whatever, per. yeah, whatever is missing from women, you said it's like front 67. Loaded, yeah. yeah, exactly. <laughs> front loaded to the they thems. To anybody who's non-binary, they get what the women don't get. All the dollar. <laughs> yes, Joseph says uh, the moral of any post-apocalyptic post-apocalyptic reality is people will have to be tribal. Yes. Yeah, for sure. I think that was most excellent excellently displayed in walking dead everybody had like little tribes rolling around it was always little gangs and when, very different yeah, yeah when you came across each one yeah it was very very different and act different had different sets of rules and yeah. all that stuff so fun times um so i have two let me ask you this right the okay. first one is kind of a more generalized uh one and the other one will talk be talk more about this later boys that's right and my second one will come in right before we talk about guns, because it is directly pertaining to two-way. Okay. Um, the first question I had is, when you think about it in today's pop culture world, is there anybody in particular you think stands as an excellent avatar for spreading the message of liberty and freedom um, in the pop culture? Because we have on the back end i mean every ho major hollywood star is out there spouting leftist propaganda do we have anybody in the popularized mainstream culture that is sticking up for our values um he it's a tough one i would have to really think about that and that's a problem yeah yeah no i would have to really think about that because it's up to like internet personalities right now in my mind they're the you only people alone Post Malone. Yeah. Yeah, he's he's pretty good at it. Post Malone. Post Malone's super based. Yo, that fucking and... picture of him when he was with, uh, what, was he with Grand Thumb? Yeah. Yeah, that was legit. Yeah. Chris, Chris Pratt. Pratt. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. Chris Pratt. <clears throat> he's doing big things. Yeah. But and is he, it just me or... He doesn't give a shit. You know? No. Chris Pratt doesn't give a fuck. Yeah, he, he he's not really... I would say this. He's it, just also very religious. Yeah. You know? In my experience. And that's not a bad thing. I just mean that's in addition to. Yeah. Because um, they they can tend to go together. If right. the two are the one and the same, then that usually leads. But um, my major observation about this is whether or not we have people like that or not, they don't proselytize like, like the leftist propagandists do. No. And I think that, I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing. I think at this point it's probably a bad thing because I don't, you know, it's hard to tell. You have to kind of know more about these people. They're, they're not saying these things on the stage at award shows and if they're even getting invited to award shows because they're not usually going to win anyways if they go to those. But right. um, it always seems to be kind of in the background. Um, and I forget exactly where this question came this week, what inspired this, but... And it got me thinking about it. I'm like, I don't know all the people that I know that are really outspoken about these things. I mean, the closest I can come would be like a mainstream comedian like Dave Smith. But that's about it. And he's yeah. still kind of niche. You know, he's still he's like an alt comic. And so to add to what you're saying about the award shows and stuff like that, if they do get called to do that, because Chris Pratt is still very mainstream, he still does a lot of stuff, and Post Malone still does performances and stuff, mm -hmm. but they're not asked there because of their ideology, mm -hmm. where so many other leftist stars and leftist pop culture stars are. Yeah. They are put in that center, in the limelight, because 
of that immutable quality because of whatever that thing is, that intersectional portion that they take up. Yep. That's why they're there. That's why they're being elevated. Yeah. But that's not why Chris Pratt is being elevated. They are not asking him. Most Hollywood things are not asking him to come and talk about Jesus, even his religion, no. let alone his other views about the government or politics or anything <laughs> like that. You know, don't talk about that, Chris. Yes, Otherwise, yeah. you don't have a neck. You don't your next Guardian of the Galaxy Volume Four will not be right. starring you. And on that spectrum, his religion is probably the most acceptable thing to talk about in Hollywood. Yeah. Because if we, you know, started talking about any of that other shit, mm-hmm. they'd be like, no, 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 no. no, no. You're, now you're a domestic terrorist. <laughs> we can't have this type of stuff here. You know, yeah. I mean, Which, you're out on a farm. You're you're trying right. to live a relatively self-sustaining lifestyle by like farming and shit. And I like, think you know, we, you know, it's that's basically domestic terrorism. I think the only reason people aren't taking pictures and videos of post malone all kitted up and saying he's a terrorist is because he's also a rapper so they're like oh he's out there with guns he's a rapper that's what they do that's yeah. what they're gonna be doing and like and that's not i think that's just the the label that people are willing to give him you know i don't think he's like hiding behind that or anything he's yeah, like, i doubt it no he has a fucking he doesn't strike me as a guy that's gonna be like i saw withholding stuff like that. a video of him that he had a a custom technical build, a truck with a mountain machine. Yes, I saw had, it. It was a little Yoda, built. right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You yeah. had one built. It was dope it's as like, shit. That's the coolest thing I've ever seen. <laughs> exactly. So, I want one. Yeah. Plus the fifty cal to go with it. That would yeah. be pretty sweet too. So shout out to Chris Pratt and Post Malone for being based. There you go. There you go. Um, That's really funny. <laughs> I'm excited to. Uh, I'm actually excited for Guardians Three coming out. I rewatched the Guardian of the Galaxy movies recently. I remember you saying they're, that. They're pretty fire. I'm the first one on, especially. I'm out on all these superhero movies mm-hmm. now. It's it's too much for me. I saw a commercial for one the other day on fucking scrolling through Twitter. And it didn't... I don't know if it's like affiliated with any of the major things, but it's called like Beetle Man. Have you even heard of this? Bl- Blue, Beetle? Blue Beetle? Yeah. That's a DC one. Oh, it is DC. I do know Blue Beetle. So it's going to crash it's gonna nosedive like everything else dc yeah, tries to I make in a movie the director just got in trouble because he tweeted something about i don't want to like i'm pretty sure he tweeted something about someone <clears throat> assassinating donald trump and oh. then he deleted the tweet oops but obviously it's the internet so people already saw it screenshot <laughs> i'm pretty sure that's what happened i'm sure you can google it probably yeah, but yeah, um, yeah, I saw that. I don't know much about DC, and I was like, "What the yeah. fuck?" It looks like, it looks like a DC Spider-Man is what it looks like. He just wants to be left alone. Live and let live will always be difficult because eventually you have to deal with people who want to make you conform to their ideological will. One hundred percent. That's Amen. absolutely true. And I think that might be a good segue to talk about some guns. Yeah, yeah. Um, if you want to, yeah, it's a pretty base thing. I mean, we. We've seen the national discussions, especially after Nashville. Mm-hmm. Um, Which know, we'll talk about in part two in a little part bit more. Two, yeah, for calls for an assault weapons ban. And we have one that's looking like it's actually going to happen here. They've been trying for several years now. Um, I'm going to say probably five years they've been going for. Certainly yeah. however long Bob Ferguson has been the attorney general, he's been pushing for it because this is his thing. It's his baby. Um, but this one has cleared the Senate. Senate committee. And, yeah, and it's it's gone. T- I think it's just waiting to go to the floor. Yes, the which, so, uh, yeah, I saw a video. There's a guy, I can't remember his name. Is some He always has WK on his jacket, and he does 
like these little videos standing by a stream in Issaquah somewhere. Great. Um, but he uh, he did the announcement yesterday, kind of updating that, and he had said essentially that it's going to go to the the floor, get voted on. There's no anticipation of it not passing. They have all the votes they need for it to pass, and then it'll go to the governor's desk, in which case it could be signed as early as like in the next couple days because it's already passed the house so uh it's, it's got to go um, back to the house i guess okay um but the idea is there's another bill that's coming along too and so that he's probably going to wait Inslee's probably going to wait for i think he said till about like the 17th so you know another week or so till, so both bills will come up and then they'll do a big kind of big thing about it and sign both bills at the same time but yeah it looks like and within the next two weeks, probably, there will be a some form of a ridiculous assault weapons ban in this state. Yeah, and this one <clears throat> has also to do with, like, certain parts and stuff as well. So also threaded barrels is another thing that you can't get. And, like, muzzle brakes is something that you won't be able to purchase anymore. There's, like, really odd specific That's items so that are covered up. in this particular assault weapons ban. Because um, a muzzle brake makes sense. Right, it's, it's really <sighs> weird stuff. The magazines are covered in it again as mm -hmm. well, uh, is another part of it. So let me see. <clears throat> so while I'm looking for, we can talk about. So that is why I have that gun behind me. I mm -hmm. because I'm an everyman like you guys, uh, and I'm a dad with two kids. I, uh, they call them featureless rifles here in California. There you go. <laughs> um, featureless. I mean, that's aptly named. If it's a bare-bones, naked-ass gun, it is definitely featureless. Yes. There it is. Pew-pew tactical. That's what it was. I can send pew, you Pew-pew! Yeah. Here, I'll send you this article. Kay. I was just trying to find the, the correct one. So I was saving up to buy a pistol, and I was just kind of putting cash to the side whenever I could because I didn't necessarily need one. Right? We have, I've showed the one, the other one that I have before, the Glock. Um, I've showed that before. It's a great gun. So I didn't necessarily need one, but I wanted a, another one, a 9mm. And so I went to buy it, and I was talking to the guy at the gun store about, you know, do you have any uppers? Do you have any which got? Do you have any of the pre-bill? Because I don't really want to, like, buy one myself right now. And pew pew tactical, I love it. Excuse me. They did. So I treated myself a little bit and I picked up this. Oh shit, this is probably illegal as fuck, but um, <laughs> I picked up this 12 and a half, this upper, right? The lower is one that I already had. So we'll just leave that right there. There we go. There. Um, the lower is one that I already had, so I just took my rifle upper off of it and I put this new upper on there. It came with like the optic. The bull carrier group, and oh, yeah. the charging handle, everything, fantastic. Name brand stuff, too. Oh, yeah, all arrow pieces. It's, it's very good. It's beautiful. It's very, it's beautiful. Yeah, 12 and a half. I like it a lot. So It's so pretty. And the store that I got it from, they sell cans and stuff also. So that's my next official venture. Yay. Tax stamp time. Yeah, unfortunately. There's yeah. also like the Form 1s and stuff like that. You know, and I just don't know how I feel about any of that. Finishing up myself, whatever. I'll mm -hmm. do one one day, but wait till after the bands come. Y'all got to learn what a bat wing grip is. Bat wing grip. <clears throat> do you know, I mean, I have to rely on your expertise in the world know, these days. Not by that particular term. No, I don't know what a bat wing grip is. Um, you failed I'll me. Just, you have failed me. <laughs> yeah. 
Um, so the bill names 60 other specific makes. Uh, so ARs and AKs in general, and then also 60 other specific makes and models, FN SCARs, FN PS90s, HK MP5s, 50 cals, Galils, AUGs, all these things. Um, specific accessories like a telescoping stock, threaded barrel, muzzle brake, a pistol grip are also no-goes. So that, that's going to mean a vertical grip. Can't have a vertical grip anymore. Um, that same thing yeah. that I have. We used to call them pig sticks, right? Yeah, so this is like, it's called like a broom handle, right? Like things like that. This is the upper that I took off of that. This is obviously, obviously it's safe. We're, we're, we're good here because there's no lower on it. Um, but yeah, this is what I took off there. And so this vertical grip would be not, not okay anymore. Can't have those things. You have to have like a, an angled grip or a hand stop you know these are the things that you would have to have on there but also you can't have these anyway so it doesn't really matter but oh my god so 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 that's so nice. stupid yeah um let's see what else is there pistols shotguns and accessories semi-automatic pistols and shotguns are not outside the scope of the measure which bans pistols using a detachable magazine and sporting one of the following accessories threaded barrel second hand grip or shroud and i don't know what a shroud is hmm. um semi-automatic shotguns with folding telescoping or thumbhole stocks grips that protrude conspicuously beneath the action right this i mean this is the level of of legislating that we're working with grips that protrude quote conspicuously beneath the action <laughs> this is what we're dealing with here i would love to see a bill introduced that designated anyone who introduces an unconstitutional bill as a treatise <laughs> <laughs> i support this amendment um <laughs> protruding conspicuously beneath the action fixed magazine with more than seven rounds revolving cylinder or pistol grip is also prohibited and then HB 1240 moves past just firearms and into accessories, squashing the use of conversion kits and large capacity magazines, which we already have. So um, according to legislators, HB 1240 is a direct response to what they call a public health threat. Pointing to the use of so-called assault weapons in recent mass shootings, authors of the bill said removing firearms that allow assailants to fire a high volume of rounds quickly is necessary to protect its citizens. So uh, none of that makes sense. That's why we're doing it but here. Hey, that's that's what it's, we're doing. It's going to be great. We're going to um, save so many. I mean, if it saves just one life, right? Yeah. So or have we moved past that rhetoric at this point? Because of the place that we live, it will definitely be signed if it is passed by the Senate. And then it will definitely be challenged in the courts. But I don't know how likely it is that there will be an injunction on it because the magazine ban that we have that, again, is supposed to ban us from having any magazines over 10 rounds. The pistol that I brought here with me today has a magazine in it with 15 rounds. Grandfather. I don't know how that works as far as carrying it because clarification was never given to anybody. We just aren't supposed to have them, even though it's okay we're not supposed to buy them. It's okay for us to have them. No one ever said whether or not we're allowed to carry them in the law. Of course, all gun course. laws are infringements. We're going to carry the 15 anyway. It's the same reason that, you know, I have that upper on the lower that we have there. It's the same reason that we did all these things. So, 
Um, I don't want to get too heavy into it yet because we're going to talk about it more in part two. Mm -hmm. Obviously, this is not a good thing. These are not things that should be happening. These are not meant to protect you. This is only meant to disarm you so that something else can happen in the future. This is meant so they can have more control over you and you have less control over your life. You have less ability to defend yourself, to protect yourself, to protect your family, to protect people around you. Um, it's, it's not good. You know, there, we're, we were blessed. I, and I am hesitant to use those words, but that's what I'm going to go with this time to have that this most recent shooting was ended quickly and that we had police officers that were there in a very short amount of time. And they ended this in a very short amount of time. Mm -hmm. We have seen other examples where that's not the case. You cannot, and nor should you, or should you be asked to rely on the state for defense of your life you are in charge of your life you have charge to defend yourself and your family and the people that you love and the people around you who abdicate that responsibility it, it is up to you and i believe that everyone should do that and i believe in you everyone who's listening to this show this is this is against your rights this is unconstitutional at the very least regardless of how you feel about how colin and i view rights or how i view rights because i don't want to speak for you but i know you know we're on the same ship but we're pretty much there um so this this is unconstitutional. This is this is a violation of your rights. These assault weapons bans. This these are nonsense. Can do confirm. Not, do not comply with this. Continue to do what you're doing. Continue to operate. The language is is fairly clear. I mean, it's uh, shall not be infringed. Shall not be infringed. Keep banging. The right of a people to keep and bear arms shall not be infringed. All these things sound like infringements to me. Just keep going. I just, you know, but it's fine. Jo Joe Biden's a Second Amendment supporter. Yeah. You know, he's pro 2A. He, he, he's a 2A guy, if you listen to him. You know, just really upset that there's so many deer out there sporting Kevlar. I don't know how they're getting it, but they're they're doing it, apparently. <coughs> Did we talk about the um, capital gains tax on the last episode? No. No? I don't think so. Um, the Washington State has... Uh, just through the Supreme Court has just made a decision that the Washington State capital gains tax is uh, does not qualify as an income tax because income income tax in the state of Washington is unconstitutional according to our state constitution. Right. right. <clears throat> but we are now the only state in the entire union that does not recognize the capital gains tax as an income tax. We are classifying it as an excise tax. Um, which technically doesn't count as a capital gains tax. So we here in the state of Washington make big, big moves. We are uh, groundbreaking on this front. So if you are uh, making a capital gains in the state of Washington, that counts as an income tax, or doesn't count as an income tax now, even though that is income. That's precisely what it is. That's precisely what it is. I, I would know because I've been getting hit with it for fucking years at this point, but... First time, first time in, in multiple years I haven't been dinged on the capital gains tax. When we were in Oregon last weekend, mm -hmm. the server at the bar that we went to, the horse brass. The horse brass. Right, that's what the bar was called. That guy said there's no sales tax in Oregon. Mm -hmm. They have state income tax. Yes. So that guy told me that if he works full time, 40 hours, he makes less money than if he works 20 hours and just collects as much tips as possible. 
Yeah. Because of the way that the income tax goes. Yeah. That he gets fucked that hard. That's the way to, it goes down there, man. It's pretty rough. We yeah. used to, uh, we used to make, uh, we had like a family vacation we take every year down in Southern Oregon, um, or Central Oregon. And, uh, every time we'd go down, we'd, we'd always drive down in the old, in the old pickup. That was the family truck. And we took, uh, we'd just load everything up and head down for like a nice week or something down there. But my parents would go to like the, the feed store when they were down there and load up on like horse staples because there was no sales tax. And then we right. bring that back here. So we could save, you know, when you're going to go spend a thousand dollars on a bunch of like feed and supplements and equipment and all this stuff. I mean, it's, it saves you hundreds of dollars if, if you buy it without sales tax and then just bring it back. So we used to do that shit all the time. And that's what he said. He says, so the trick is to work in Washington and to shop in Oregon. That's right. <laughs> Save you some money, baby. Yeah. It was pretty cool. The things were just $13. I was like, like nice. that's, that's cool. Yeah. Yeah. You don't have to sit there and try to think, like, okay, so if it says this, how much am I really paying? Mm, no. And, of course, everything is 99, you know, 99 cents, so. Like six ninety nine, thirteen ninety nine. They don't really do that shit there. Just thirteen it's, bucks. Yeah, it's all like flat, you know, because they don't want to deal with one penny. Who wants to deal with one penny? No one wants to deal with one penny. That's true. So, uh, yeah, I, I, yeah. I bet you that's just in the places that have sales tax. Yeah, no, things were just like fifty, twenty five. They were rounded to even. <sighs> yeah, so you were just getting quarters back. It was really cool. <laughs> what a fucking mind blowing concept. Really nice. Fuck a penny. I don't. Why are we exactly. using pennies? At I got all? pennies over here. I don't give just a shit about pennies. Rounded to five. I don't. <laughs> what's the difference in four cents? Just rounded to a five. Yeah, five we can't nick zero. No, let's just rip, let's just nuke the penny and just go with nickels we don't need it not that real money is going to be a thing much longer but hey no <laughs> we'll talk about that later oh yeah i can't wait for FedCoin to come into play it's going to be fucking great so all right let's talk about that really quick let's talk about the digital currency oh yeah um, we'll do that because i don't understand it okay so i've heard a lot of people especially this week very upset about it and i i'm so i'm feeling like i'm just not understanding okay. right that's where i'm at now because we're you and i were talking about it last week mm -hmm. and i was like this means nothing to me because my money is in the bank anyway. That's mm -hmm. how everyone's money is. Like the cash that you have really is valueless because it's not based on anything. It's not based yes. on gold. It's not based on whatever. It's no. based off of oil the, right now. Which it's is... based off of the zero and one that these people have put in the computer anyway. Yeah. So I just don't understand. <clears throat> so now I feel like I don't understand. Like okay. I've, got, I've got to be missing something because people are like, this is the next level of control. If it's all digital currency and they control everything, they already, in my mind, Mm -hmm. They already are deciding how much this currency is worth. So the major, the major next step that's going to take place in July, right? Right now, up. I gotta open my mind. For open your, yeah, get your third eye open. Yes. Let's go. Um, the major thing that's going to be different is right now in the financial institutions, okay. aka the banks and so on and so forth, that are collapsing. Um, I mean, <laughs> you know, there's that. Okay. Um, <laughs> uh, there's you know, transaction takes they take t they take time to clear, right? Yes. Um, I I swipe my debit card somewhere, I stick it in the thing, and I punch my board. I use the touch pass now because I got a fancy new card. Yep. Um, that essentially they get a signal. My bank gets a signal to release the money to this other institution's um, bank, 
essentially, right? So then that takes time. They, in good faith, will send money over this way, that way, but it takes time for those transactions to clear. Yes. The same reason Because it's different institutions. Yes. Like okay. you have, uh, you, you got $100 in the bank, and you have a $500 check you want to cash. Yep. You can't go in and cash that right away. You can get, uh, most banks will give you the equivalent of what you already have in your account, that way they can back it up, right? Like in case the check is bad, right? And then it takes time for that stuff to clear, and then within a couple of days you have the rest of your money, and then you can withdraw it, so on and so forth. But um, in July, the Federal Reserve is rolling out a new system called Fed Now, which is essentially this is confirmed now. This is what their intent. Or this, this is, is yeah. This is actually from the FederalReserve.gov. Okay, so this is actually happening. I love when they do this. Yeah, I don't. It's pretty terrible. I just mean I love when they're they don't lie about shit. You yeah, know, yeah, they're, yeah. Like, they're like, no, no we're going to do this because yeah, this is what this we're, we're doing. Um, let's see. Kevin says CBDC, the central bank digital currency, is programmable and can expire. Uh, they can tell you, they can tell you what you can and can't buy. When you can and can't buy, you don't spend all your money. Two weeks later, the money expires, so there will be no more savings. These okay. are all these okay. are all possibilities. These are all the fears of. Yes. Of a digital currency. Yes, okay. because right now the money is digital, right? But right. there's still dollars floating around out there. People okay. still have money in various places. And the Federal Reserve doesn't necessarily have direct control over it. So the government through the Federal Reserve can't just shut off. They just can't take your money away necessarily because it belongs. It doesn't belong to them. It belongs to a bank. So it belongs to somebody, right? It's not really your money when you give it to the bank. It's the bank's money. They just keep the ledger going, so on and so forth. So, But what this is going to do is all transactions will be run through the Fed now Federal Reserve System, which is okay. an instantaneous transfer of monies, which to my understanding at this point, the only way to do that is essentially to be running some kind of digital currency like a like like that akin to a cryptocurrency right, right? on a blockchain or something like something that. something like that but right. this is not going to be that this is just going to be right. run through their program so Government blockchain yeah so they say the federal reserve announced uh july launch for fed now service the federal reserve announced that the fed now service will start opening in july and provide details on preparation for launch the first week of April, the Federal Reserve will begin the formal certification of participants for the launch of the service. Early adopters will become a customer testing and certification program informed by feedback by the FedNow pilot program to prepare for sending live transactions through the system. Um, certification encompasses a comprehensive testing curriculum with defined expectations for opera operational readiness and network expansion, blah, 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 in June. The Federal Reserve and certified participants will conduct a uh, production evaluate, validation activation activates to confirm readiness for the July launch. So they're, as of April, they're already starting to get the first institutions to start signing on to this program. Um, so that people can be a testing group can be issued like a, a debit card, essentially. Yeah. To be able to use digital currency. Yeah. And it, it will be accepted at different, if it's major institutions. It'll still be dollars. Right. But it'll all just, the way it's all funneled and controlled at that point, it runs directly through this Fed program. And if the major institutions recognize it, like uh, Visa, Chase, those things, 
it'll be the banks themselves. Right. J.P. Morgan Chase, Bank right. of America, Wells Fargo. All those people will be running their financial transactions through this FedNow service. And so, yeah, card companies like Visa, Ch or yeah, Visa, MasterCard, American Express. I don't know exactly if they're run the exact same way, but I'm pretty sure they are. I mean, their their money is somewhere, and it's not going to just be, you know, they have it in accounts somewhere. What are you doing, Cat? What are you doing? You need to leave my leave my court alone. Yeah. So I'm trying to think of what I'm talking about is is thinking of the route for different companies accepting this as currency, right? Because not everywhere takes like Bitcoin. Mm -hmm. Some places will. There's some places you can buy shit with Bitcoin, but not everywhere. Yeah. You know, this will still be dollars, though. It's just how those transactions are processed won't necessarily. They'll be go. They'll be turning banks into essentially middlemen. Okay. Not like right now. You go to the bank. You put your money in there. There's transaction between banks, right? That's how that more or less works. Yeah. Right now, the Federal Reserve just essentially puts the money out there and then creates policy for how that stuff is is moved around and interest and so on and so forth. This will essentially make them the main. I don't know how you want like a good analogy here, but they're, they're the station. They're the main train station for all transactions going in and out of all these other major institutions. So I, all this money is going to pass through the Federal Reserve's the program. Yes. And this is the actual FedNow program where institutions can sign up and get their things going. And that their big thing is all these are instant payments, instant instantly actionable transactions. So the companies have incentive. Hey, that's enough. Honestly, come on. Honestly, she's laying there, and somebody will come. She'll get into their bubble. She's like, "Get the fuck out of my bubble! I'm laying down here." So different companies and businesses have incentive to use this because they don't have to wait three days mm -hmm. to get your money. If yeah. you're going to buy stuff, then they can have it that day. Yeah, and I'm sure there's other, especially a small business. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. If, uh, well, it'll be the it'll be the bank that you bank with as a small business. Most small businesses use very large banks because right, they got a lot of programs anyway. and yeah. stuff like that. But yeah, this is all still dollars. Uh, yeah, yeah, but it's hanging me up. But yeah, I'm, I understand. I'm here. It's a, it's a weird deal. It is a weird deal. This is not necessarily the creation of the central bank digital currency, but it's creating the platform for that to become a thing. Okay. Um, I think later down the road we'll actually be looking at a more cashless society this is the precursor and, to the yeah you have to have a well. you have to have a platform for this stuff to take place right before you introduce this kind of stuff and you know right now i mean you can buy these certain stable coins and shit like that they're like um usd coin and shit like that which are just crypto versions of a dollar yeah so i mean it's I don't know how all that stuff's going to shake out. So this way you're saying this is their like their version of blockchain. This is their platform for processing all of that yeah, shit. Yeah. Except for the <laughs> fact that okay. instead of, you know, instead of actually being a secure blockchain, it's all just going to be a Federal Reserve program collected like, by the government. Right? Yeah. We, I mean, it's they're, 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 they're technically know, a private company, they right? They also know how you spend all your money. Yes. And this will make it so that when if there are certain 
transactions that are not allowed for whatever reason, right? They like will guns. instantly be able to deny you this transaction as it comes as you go to pay for it. Like guns, because there are already some credit card companies that are like flagging those types of mm-hmm. transactions if you try and purchase a gun somewhere. Yep. That's I purposefully another reason that I was saying I had saved up for this pistol because I wanted specifically to buy it in cash. Mm-hmm. I didn't want to buy cash money on a card anymore. I wanted to buy guns in cash from now on. Mm-hmm. So that's part of why I did it that way. So basically, you're just like a criminal now. Look yes. at that. You're spending money in cash. Handgun in cash mm-hmm. from a small gun store. Yeah. And it, watching what has happened over the past decade to countries in Europe, a lot of them have moved to a cashless society at this point, which is just Everything a various way. Good to do. Phone, card, yeah. yeah. Most places, yeah, most places don't even have cards anymore. They're right. just, it's fucking QR code or whatever on your phone. You just bloop, bloop, done. Um, various ways people are looking at doing handprints now and all sorts of stuff, but I've seen that it's all just biometric type stuff. Yeah. Anything to prove, you know, it's essentially just another version of your pin. You shouldn't be doing that. No, you shouldn't be doing that at all. Mm. But then again, we've screwed up our financial, our, our monetary system. So systematically at this point, it's going to be rough. This is all going to be rough. And I think this is all just laying the, the groundwork for trying to prevent a total and utter collapse as we go forward. And the only way they can do that is to centrally control everything. But we'll get deeper into the weeds on that um, in part three when we start talking about the uh, the petrodollar. And Shouldn't with, be doing this, guys. Yeah. It's all, it's all bad news. So. Yeah. Should um, try and trade with people whenever you can. Yeah. Barter. Bartering is cool. Bartering is dope. Yeah. I like that. Where do you think that boat out front came from? Yeah. You think homie paid cash for that? No, no, no. He traded his services for an X amount of time for that boat. Bartering is cool. Bartering's dope. Learn how to do a thing. Do that thing for people. Yep. Get and I think... For it. Yeah, yeah. Get skills. Yeah. Gain skills. Think of yourself as an RPG character. You know, you have a limitless potential of skills that you can acquire. Start leveling up some of those skills, baby. That's where I'm at. Listen to too many of those video game people lately everything i see now is just yeah. in video games or teach people to read <laughs> read would be good yeah that's uh teach d- people to read that's a good skill massive declines in uh reading levels these days i think i was like oh, no. weak super weak i think i was like 15 or something like that the first time that i considered that there were people who couldn't read you know I just didn't like. I just took it as a, it's a weird concept, a thing right? That everyone does, yeah. yeah. So I don't remember um, in school somehow, but yeah, like people being illiterate, and I was like, "What do you mean?" And yeah. like, like they can't read or write, and I was like, "What do you mean? What do you mean?" Because yeah. I, I just had a difficult time. How do you conduct daily life not knowing how to read or write? Like I don't yeah. understand that because I read so much shit every day. How do you not? Yeah, you know, you read things without think without even thinking about you it. You just like, yeah. You know, every time I look up at Spider Man, I see I read. Amazing right. fantasy. I, 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 I read reserve parking see, Seattle Seahawks fans only. Right. So some you know? stuff you just end up knowing what it says. Mm-hmm. Like you, you can't actually read. You just know what those things say. You know what a stop sign says. But yeah. you, can, you can read it, you know, like. Yeah. Can't comprehend the, what is it, like phonics or whatever, the vernacular. Right, right. You can't break down the word and understand what it means right. by looking at the individual letters. Yeah, it made me super sad. Yeah. And it's, there's like a not small number of people in America today that are still literate, which is a weird thing to think about. Yeah. So it's tough. It's Especially because when you're a child, 
you know, like if your parents or whoever is taking care of you knows how to read, it's just a lack of an of investment of time, mm-hmm. you know, because it's just it's just time. You just need exposure to letters and reading and stuff to learn how to do that. That's just yeah. like most of the time. That's just how it works, you know, yeah. so because your brain is like a sponge when you're a yeah. kid. So you just pick up the right type yeah. of thing. It's just a lack of investment of time, which is a very sad thing. Yeah. Used I used to volunteer at a food pantry. The number of people in this country who can't read or write would freak you out if you really knew. Yeah. That's fucking that's wild, right. man. Hey, no child left behind, baby. Yeah, that's right. I dealt with a lot of homeless, and a majority of them couldn't read or write, and I had to do paperwork for them, which is fucking wild. Dude. Yeah, you think about, like, the societal standards, more or less, that we've set up, especially moving forward, like, that rely on pieces of technology and shit like that, like the FedNow thing. I mean, you're going to have to have some kind of app on a phone i would imagine in the near future in the not so you know distant future and maybe a few years all transactions will have to be done like on a smartphone or something like that yeah because we'll be moving away from cash what happens to people that don't have those what if you wanted to go back to a a clamshell phone or something like that or get your obama phone get your obama phone (laughs) yeah the obama phone but that would be great how do you even do that if you can't read when the federal government starts giving people cell phones because that's how you are like a pit boy you know because that's what that's what boy. it's gonna end up being is everyone's gonna just gonna a have pit a pit boy. boy or something wild yeah just Can we do like a giant steampunk bracelet it's for it you know i think it'll look more like because of how edgy and technological and cool we are it's gonna look <laughs> like you know in football the quarterbacks wear that little <sighs> arm cuff yeah. with all the plays on it it's gonna look like that it's just gonna be a little thing you just slide on yeah. a little sleeve we're gonna make them is how it's gonna be we're Let's gonna get go. the yeah, and we're gonna make them with some type of new bio mesh material that we cut yeah. out with, like a laser wheel. Let's and do it, laser wheel. Be, yeah, and it's just gonna be a sleeve that everyone wears, but it's gonna Bill Gates style microchip into your skin, so you can't take it off once you put it on. We got another book going. Let's do this. Let's go. <laughs> so I love this. Con- Joseph says, "Will the Bolivar equal one dollar or two? Um, so the Bolivar is the Venezuelan currency. Okay. And so that's like wheelbarrows full of right. cash to go buy a loaf of bread. <laughs> so will Will a Bolivar be worth one dollar or two? Uh, uh, you know, we'll just wait until the crisis hits, and that's when they're going to trigger this thing. Right. That's, that's how they'll really do it. What it's they'll say go. you can either use your phone or you can carry around a wheelbarrow full of cash. What do you really want to do? Yes. This is where we're at now. So. Yeah. And that's. The big talk right now is in implementation. All you got to really do is wait for that emergency to come and say, hey, don't worry about it. If if you want access to your money, all of your deposits will be guaranteed. You just need to download this app, right? and then you'll have instant access to all of your money. You can transact however you want. That's right, because the ledgers of all the banks will just go directly into the FedNow system, and then the, the Federal Reserve will be the bank. Fuck these people. And then all the other banks will just become middlemen that make money and interest and screw everybody else over in the process. So that'll be something to look forward to. Yeah. Um, and again, I won't be, I won't even be 40 by the, be the time it the hits, Kulaks. probably. We'll be the Kulaks. They will. The cool. Yeah, the they will. Yeah, you can't be a Kulak, man. Mm-mm. You know, if you, if you don't look like you're starving, you must be stealing food. So you're a Kulak and you have to go to Siberia. What's our version of Siberia? Canada? Just send them up to Canada. <laughs> they got so many laws up there at this point now that you're going to end up in jail at some point. 
We're gonna so <laughs> we'll just deport you to Canada, and then they'll end up in the Canadian jail system. We're gonna be at war with China, and they're gonna have to be digging cobalt out of a mine in in uh, was Idaho. There's the cobalt. Idaho yeah. or Utah. Or, yeah. yeah, there's like there one or two places in the country you can do that. That's where they're gonna be doing it. They're gonna be cobalt mining there in you go. Idaho. Yeah, if that's a, a that's yeah. gonna suck in the wintertime. It's gonna be really cold. Yeah, it's gonna be, be real be cold. Really, really cold there. It'll be and like very red and cobalty, and it's gonna be unfortunate. It's gonna be super unfortunate. Um, like in 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 the Siberian concentration camps or the, the gulags, it was always cold, right? Yeah. But we're gonna have two seasons because of where these cobalt mines are gonna be at. So you're gonna get scorchingly destroyed. You're gonna get roasted in the summertime, yeah. and then you're gonna get frozen in the wintertime. So you can't even adapt to a single temperature to try to survive. You're just gonna be fucked. <laughs> and that's how they're going to keep flowing people there is because there's going to be just, just constant yeah, turnover, rollover you yeah. know it'll be good and then we'll we'll use you to fertilize the trees so that we can cut down on carbon that's why they started all these human composting laws so let's that go we can be used to it you know and also i'm kind of okay with being thrown compost. into the, i'm kind of okay being thrown in underneath a tree or something like what that to nourish the shit what else do you do with the human body i mean you know? stick it in a in a in a, a designated piece of land, which a bunch of other dead bodies with a rock over you. I, I don't, I don't get that aspect of things, man. We drove past a cemetery in Portland that was legit like a mile long. Oh I mean, yeah. It was, it was insane. And then what happens? Why? The, you, people what? aren't going to stop dying. No, it just filled up. And then what? Yeah. And then how long does it take for you to break down? Well, shouldn't be doing that. Yeah, We shouldn't be doing that. No, just Should, shouldn't be doing that. I, I, I'm glad at this point I have uh, I spent a lot of time on the ocean. So I'm like, no, just dump me out there. Just, yeah. dump, just dump me out there, bro. Let me blow it up and sink and we'll be good to It'll go. be fine. Yeah. You know, yeah. if, we, if you need to make me a pair of concrete galoshes to make it all go down, do that. Let's do it. Let's go. That's you know, <laughs> Make sure it's deep, though. That way all the out there all the pressure will i don't want to float up and then cause nobody else problems right i've been there done that that's let not a fun fish, experience yeah let the fish eat me up you know yeah right you know <laughs> i want to be eaten by the crabs yeah the crabs and the shrimp that you will later on eat turn my skeleton into a reef you know? <laughs> let little fish live in my skull as i'm attached down there yeah you'll have to get the wolverine treatment turn all your bones to metal that before that cool. that way you can branch out That'd be pretty cool, though. Yeah. I I am the heart of the reef. Yeah. Look at all these fishes living inside of me. Well, that took a turn. <laughs> I love I love how this goes. Uh, let's see. Do we want to hit anything else in part one? Um, homelessness is really bad. Oh yeah, let's you sent me that fucking yeah, podcast. We can just kind of talk about it in generalities because I don't I don't have the numbers down to like go through it or anything. It's really bad, and the baseline because there's a, there was a lot of reporting on it over the last two weeks, which is really interesting. Is yeah. there's a lot of it's in Seattle in particular a lot of bureaucracy that seems to gum up the works. Everybody needs to have their hand in something. Everything needs a permit. One of the examples they gave in this podcast you were talking about that I sent you, it's called Seattle Now. It's a local one. It's done through KUOW, which is our local NPR affiliate. and <laughs> The state-affiliated media? Yeah, that's right. <laughs> um, and they were talking about the street sinks. That, street sinks. Yeah, that they wanted to build, that the city council wanted to build. And so there was a contract for 100 street sinks 
and I think they had built three of them. <laughs> yeah. And part of the reason is because every single individual street sink location had to have its own permit. Mm-hmm. Every single one of them. There couldn't be a blanket permit, even though the Seattle City Council is the one who did this. There was also another one for tiny houses that an individual city council member had pledged $2.5 million for it and then quietly retracted the pledge for the money that he put in and was still championing all these individual houses that are built, even oh, though yeah. he had nothing to do with it at all. Nope. It's that's the nature of bureaucracy because yeah. every every agency or office in the bureaucracy wants to assert their dominance and their you know this is our territory we handle this stuff right. and we're backed up for eighteen months right now we're looking at permits and this and that and approvals and you know the next committee meeting isn't for another thirty days so we're not going to get to this for you know probably two and a half years at this point and then you know and then we get, what about the public inquiry periods and blah 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 this is just standardized anytime you want to build anything within some kind of municipality where there's a bureaucracy which is everywhere yeah. just how many levels you have to do and in the city of seattle there's an infinite number of layers of bureaucracy to get through and so they it's so bad they can't even get their own proposals that the city council wants champions and approves they can't even get those done because the bureaucracy is so tied up and so twisted which is no surprise but um the concept of public sinks because this was the first time i ever heard about this when i listened to that the street sink what are your like what are your thoughts on like the validity of a street sink? It's going to be disgusting. It's definitely but going to be that's disgusting. Cool. It's going to be disgusting. It's going to be absolutely horrific. Um, I think that that's fine. It makes sense, you know. I know, and for because they said that they said at the very minimum, like it really is to just get more access to public water, and I think that's fine. You mm-hmm. know, people walking along, filling up their water bottles and shit like that. I think that's mm-hmm. great that people can just get water. Yeah, I don't. And if you're homeless, yeah, living out on the street, where do you get water from? I think water bills crazy anyway. So I mean, oh, yeah. someone, uh, someone built a structure somewhere. That person happens to own the rights to the water. That's how we've decided that things are going to be done. That's, <laughs> that's fucking right. insane. That's, that's 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 insane. I know. So now I pay this company because they happen to build a structure there. Mm-hmm. That's, Can I start a water company? I, that's what I I'm don't saying. think so. That's retarded. I don't, that doesn't make any sense to me. This is just a thing that we're still doing, and we don't know how to do it any other way. So that's how we don't choose to do it any other way. So this is how we do it. So, no, I think free water for people on the street is a, is a, is a fine idea. Yeah. But it made this, it, it reminded me of like ancient Rome. They had public fountains everywhere, right? Yeah. And people would go collect their water for the day that way. Or right. if you were one of the people that actually had running water in your house in right. ancient Rome, which a lot of people did, um, you could do that. But there was a lot of people that were homeless living on the street in the city of Rome. And one of the ways they kind of got around like the sanitation the problems was, right. yeah, you had these, you know, because they had aqueducts everywhere running water. So you had water pressure, this and that. So they would, in, they'd build public fountains for people. And then yeah. they'd use that for their bathing water, for drinking water, all that stuff kind of reminded me of like a really messed up futuristic version of that but unfortunately we don't have the deferences of society to make sure these things stay like clean no and so they're going to be fucking disgusting no in a city especially as big and as leftist and disgusting as seattle only knows how to do things in a bureaucratic fashion so they don't they don't know by design how to do anything any other way other than to make it take an insanely long amount of time and they've designed it with 
excuse me, with red tape and with all these barriers. Yeah, I like this. Intentionally. I bet 3M wishes they could get their hands on the tech that made that red tape that can literally hold up the That's world. right. <laughs> Figuratively. And yeah. literally. So I think that's, I think it's cool, you know, the public sync thing, but I've... No I it's know that it's, no, it's going to be horrific. I was telling you, I've told you a bunch of times and a million other people about when we were there the last time to go to the aquarium and the surveyors were saying that their company had paid for a year, a, a porta potty to put down there and they had to chain it up because it had been made so disgusting by the homeless that lived around it yep. that the workers couldn't even use the porta potty that their company had paid for. Mm -hmm. When we were in Oregon, Third time, third reference, banged it, did it. Um, I didn't mean to, but this is how we're doing it because it's just... Uh, You're a three-timer. Well, it's what we did last weekend. So um, <laughs> I, the homeless problem there was that it was horrific. It was the worst I've seen in quite some time. I mean, yeah. quite literally every place that had enough room for a tent or a structure, there was a tent or structure. There were multiple different structures, multiple different tents, living areas that had like large bookcases and cabinets made of plastic that you would have in a garage. So they had dry storage outside of these tents and stuff. I mean, it was, it was wild. And it just is part, I mean, next to the freeway, right next to the freeway, right? All, you know, all these overpasses and everything. Yeah. I mean, they're just right in between two pieces of the freeway, people just sleeping. It's crazy. That's fucking nuts, man. It's really crazy. And Besides, it's road noise gives you dementia. So it was that's bad for them. <laughs> legit like Gotham City. I mean, it, yeah. that's how it felt. As we're driving through and I said this is like Gotham City. It's it's so dirty and disgusting and also filled with money and art and people doing everyday things there. Yeah. Right along all of the horror. It was really very interesting to see, did and you, I did, got when I was down there, and I told you, it's like I get it, like why I'm sitting in the bar, I get it, I get why people live here. This is fun, this yeah. is it's entertaining, it's a cool it's vibe. Cool. It's yeah, it's like, but I mean, you just walk around a little bit or drive around, you're like, this is horrific. I mean, this is absolutely horrific to yeah. to look at this to see that people are living beside you while you're having fun, seeing the beauty of the city, looking at all of this. All the, the graffiti that's up there that all is very cool. That gives the city a whole very artistic vibe. And while we're doing that, enjoying it, there are people who are fucking living in a tent right next to it. Yeah. How, do you, how can you enjoy this every day when this is the duality of what you're looking at, you know? Yeah. That's terrible. Yeah, talk about, like, you know, high-tier, low-tier class right there. I mean, that's, that's terrible. That's rough stuff. Did you notice a marketable difference as you crossed from like the the southern washington line into oregon or did it take a while for like because portland and vancouver are like right yeah together vancouver right? battleground yeah uh, yeah oh yeah and in background battleground of vancouver there's you know a bunch of joe kent signs there's a bunch oh of yeah Vancouver that's right that. yeah it's very conservative and then it's and then you cross the water portland and it's <sighs> boom we're like whoa whoa <laughs> yeah i mean even in oregon um if you go to like Eugene and Junction City are two mm -hmm. towns right next to each other. In Junction City, sleeping outside is illegal. So there's okay. no homelessness in Junction City. In Eugene, it's horrific because it's not illegal to sleep outside in Eugene. So all of the people who once lived outside in Junction City now live outside in Eugene. And I experienced that the last time I went to visit my aunt. And I was like, so homelessness is real bad here, huh? And she said, yeah, they just recently like illegalized sleeping outside in Junction City. And so now everybody is here. And that's just Dude. how it happens. They just well, yeah, because you can, you know, an individual city can make 
essentially you can essentially make homelessness the visible display of homelessness illegal yes right but that doesn't stop somebody from being homeless it just forces them somewhere else right and which it's like that south park there. episode um where they force all the homeless people out of california and or out of forget where it was but they had that big migration of homelessness come yes. into colorado yeah and then they were like everybody go to california because they're nice to the homeless over there right um but yeah you don't fix the problem essentially by making it illegal you move people most times that's that's like the failure of the generally conservative argument is like you have to make can't you know public camping illegal on the streets that way you can remove these people precisely okay cool well where are they gonna go they're not gonna they're gonna go someplace where it's not illegal you're right. just pushing the problem somewhere else for somebody else to handle which there's no handling it. I think if we've learned one thing about homelessness in this day and age, you're not fixing anything. You're no. just, I mean, if you're, you might be giving a small fraction of people a alternative to living on the street. But I mean, we're talking in the probably the decimals of a percent of people as far as the overall number goes yeah and in, it's in it's Seattle, just not good there's too many people living on the streets to make it illegal to sleep on the streets yeah so all they can do is just incentivize people and try and get people to go to shelters but there's 90 million different reasons that people don't want to go into shelters some good some bad mm -hmm. you know every shelter has different there. rules all different rules yeah some yeah. some places you have to be clean some places you can do whatever you want some places you can't have a dog or like you have to be by yourself or no children or you have to be a woman or there's i mean all kinds of different rules like that and so um it's it complicates i don't it complicates things, but not yeah. to the point that the issue cannot be solved because it's they're by design choosing to not solve this problem. They mm -hmm. choose to make it worse. And there's, I don't and know instead, if I have because saved. the red tape that Joseph has, has talked about that 3M is desperately seeking the, <laughs> the designs for. I need that patent, baby. Um, yeah, because that exists. It takes years for anything to be done. And the people who live in the city then suffer instead because they're the ones whose property is destroyed and who have no other recourse but to call the police and trespass people who don't give a shit about the laws anyway because they're sleeping outside. And what's the difference? What's one more ticket when you already don't have any money? Yeah. So, There's a... Oh, I think it's this guy. Jonathan Cho. There's been a yeah. marked push lately to start cleaning up some of these camps yeah. in Seattle, um, mixed, obviously with mixed uh, reception. Right. But uh, apparently they've been going down, closing down a lot of these makeshift uh, shelters, causing a lot of people to get really Being pissed cannons. off. Um, but again, Dow Constantine. You, yeah, you, you clean some of these things up. But where else, where do these people go? They go somewhere. They just disperse throughout the city. Yeah. And, and then they're upset, you know. They're, yeah. they're mad because they don't have a place that they were staying anymore. They're, they're not home home, no longer exists. Yeah. So a yeah, lot this... of times they're aggressive. They, they're upset, so they're just walking around. And if they receive some type of negative reaction or disdain, they could fuck somebody up, get upset, have a negative interaction with somebody. Yeah. That type of shit happens all the time. Even yeah. people who don't have mental illness but are just on drugs do shit that is bad, you mm -hmm. know? 
Because there's a whole deal of people upset about not everyone living on the street is mentally ill and not everyone with mental illness is violent. And, and I don't, no one's saying that people, Mm -mm. people hurt people, hurt people, hurt people, people who are upset about shit hurt other people. I mean, that's, these things happen. Human beings hurt other human beings. And if they have other exigent circumstances that are making their life harder, they're more likely statistically to hurt somebody. And I don't, no one deserves that. Mm Mm-hmm. That's the way it goes. Especially when they're just trying to run a business or fucking live in a city like an idiot. I mean, you could see this, too. I mean, the two major, uh, this Lumen Field, which is where the Seahawks play. Yes. um, It's not Safeco Field anymore, but it's where Mariners play. It's T-Mobile Park. It's T-Mobile Park now. Um, I mean, the encampment was, this particular one he's talking about, was just, you know, two blocks away from it. Yeah. And that's the... It's all right downtown. Like when you get off the ferry and you're in downtown, you're right in the heart of it. And when you go up to, uh, what is it like? uh, It's not Lakewood. That's all that I can think of now, though. Where like P.F. Chang's and all of their shopping. Oh, yeah. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, the big commercial area. Yes. That's where the worst of it is. And that huge square right there. Where all the games and the fun touristy things are supposed to be. Is where people are just sleeping in the middle of the day. Absolutely fucking zonked on heroin. That's where those things are happening. Heroin and fentanyl, baby. Yeah, it's not good. It's not good. And they continue to just throw money at these problems or promise money and then quietly take their money back because yeah. these things aren't happening <clears throat> take the money back from ukraine and build a motel style housing unit six stories high unbroken the entire length of the southern border no birds anyway <laughs> <laughs> two birds uh, anyone oh i like yeah. it i like it which is an, an interesting point because during covid there were tons of cities that bought up or rented out hotels and put people in them and a bunch of homelessness was dealt with, right? Like a lot of the problem was dealt with. And Gets then them off COVID the street was over anyways. and it, they just kicked him right back out Bye. on the street. <laughs> like, so you had it. You even like had it figured out for a little bit. So you could have done something else. And instead you're like, ah, it's done now. Done. Bye. We fixed it. Nope. This is government at work. Not your government, not this government. That's how government works. That just, is how just government. That is how it will go every time. <laughs> Uh, yeah. yeah, I feel like the, it's a good argument for uh, for keeping government around, right? Yeah. They're so bad at everything they do. What else do we have to lose? Fuck you it. can suffer from their choices forever. Just like everybody else. That's the most, you know, that's the, that's the perfect path to equity. Everybody suffers the tyranny of the government equally. That's right. Boom, baby. Then on that note, <laughs> unless you have anything else good, sir, no. wrap up this no. segment. Yeah, with that, we will call this segment one of episode 145 to an end. My name is Donovan. I'm Colin. Thank you, everyone, again for being here at the segment. The sponsor for part one was Lexi Kyle. We watched the ad already. We did the things. I want to remind you guys again to follow us, like, subscribe, share this with everybody, comment, do all the things. You can find us individually at Salt of the Street on Twitter and at alpaca underscore Donovan on Instagram. And Colin is at Big Bird Offie on both of those things. We also have everything, the Instagram, the YouTube, everything in Salt of the Street. You can find all of it at saltofthestreets.com. We will be back in just a few minutes for part two. Thank you, everybody. Bye. And we're back. Thank you very much for joining, everybody. Uh, thank you very much for joining us, everybody. One more time. 
No, that's it. Oh, okay. No, that's it. We're not doing threes today? No, well, no. thank you, everybody, no, for joining that's us. That's good. That's three. Um, <laughs> yes, my name is Donovan. I'm Colin. Of course, this is Salt of the Streets, episode 145. We haven't even started drinking yet. It's a beautiful day. We have some beautiful pale ales that we're going to start flowing here very soon. Yeah, the pixelated pale... Whoop, there we go. The camera seems to be facing another direction. But Again, from Portland. It's, it's all messing me around. Again, from a delicious brewery that I went to last weekend that had some... Uh, food trucks outside. I had some great tacos, some babacoa tacos, and some barbacoa. chicken tacos. Yes, barbacoa. Chicken tacos. It was fantastic. Um, I'm looking this brewery up. It's called Level Beers. There we go. Yeah. Level it's beer. Huh? There you go. Uh, of course, I want to remind you to like, subscribe, comment, share this with all your friends, tell everyone about it so we can spread the message of liberty and freedom as far as possible. You can find all this at saltofthestreets.com, including our Instagram and the YouTube, all at Salt of the Streets. And we all have our own personal social media. I am at Salt of the Street on Twitter and at Alpaca underscore Donovan on Instagram. Colin is at Big Bird Alfie on both of those things. This is part two. This is part two. Yes. You sound like Walter Conkite. <laughs> Welcome to part two. <laughs> I kind of gave him a little bit of an accent there. <clears throat> you did. Talk to me about this place a little bit. There appears to be... A thing because it's called level beer. Yeah. There seems to be some kind of catch with the levels. It's video game themed. There was something. Level one brewery okay. and beer garden. So those are just different spots. Oh, I guess. locations. Yeah. So I we went to the brewery and the beer garden. Nice. Um, and so yeah, they it's like a small area inside that mostly just like stools and stuff like that around the edge and a couple different video games and then a big outside area that was covered and everything it was like a greenhouse almost oh nice and with a, just a ton of tables and stuff like that and then the three trucks outside they had three food trucks mm-hmm. oh, they had the taco dope. truck they had a clam and oyster truck to like Ooh. get them on the half shell and then they had um Ooh. like a falafel truck so, falafel yeah dude i haven't so, had falafel since i was in new york Jordan got herself a, a lamb falafel, and she's just very happy. She's pleased. Uh, so, yeah, I'm. I want a falafel. No, it's a euro. Bad. She got a euro. euro. I'm sorry. Yeah. Still, was it like they shaved the meat off the thing? Uh, no, it was cubes. It was. Oh, interesting. It was a, yeah, it was a euro. Was it in like it a was, little pita thing? Yeah, yeah, it was. Yeah, a, yeah. Mm. it was a euro. I'll say because I do want a falafel. I, it's been a long time. Last yeah. time I went to New York, I didn't even get falafel. It's been since I actually lived there. Damn shame, Colin. It is a fucking shame. Don't give me this nonsense. No. It was it, a good spot, though. It's and weird. We went to... the, the hours involved, like, one of them is from 11 to 9, pretty much every day. Mm-hmm. And then, like, 3 to 10. Um, and then noon to 10 on the weekends, noon to 10. Hmm. That's just weird. Like, they have varied hours, depending on the location. That is like, weird. Like, drastically varied, too. Very strange. But, yeah, good beers. What kind of beers? You don't have, like, just a beer thing? Interesting. That is strange. But, hey, that's pixelated right there. That's what we're drinking. Yes. Let's open them up. Let's do it. Let's get the beer flowing, baby, so we can get the crushing morosity started. International. The French have found Blackrock. That's right. BRICS is forming a gold-backed currency. BRICS? Yeah, the BRICS nations. Uh, B-R-I-C-S. It's the Brazil. Hang on. Hang on. Brazil, Russia, India, China, South Africa. BRICS nations. We actually are talking about both of those things 
and uh, and uh, Ukraine is losing. Slavery is still a thing in China. Other than the slavery in China, which I guess we kind of just go with it, uh, we're going to be talking about all those things in part three, by the way. Yeah, I haven't had total time to dig into this Ukraine thing because, of course, the line from the federal government is like, no, 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 these documents show that Ukraine is balling and that you know, we're, that Russia is struggling and that they're lying about things. But then I saw some other maps from places, images that, I again, I have yeah. not been able to corroborate, so I don't know, yeah. that are saying, like, no, no, they're losing, you know, Russia is swarming in, they're doing this, and I don't, I don't know. I don't know. And I have difficult time trusting any of this because it's all propaganda anyway. The yeah. only people who know what the real state of war in Ukraine is the people on the ground. Those are the only people who know where the battle lines are. Yeah. And everybody else outside of that is literally fucking making up maps and sending them to other people so they can feel better or worse about whatever the given situation is. Mm -hmm. So I don't even trust yeah. any of that stuff. Yeah, and we'll get into the... Because I haven't had a chance to track people down the documents. Yeah. Like, I was looking for them. They were supposedly released on Twitter and Telegram yesterday. And I've seen some pictures of documents but i don't know what it is but supposedly yeah it was leaked um and then there's been mixed messaging around that coming from the feds but what do you, th we'll what do you think of that? that cheers well we'll see i like the color got a nice smell to it <sighs> now it's tasty it's good shit i like that it's uh I'm trying to recall the taste of the pale ale from yesterday. And I think we'll have to do a little. So it's pretty earthy. It's, it's earthy. I like yeah. that. Yeah, it's earthy. It has some good earth tones, like <laughs> mossy almost. Yes. It's not super, like, bitter with the hops. No. Nah. It's more grounded. I like that. And mm. they were saying they, they had just switched out one type of hops for, for another one. Uh, for another one. Does it yeah. Say? It doesn't. Punchy, tropical fruit up front, rounded out by a modest bitterness and crisp malt finish. Yeah, six point one percent. That's uh, I like the little scales of hoppy, malty, bitter, and sour on it. Yeah, that's funny. Zero sour. Can confirm that. But hey, that's cool. It is a. It's a good pale. I like it a lot. You do. You done good, my friend. Oh you're, I'm very proud of your, your beer skills. They've gone up over the years. Thank you. You know? And, hey, at least you don't have to drink Bud Light. Yeah, I used to, like, only like red ales and stuff like that. Yeah. You know? Yeah, Top Red was, like, yeah. your, your main joint for a long time, mm -hmm. right? Do you remember the first IPA you tried? Uh, no, because I was pretty young. My mom dated a guy who was real into beer. Kind of when craft beer was still relatively new, like there weren't that many. Like Red Hook was the shit. Right, right. And so you couldn't, like, if you went to Safeway, you know, they had a small, like, yes. micro brew section. And yep. that was really. And That's so, the way my dad was. It's, he yeah. started drinking Red Hook ESB back right, in the day. Right. And that, was, was, that was the OG of craft beer. And there used to be a place in Silverdale next to Kingswalk where you could brew your own beer. Like, you could make a small batch beer. You would go and design stuff. And yeah. you could taste different beers. And they would just help let you pick ingredients mm -hmm. and then they would brew a small batch for you yeah and then you would just go and pick it up you know in like two months or however long it took yeah and you got a case of like 20 ounce bottles that's legit yeah that's cool and i remember him doing that i remember trying that beer and really hating it and he was like no this is it's great like <laughs> this, this is exactly fantastic. what i thought it you know i thought it was going to be and hating it um and then 
some other stuff. I remember the first time I drank Immortal by Elysian. I was like, this yeah. is fucking disgusting. It's like, yeah. this is absolutely horrific. And now, like, this is a really great IPA. That's like, right. Oh, but And both of those beer brands you just, we talked about, Red Hook and, uh, and, Elysian? and Elysian. We can't drink those anymore. Mm, yeah. Can't do it. Why? Because they're owned by Anheuser-Busch. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you missed it, too. When I came to work yesterday, you were heading out to get gas and stuff yes. like that. Because um, Case Bowls was there. And went in, said, what up? And we were chit-chatting and stuff. And he was uh, he had just started giving um, Drew some shit because he, he was like, yeah, I had three Bud Lights last night, man. I'm not. I like Bud Light. I'm gonna keep drinking it. And so yeah. we were all just. <laughs> we funny. were we were giving him the business, which was a fun time. Um, yeah, that's a that's a whole thing. If you're interested in the Anheuser Busch boycott, uh, went through it yesterday on the beer show. You can find it right here on Salt Street YouTube. Yeah, go ahead and check that out. I think it's the first segment we covered yesterday. I'm sure, so. we'll talk a little bit more about it later. I'm sure it'll come up. Yeah. So let's talk about uh, some really dark shit. So let's, <laughs> yes! let's get into the Nashville shooting, right? We're not going to go too much to the actual shooting itself because I think by this point, people kind of know what the story is. They know. Yeah. You know, we're not going to go over the timeline or anything like that. Side note, did you watch the interview? Not really interview, but the one of the lead officers, the first one on the scene, gave like a six minute long kind of breakdown out of his of his day that day oh, okay no like I didn't he wasn't see that. even supposed to be there he was just going he was going to like the headquarters building to do some paperwork type stuff that he had just been kind of putting off and all this stuff and so he was just kind of heading to a spot to go take care of some like personal work shit when the call came in and he just happened to be pretty close to the area and responded and you know, he walked through his whole thing. It was six minutes long, and Excuse me. you know, he was very clinical the way he went about it. And this is the guy with the rifle. Yeah, and he was like, he, he said, there was at one point he realized he's like, yeah, and this is when I realized I should have, um, I should have equipped or uh, what do you say? I should have. They use technical terms, but it was like I, I should have uh, activated my um, high, my rifle rated plate vest. But by then I was already it was already too late and I was already in the hallways and I was yeah. like, shit, jeez, man, don't drink tr tranny fluid. It's not good for you. <laughs> That's what they're calling Bud Light now. If they aren't, we are now. What an interesting <laughs> world we're living in. This whole thing is crazy. What are All your these... stances on boycotts, my friend? The, I don't. I don't. You're care not about into the, this. I don't care about the boycotts. It's not. I don't have an issue with boycotts. I think that it's fine, right? Mm -hmm. The thing that I find interesting about all of this is the the rage that's coming with it. Because at oh, the yeah. very least, at the very least, if not beforehand, I thought that all of us learned during BLM that none of these companies actually give a fuck about you. They don't care. <laughs> they don't care what your political beliefs are. They don't align with your political beliefs. They align <clears throat> with whatever's going to make them the most money. And right now, you're a piece of shit if you don't like trans people. So it makes sense for them to align with a trans person. And at the end of the day, right, all the upsetness, all the everything, it's literally working exactly as it was designed because we're fucking talking about Dylan Mulvaney. It's, yeah. it's, it's, it's worked. It's already worked. Even if you stop drinking Bud Light, you stop buying Nike shit, you stop doing all the other, which you made the great point yesterday of like, 
these people are literally using slave labor to do these things and you're now you're upset because a person who isn't what they you claim that they are they claim that they are that's that's the line now that's the line that's the line right <laughs> making things in a nation where people's hair and organs are stolen from them that doesn't matter that's totally fine that's totally but when fine. a dude who claims to be a girl or whatever doesn't even matter when that person is now affiliated with this company now it's too much right cross the line now i've had enough i can't anymore I just Amen. don't care. I don't care about any of these no. things. And it seems crazy that anybody gets <laughs> upset about this because they don't care about you. I mean, I've already planted my flag and said I'm down with, with child labor. So I can't hold that against Nike anymore. It just doesn't make any sense to me because, like I said, you're, you're, paying, you're paying him right now. You're, you're making this investment pay off by talking about him. Yeah, because that's what stays you're in the news. Yeah, stays in in the in the what do you call it in the zeitgeist. Yep. So will. everybody, the, all the Matt Walshers, the everybody who you know has never drank a Bud Light in their life and yeah. never will drink a Bud Light, <laughs> and are now saying this is absurd that this company would do this. You're not being comfortable. You're not cool. You're not it, none of these things. Not, you're you're giving them money. You're putting money in his pocket by mm. talking about him. So you're already losing. That's you're thinking you're taking winning stance and you're losing. So. Principled. They obviously don't know who was buying their beer. They're losing their ass. 100%. That's 100%. I agree. They're making a terrible mistake. I do not disagree at all. And oh, yeah. that's precisely my point, is that this is evidence. They don't fucking care about you. Yep. They care about money. That's And if they think that they can make this trade-off to appeal to a broader audience and maybe people who don't drink Bud Light will start drinking Bud Light, then that's what they're going to do. Yeah. And they don't care. You and know, as because they own 90 million different beer companies anyway so you're not yeah. gonna drink bud light yeah. maybe you're gonna start drinking a microbrew we own all your favorite microbrews anyway yep. so oh yeah yeah and i i found out that the uh the state beer of ecuador uh, was called pilsner um spelled a little bit different than standard yeah, yeah, pilsner I've but one of these before um they the check pilsner bro they are um they are also owned by um ambev i'm telling you so that's that's a, that's a whole thing, bro. It's international, like tons, like the Kirin Ichiban. Yeah, um, that's a big one. Like if you go to sushi restaurant yeah. and stuff like that, that's owned by a Ambev. They got you by the balls. They got you by the balls, boys. It's too late. I don't. This is what happens. This is a silly thing when to you me. let mega corporations own everything. Everything will become Taco Bell. That's Demolition Man was right. That's the way it is. And we allow them to entangle themselves with the government. So, again, and they're incentivized by the government to do shit like this. Mm -hmm. I'm sure they're getting tax breaks. They're getting something. You know, oh, yeah. Because now they're working with trans person. They're super inclusive and dope and woke. And yep. everyone loves it. I'm sure that and you the remember. next fucking big government event is going to have a bunch of Bud Lights in a bucket somewhere in the corner because they just did this woke shit and now yeah. they can be involved with the federal government. Wasn't so, uh, Gronkowski doing these, like, big like party cruises and stuff sponsored by bud light for a long time that was like a huge I deal i think but I'm, like nfl have, yeah. is like massively in bed Dude, with like these places the place. they're all they don't care yeah they're all it's all incestuous pepsi-cola all the things they're all, all the things yeah, baby it doesn't coca-cola literally sells their product on every single continent these, and every single country of the world these companies don't care about you the world they bro. do not care about you you can go anywhere in the world no. and get a coca-cola that's weird no especially because they're a major corporation so they have seen increases in profits every quarter for the last nine bajillion years mm -hmm. so if they see a dip for what two years in a row and then start to go back up 
They're Ooh. not gonna, you know. <laughs> they probably have that built into the margins anyway when yeah. they chose to do this. Like we're gonna piss a lot of people off doing this. Yep. That's fine. Mm. They don't care about you. Yep. And there's still gonna be a lot of those people that go out and buy a case of Bud Light just to shoot it. And you're paying them you by doing I mean? it. That's exactly right. you're paying them by doing this. You know. Uh have you seen the Kid Rock video? I have seen yes. Okay. Yeah. Because there, I had questions about the Kid Rock video because it looks like they're shooting like fireworks and shit at it too. He probably put tan right in there. Yeah. He, yeah. Yeah. Like you could see sparks and stuff coming from another angle. Yeah. As it's shooting, you I'm like, well, that's weird. There's a tan right, and he probably put a few in there. Oh you yeah. Know? So he hits the tan right, it blows <laughs> the things up, so it makes it look. It was yeah, pretty he's cool. He got his MP5 cab there. <laughs> yeah, it's it pretty about, sick. Took about five seconds to unload that yeah. little nine mil magazine. It is pretty cool. I'm not gonna lie. It's a yeah. pretty sweet gun. Yeah, and boy, how old is Kid Rock nowadays? He still million. looks real good. Yeah, you know he got some heavy crow's feet and stuff like that, but refers to himself as Grandpa now. Yeah, no. At first, I saw you know that he had made a video, and I was like, I just don't care what Kid Rock has to say <laughs> about really anything. And then they played part of it on the Secret Podcast, and I was like, All right, let me see this fucking Kid Rock video now. Oh, and I so don't I think I watched the most recent one. Yeah, just him shooting. Um, and I was like, all right, let me see this fucking, this Kid Rock video now. Let's so, go here. All right. Oh, that's that's a repost him. from Benny Johnson. I like it. I just watched from stage right. Looks like there's like some fucking bottle rockets or something yeah. shooting in here. But I could be, you know, could be wrong. <laughs> Grandpa's feeling a little frisky today. <laughs> Oh, okay. See yeah, that? so someone might hit it with some dragon's breath. Dra that's what it was. You know, so yeah, I think someone probably shot it with some dragon's breath on yeah. the side there. Yeah, because there's no real big explosions, but yeah, right. you can watch as they come in from Yeah, I think from I, that other side there. I think it's some dragon's breath rounds. So that's just like, uh, they're like... Uh, it's an incendiary shotgun round. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah, because you could see, look at the pattern of that yeah. shot as it comes out. Yeah, that's and some dragon's splashes breath. splashes across the water. Man. Also, who's doing the the secondary shooter? Who's the second shooter? Right. We got two shooters in this situation. <laughs> <laughs> who's the second shooter? Yeah, who's the second shooter? That's yeah. the mystery of the day. Let me know in the comments who you think is the the second shooter. That's pretty in cool. Kid Rock's video. <laughs> I like that. <sighs> well, how morose do we want to start off with here? We we're going to talk about guns in Tennessee, right? Um, in Tennessee in particular. Uh, well, we'll just using yeah. Tennessee as a oh, jumping yeah, off point, yeah, right? Yeah. So, brief breakdown: there was a shooting inside of of a Christian school. Mm -hmm. It appears that the shooter targeted the school, right? They tried to go to a different one, and then went to this one instead. They attended mm -hmm. the school at some point, and so there's. I haven't read the manifesto. I'm not going to read this person's manifesto. Nobody has. They haven't released this particular manifesto. Don't yet. care what this person has to say. Um, you know, they're obviously assuming there's some motivation that they like went to this school and so maybe they hate the school. There's some whatever. Mm -hmm. It's a trans person. So there's all kinds of weird stuff about because this is a tr this is a trans woman, right? This is a person who was born as a male and then transitioned no. to. Okay, this so, is the, this is what makes this one extra because weird. They're using her original name. Yeah, right? it depends on where you where you 
where you're reading this from and stuff like this. It depends what name they use. Yes. Because when I was reading, I think, ABC last night, they're calling yes. that they're using this person's female name. Exactly. So then I was like, okay, so then maybe I just had it mixed with the way that this person transitioned. Exactly. But they're dead naming this person now because they're dead. And I'm not like, they're dead naming this person, but I'm I'm using their terms that it's were this person to be alive, you yeah. would be dead naming them and you couldn't even do it on Twitter. You'd be taken down because that's against the rules. But now that they're dead, it's okay to dead name them. That's my understanding. Because they're a piece of trash? Yeah, uh, yeah, I think. I don't know. If you listen to Cream John Pear, they're, she's a brave hero. A lot of these protesters that are going around um, right now doing this, you know, you know, it's the genocide of trans people and stuff like that. Are right. using, they're holding up seven fingers right. as, as to include the... The shooter as one of the victims because right. it's just a but yeah the the weird thing about this in particular is it was a biological female trans oh yeah, yeah seven years yep yeah yep and that's that was a weird thing because generally speaking um biological women are not school shooters it's a dude thing it's a it's a testosterone thing i'm assuming yeah um, <laughs> that's, you know that what i mean seems to be yeah that, that seems to be the deal because then there was another foiled one yesterday right yeah or two yesterday, days ago yeah. something like that um yeah and that one was really interesting and there was another one that uh we can touch on as we go through or one of the i think of the state reps or something like that their kid um they turned their kid into this was in florida um Turn their kid into the cops because he had made threatening messages on online about shooting up a school or whatever, and then they made it, the mother made a huge deal about how Ron DeSantis was kidnapping her child for posting memes online, and it turns out that um, you, as the mother, brought your kid into the police station because the you know they were not posting memes online about this they were doing direct posts and talking about how they were going to go shoot up so a school I saw a video of parents walking their child into the police station yeah, i actually, did not know what the fuck it was about yeah i'd just be catching pieces of all this bro that's right that's right uh where is it too many tabs too many tabs now, while you're finding that let me make a brief point about the trans shooter thing right okay. in the wake of this shooting at the school there's a bunch of people, especially on the conservative side, that are like making up a list of the the last few shootings that were perpetrated by people who are on this trans spectrum, right? And they're like, this person was trans, this person was trans, this person was trans. Okay, you're not you're not helping. Let me tell you why you're not helping. You're literally you're using the tactics of the left. Right, all of the times there's been a mass shooting, and they take it and like this person was a white male, this person was a white male. This has this is a hetero white male issue. You're literally doing the exact same thing. You're literally doing the exact same thing. And not only does it not help the generalized discussion of how do we resolve this issue, it makes you look like a bigoted piece of shit. Right? Even if you're not, if this is the the connection you're trying to draw. This doesn't help. This doesn't add to anything to be just a, a compiling people into lists, into lines of, well, but what are all these trans shooters? And these people are all white shooters. This doesn't help. Mm -hmm. This doesn't add anything to the situation. And you're just using the tactics you complained about from the left when they do it. Yeah, just shut the fuck up. I mean, we all know who are responsible for the It's the guns, it's, right? <laughs> it's the guns anyway. We all know that. No, and it was the same thing when, <clears throat> and we'll get into this a little bit more, I think, but with the, we'll talk about more. Go ahead and get into so this, this is the woman. This is the woman. Um, the son of Rebecca Jones, Florida whistleblower arrested in probe of threatening Internet post. Do you remember 
back when there was this whistleblower in Florida who was saying Ron DeSantis was reporting all the wrong data as far as COVID numbers were going out. Uh, yeah, okay. This was her. And oh, okay. this was her son. Um, so the 13-year-old son of controversial Florida whistleblower was arrested this week on charges that he made terroristic threats on the Internet to shoot up his former school. Son of Rebecca Jones, who lost her job after using her access to health department data to challenge Governor Ron DeSantis' COVID numbers earlier in the pandemic, was arrested Wednesday on charges he made uh, written or electronic threats of a mass shooting or terroristic act. The threat reportedly were made during a series of conversations on Snapchat and Discord and instant messaging social media platform social platform um beginning around february 1st they were just everyone get the off attention. the internet they just everyone fucking get off the internet just go to our discord that's what the goddamn problem go to our is discord. everyone's on the fucking internet all the time yes. everyone get off the goddamn internet go socialize in person this that's a huge thing that's a huge aspect of terrible. all of this, right? Um, but the video itself, uh, this is the video of, so that's, there's a couple videos, one of them walking in to yes. the police station, but this is her and her husband sitting there as her son is brought in to the station or for so processing she, and stuff like that. This, they did this, and then she said that Ron DeSantis was kidnapping her son. Mm -hmm. That's the video I saw. The, yes, this is, this the, is the one okay, where they the were walking, walking in. in. And that's when I was like, why am I seeing this? Why am mm -hmm. I watching this? Yeah. Because they brought their kid in to be arrested. Because he's saying wild shit. Yeah. And then after he was arrested, she said Rhonda saying his kidnapped her son. Yes. And kind of had a whole blown, full-blown meltdown. And why you got to be such instantly fact-checked and this, that, and the other thing. You know, fact check. Fact check. <laughs> the, the best thing to happen to the new Twitter is the community notes section. Yes. Which... I wondered for a long time, Sydney Watson and Jeremy Handling's new show that they do. Um, it's called Community Notes. I was like, what the fuck is that for? Oh, wait. That's what those those things are called, which there's a lovely Nancy Pelosi community note that comes up as we'll we'll talk a little later about this. But um, <clears throat> but yeah, that's that's a story. And uh, she's a liar. Obviously has a vendetta against, you know, Ron DeSantis after coming out as a whistleblower and this that and the other thing so that doesn't surprise me that you know just tried to use her son's arrest as leverage to try to get points online and then immediately got smacked down by the full force of the fucking internet what an idiot mm -hmm. get your kids off the internet get your kids off the internet bro everybody get your kids off the internet hide your kids hide your wife nobody's babies need to be on the internet no <laughs> no so um the natural reaction to this was yes. to go to the prop right that's um, the problem yeah the biggest let's go over some of these uh arguments really quick because this was kind of the natural reaction so they are if you go to our instagram okay salt of the streets one in the direct messages jordan sent it to us okay and so really quick we're gonna go over some of these really horrific arguments that came out and gained prominence during the immediate aftermath of the shooting um Scroll up a little bit. Scroll up. There you go. This one here? Yep. So this is a series of these things that we'll take a look at. And uh, that's like one of the middle ones. So if you click to the left. Oh, here we go. Then it will go to the beginning. Um, there you go. Okay. So this was a post that my wife sent to me actually because she had a bunch of people that she saw that had shared it. So we're going to go over these slides. We're going to talk about them. So the guns are the problem. Uh, correct. 
Okay. Because this is what we're hearing, right? This mm-hmm. is this is the message in the immediate yeah. aftermath of this, is that the guns are the problem, that there's no yeah. question about this, it's the gun's fault, it's the gun's fault because this person got these guns legally. Yeah, that and... interaction with Thomas Massey and that other rep in the house that Whatever day. Yeah, more guns, more death. More guns, more death. Right. This is the line, right? Yeah. The line is that the problem is, is here, and it's America, and it's unique to America, specifically because of the amount of guns that we have, and so the only way that we can do this or that we can fix this is by mm-hmm. taking people's guns away. I read through some of the comments last night. It was really pretty hilarious. Um, yeah, because like we touched on in the first segment, the very, very anti-gun country of Ecuador has just now, through essentially executive fiat, told all their citizens they can start carrying guns now because crime is so high. Right. So it's definitely the guns. I shared um, <laughs> a piece of a conversation between Andrew Huberman and Lex Friedman earlier this week on our story. And it was Lex Rubin talking about his experience going to Ukraine. He said they did a really interesting social experiment there when the war popped off. He said they gave everybody a gun. Yeah. They gave everybody a gun. Mm-hmm. He said and crime went to zero. So there's no crime anymore anywhere because people are, are can defend themselves. And the police essentially don't have a job anymore because yeah. they can't involve themselves in something that people don't want them involved in. And people handle their own business. Yeah. So crime went to zero because everybody has a gun. And you would think that in a war-torn country like that, that would be prime time for opportunistic crime. Yes. Um, prime time for opportunistic crime. Look wow. at that. That, that was, was fire. That was a happy little accident. Dude, um, if the glove doesn't fit, you must quit. That's, yo. what, that's what that sounds like to me. I basically got OJ off. Just Johnny Cochran over here. <laughs> um, but yeah, you'd think in that case, like, the, you know, half of your country is destroyed by war at this point. And, you know, there's some semblance of society going on where there's not total chaos. But at the same time, more than half the country fled. Um, as the war kicked off, you'd think there'd be tons of opportunistic crime going on, but maybe not so much if everybody's got a fucking AK in their hand. And that's not me saying everybody should have a gun all the time, even though I might argue that. That's me saying... That's just what happened. There is a correlation between people... Between not knowing who has a gun and who doesn't, Mm -hmm. and people who would generally commit crime choosing to not commit certain crimes. There is a connection there. Mm-hmm. There's definitely a connection. There has to be some, because there's got to be other aspects too. I don't want to yes. like leave those off the table. Precisely. Again, you're at war. A lot of people just aren't around. Also, They're the all main, fighting. The main and... age group for people who would commit crime, which would be between like 16 oh, yeah. and 35 or whatever. Are out there are fighting either war. either fighting or fled long ago to escape the fighting. Yeah. That's, I mean, again, same deal. On our on our story, I shared a graph of the population in Ukraine. I mean, there is a, a gap this fucking big in the middle of that graph because gap. those people aren't there anymore. Yeah. They are either dead, dying or in fled. a war, or completely gone somewhere else. Yeah. And the post, it was a really good post that was not only about, like, it's crazy this happened, but also we need to fix this because if we don't fix this soon, these people that fled are going to put down roots somewhere. Oh, and yeah. All their, and they're not going to necessarily come back. And Ukraine as a country is going to fall because they aren't going to be able to replace the adults that are going to die off in the next few years. That they just won't even have the youth base to have enough babies to keep their country afloat. It will just fall yep. down. Yeah. Yeah, that's they're going to have their own version of baby boomers, essentially. They're yes. going to have to at that point. But, um, yeah, we'll have to see what that comes around. That happens a lot in, like, countries that are at war. Yes. All your main, you know, child-bearing families are torn apart and destroyed because most of those people end up dying. Right. It's a, it's a huge problem. I mean, we saw that in Japan after World War II. And, 
you know, everywhere. But let's go through these here. Yes, these arguments, like I said, my wife uh, saw multiple people that she knows that she follows share different slides from this specific post, and that's why she sent this one to us. Okay. So... <laughs> there this is, page is called uh, So Informed, just so, so that you know. That's what yo, the page is so called. So Informed right now. And uh, so this one says, the guns are the problem. There have been 129 mass shootings in the United States so far in 2023. It has been said millions of times, and yet it must continue to be said until our legislators actually listen to the people of this country and do something about the gun, preventable gun violence. The guns are the problem. There is an interesting thing that we do in choosing how we report mass shootings yes right it's like anybody over two or three and it changes depending on who is reporting on the given mass shooting because yep. um, states have different aspects of it and then the fbi has their different classifications of it and the problem with broad strokes conversations about such a complicated and intricate issues is when you say mass shooting that doesn't differentiate between something like what we saw in nashville and some type of gang or drug fueled shooting that happens in a city somewhere yes. these are very different things and they aren't going to be solved by the same issue yep. or by the same solution right yeah. so that's the issue with covering it in this type of broad stroke and that's why it is mm -hmm. an issue to discuss this with such emotion in the basement and not any type of fact or logical reasoning because the issue is just at the end of the day the guns are the problem yeah that's not that's not a logical response that's an emotional response to an admittedly very emotional issue and a very emotional event that happened right i'm not discounting that we've talked about a very a lot of times before i have two children i'm not i'm not completely immune from this argument of sympathy mm -hmm. right and nor, nor are you because we've discussed the same thing but you can't discuss this or try and solve this from an emotional standpoint yeah um <clears throat> bilbo bilbo's here happy to see you buddy you're just in time the uh i would be very curious to actually break down that number and try to say okay how many of those came from gangland chicago how many came from la how many came from Detroit. other you know um you know rough inner city violence because usually when these gang shootouts go down two or three people get killed and that's or get caught in the crossfire right. and add to that list. And so how many of those are included in this? How many how many of them actually have been a mass shooting in a public place that we we associate with like a school shooting? And how many people who committed these crimes were taken off the streets afterwards? And because... how many of those how many of these crimes were committed with guns that were acquired illegally? Right. I would I would venture to guess most. Yeah. You know, there's the old adage still remains true. Um, you can you can pass as much gun control laws you want, but the bad guys will always still find ways to have guns. People who illegally Period. purchased a firearm, even if you remove anybody's ability to purchase a firearm in a yep. store, people who didn't buy it in a store will still find a way to not buy it in a store. Yes. That's and still how it's going to be. And if you were to magically, if you had a magic wand, Harry Potter style, we're like, boom, all the guns in the United States of America disappear. It would take a weekend for people to, you know, uh, illicit individuals that need guns to use in their crimes and their gang wars and stuff like that. It would take a weekend for them to order their fucking 3D printers off of Amazon and then be back out with no, ma absolutely. Ma home manufactured firearms within days. Unquestionably. Like, done. I have a, a lovely post for you in the grab bag with some really sweet uh, home manufactured firearms. Yeah, you, you can't stop the signal. It's nope. already out there. The design's already now. out there. The know-how has already existed. Yep. You, you can't stop the signal. It's no. way too late for that. Way too late. Can't put the genie back in the bottle. No. So, yeah, 
lots and lots of flaws in this one. That that blanket statistic of 129 mass shootings in the United States so far in 2023 means literally nothing if you're trying to say that legal firearms are the problem. Right. If the theory that more guns equals more safety were even remotely true, then the U.S. would be the safest country in the entire world. We are not. The U.S. is home to 120.5 guns per 100 individuals. We are the only country in the entire world that is home to more guns than there are people living in the country, and we are 25 times more likely to be killed in a gun homicide than individuals in peer countries. Okay, if nobody has a gun, it's really hard to shoot somebody. Mm -hmm. So, of course, if you don't, if no one has a gun, then you're not gonna, you're not very likely to be killed by somebody else with a firearm if they don't yeah. have that, right? Yeah. There also doesn't address how many of the people are killed intentionally with vehicles or with knives, knives. or with blunt objects. Go to the UK, I you mean, see a lot of mass stabbing events. Yes, there was one in Vancouver, um, Canada, not, within not the last that long few ago. weeks. Yeah. yeah, and multiple people died. Yes, the um, what the point I was gonna make? Shit, shit, shit. The Biggest areas in which gun violence are the highest percentage of homicides are the states and cities that have the strictest gun laws. It's not it's not an easy it's not a hard stat to find. Right. The inner cities generally have the highest concentration of, <clears throat> of gun control laws, and they also have the highest levels of of gun violence. And it's another issue, again, of, of speaking in generalities. That yeah. if, in generalized gun homicide, that is almost definitely true. But that's that, again, doesn't separate the crime-fueled shootings that happen. If you're talking about random occurrences of being killed, it's probably not that much higher than somewhere else around the globe because people aren't randomly killed here unless they're very often, unless it's a stray bullet in someone else's crime. Mm -hmm. Like, it's, it's infrequent that there are random slayings in the United States. Yeah. And they're getting... <clears throat> more common committed by criminals who yes. have illegally owned firearms if you will um there's that viral video that was making its rounds a couple few weeks ago of this guy that was standing on a street in new york city um walked up to this homeless guy sitting on the street fumbled with a gun for over yes. a minute re reloaded had a jam blah 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 and then just boom shot him dropped in the head. Him. yes like th those kind of things have a lot of the Spontaneous homicides we're seeing these days aren't with guns yet, but, it, you know, most of them are like throwing people in front of traffic or doing like the fucking knockout game or whatever, where they just run up and fucking punch somebody in the face. And then they, yes. you know, you could kill people very easily like that, but that that's not to get the two stats, I guess, mixed up. Yes. But more guns. And Joseph has a great point. The places with the most amount of highest amount of gun regulations also have the most amount highest amount of violent crime yeah yeah in yeah. the united states there's a, a direct correlation between mm -hmm. those two things yep it's a good thing chicago's got a new mayor who's not going to do anything about that yeah uh the u.s is home to less than five percent of the world's population yet holds 46 percent of the world's civilian owned guns the u.s has an estimated fucking 393 million firearms 
in civilian possession. The This is only an estimate because there is currently no database that tracks whether people own guns or not. You're goddamn right yes, there's not. nor should there be, right? <laughs> okay. Again, we're also the only country in the world in which the founding documents indicate and directly say that you have an unfettered ability to own a firearm to defend yourself. Yes. We're the only country in the world where that happens. So if nowhere else do you have a right like a right right not a made-up one not like a this is my right to fucking have an abortion or to any of this type of stuff right then i don't even really want to say that because if that's we if that's your right then that's your right that's not up to me to decide for you what you your right is but right as far as they're designated in this country and legally recognized this this we're the only place where it's written down yes. that you have the right to own a firearm so no fucking shit of course we have more guns. It's the only place we're allowed to have more guns. That's right. That's the of course place. we do. You stupid <laughs> idiot. Uh, if you think gun control works, you're either willfully ignorant or lying. Or a tyrant. Yes. Probably both. I think, you know what, I, I, really, I try sometimes to put myself back in the mindset of that I used oh, to the be old in days? Like, yeah, prior, you know. Yeah. Why would you ever need an AR-15? Um, and I... I think you just don't know. You just don't. You don't know until you know. You just don't think about. Um, so part of it is being too optimistic, right? At that point, it's too optimistic at the idea that if something happens, the police will take care of me. The government will mm. take care of me. The military will take care of me. That's their job, right? So maybe combined with a little bit of like people are generally good and when, don't want to just hurt yes, people. Yes. When you don't know. That they won't take care of you. Mm -hmm. That that's supposed to be their job. But when things really fall apart and you really need them, they won't take care of you. Yes. They won't be there. They won't exist to take care of you. The military, if the world falls apart, falls apart if things really pop off, they're going to take care of the really, quote unquote, the important people at the center. That's what their job is. Designated survivor. It's not to come and take care of you. No. It's not at all to come and take care of you. It's to make sure that you, in your desperation to survive, do not try and kill the people that they are trying to protect. Yes. That's what their job is. And when you don't think about that, you don't think about why you would ever need that. It's easy mm -hmm. to dismiss that because you think it's someone else's job to protect me. So why do I need to do it? It's someone else's job. Yeah. It's someone else's job. It's an abdication of that responsibility because you don't think you have to take that upon yourself. Yeah. Or you've never had an experience <clears throat> of which your your ability to protect yourself was ever in question because yes. – you didn't have the means to do so. Yes. And you felt powerless and helpless. And that's what it took for us. Well, Stephen, just a small thing where it was not violent. It was not. It was just I did not have control of the situation at all. Mm -hmm. I don't have a way to control this situation because yep. there's more than one person and they're bigger than me. I can't control this situation. So the, it's being in a situation like that, that that was enough for us to, to get a pistol, to, mm -hmm. even, to at least recognize I do have to, to protect myself. I have to be able to do that because there isn't always going to be someone right there and I'm not always going to be able to call because yep. sometimes it's going to happen right now and I'm not going to know about it, you know? Yep. So it, it's, it is it is a place of ignorance. I don't necessarily know that it's willful and I'm not trying to totally disagree with you, Joseph. Just I am just saying because I've lived in that mindset and I wasn't trying to be ignorant. I, I, I just, I truly didn't know. Mm -hmm. I lived in a life sheltered enough and I'll say privileged enough that I had never been in true danger like that, that I couldn't handle. And so I never knew, you yeah. know? Uh, <clears throat> and 
at that point, if you've been in a situation like that and you still are making that argument, no one needs to know to defend themselves. No one needs to be able to defend themselves. You're definitely willfully ignorant because yeah. you've experienced a situation where you should have been able to defend yourself and you couldn't. And now you're advocating for people to not be able to defend themselves. And that is not only willfully ignorant, it's morally wrong and it's repugnant. Repugnant. I like it. I like it. I like it. Good stuff. Thank you. Alpha brain flowing. Alpha brain is flowing. You heading out, baby? All right. Have a great workout. Bye. Be safe. Uh, next slide, please. Gun violence is the number one cause of death for children under 18. More than 1,300 children under the age of 18 have been injured or killed by gun violence in 2023. This is a severe disconnect between the Republican lawmaker narrative of protecting children in this country and the sheer lack of motivation or will to actually protect children from the single most dangerous threat to their lives, gun violence. Excuse me, GOP party members have taken in millions of dollars in donations from the gun lobby industry while simultaneously blocking efforts to pass any meaningful gun control legislation. The blood of every child killed by gun violence in this country is on their hands. So I've had a really difficult time with this particular statistic, right? Because it's wrong. I, and that's what I've heard. And I've not been able yeah. to find those numbers myself. Mm. I've just been able to find different articles about these numbers and why this is correct. And so everything that I found was, yes, gun violence is the number one cause of death for children in America. And so I, it's my understanding that this is not correct. Yes. Right? And when, especially when the age of 18 is included. And so I'm not, I cannot confirm or deny 100% for myself right now that that is incorrect but that it, my understanding is that it is incorrect and manipulated data because of the ages and the way that it's kind of jiggered around yes when they say the 18 that changes the dynamic completely right 18 and 19 because yeah. in the bigger one 19 is included and it's like 1600 or something like that and to which i'm like why is 18 and 19 included in this at all because they're not children anymore yeah exactly so the information below is from the cdc um, accidents unintentional injuries are by far the leading cause of death among children and teens um, zero to one development genetical conditions that uh, were present at birth conditions due to premature birth accidents uh, one to four accidents, developmental genetic conditions. Again, homicide at one, one to, four. to four. That's a weird one. Um, accidents, cancer between five and nine, developmental genetic diseases. Um, 10 to 14, accidents, suicide, cancer. Um, so that's not a very good statistic either because it just says homicide in, in one to four. Right. And that's that's a lot of people killing their own kids for multiple reasons yes. mostly you know so that's a not a very good statistic there but um generally speaking no the most common cause of death is n for children if you want to break it out to you know 17 18 years old you're you're beginning to factor in um gang violence right other violent crime right. stuff like that so right. you're throwing the statistic off gonna greatly inflate these statistics yes. and that's why like i have a huge issue with that even if we are talking just to 18 Kids who are 16, 17, 18 are out there fucking gangbanging. And I'm yeah. not trying to, I mean, that's, 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 that's the reality. Those are the people that are doing that yeah. shit that are the Kia boys that are out here fucking stealing people's cars and shit like that. They're, they're also strapped. Yeah. Dudes are also and they're strapped. fucking 13 years old. That like that shit is happening. Yes. You know, and those things matter. If you're, if you are 
trying to make an actual the argument. likelihood that you are going to die because of gun violence, I don't know that you should be included in this statistic. Word. If you're living a traditional childhood in which you just, maybe your parent has a gun or some shit like that, I don't think that that's, this is not correct. This is not an accurate portrayal of the of the general childhood experience. Yeah. And I'll say this too, if there's uh, childhood, childhood suicide by gun, um, I would argue that the vast majority of those things were would fall to the parent that owns the gun that is not securely percent. keeping those things locked up. That, that's that's a parent problem, not a generalized gun violence problem. A million percent. There yeah. are kind of levels of shit that you have to deal with. You know, when your kid is one, you know, or an infant, you know, and they can't crawl. There's kind of a different level of shit you need to take care of when your shit is 16 yeah. and they know how to do things and remember codes and fucking look over your shoulder and like do yes. weird shit, you know? There's a whole different Kids level are of sneaky. That's what I'm saying. There's yeah. a whole different level of stuff that needs to go into it. You know, we have a stop box, the thing where it's, at this point, he's, he couldn't. He's not strong his enough. His little hands, aren't his hands are too small, right? <laughs> yeah. When he's fucking 10, this is not good enough anymore. This thing needs to be upgraded to a different, a different device that's a little more safe, yeah. you know? Bilbo so, out here dropping fucking heavy stats. Yes. Yeah. Oh, Turkey we'll disarms its citizens. Oh, yeah. Murdered them. Oh, Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I, I wasn't coming hot with numbers like this, but <laughs> those this, are hot. This underlines the general argument that I'm prepared to make. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, generally speaking, the, the overall point uh, Bilbo is making in the chat is that the, uh, the largest perpetrators of uh, gun violence are governments that yes. decide to use force on their own people. Yeah. Let's um, go to the next Next one. slide. 50% of the country does not even require a license to carry a gun. Our elected officials are allowing people to carry loaded concealed handguns in public without qualifying for an uh, or, and obtaining a license, undergoing background checks, or receiving any kind of firearms training. Multiple breakdown on this one. Um, yes, as it were, the overall level of freedom and liberty as it pertains to the U.S. citizens being allowed to fully enact their Second Amendment right is the highest level it's ever been in history. Yes. And the vast majority of, or not the vast, but like I believe it's a it's a plurality now of states have yes constitutional constitu carry. constitutional carry no license required for uh, acquiring to carry the gun or or carrying concealed right. At, if you want to buy a gun, right, the other level why this is wrong, if you want to buy a gun, you still have to do a fucking background check. Mm -hmm. So the people who are carrying guns, if they've purchased their gun legally, have still undergone a background check. Yes. As everybody, as everyone is required if they're going to buy one in a store. Period. Right? Period. So, full stop. That's so how it goes. You want a gun? True. You do a background <clears throat> check. Period. The deeper, again, liberty level of it, fucking all gun laws are infringements. You yes. shouldn't have to tell anybody what you're doing anyone. It's no one's business how you choose to defend yourself or your family, the people around you. It's no one else's business, right? Yep. We just, Doc, I just was watching a video the other day. I don't remember who it was, but they were talking about the the guy in the mall who took the 55-yard shot at the, <sighs> the would-be shooter. Yeah. It's, Fuck that guy, right? He's a piece of shit because he carried, right? He shouldn't be doing that. It's wrong it a, that it he wants to do that. It was a gun-free zone. Okay, he took a 55-yard shot and saved everybody's fucking life in that mall. Yep. The guy's a goddamn hero. You know, I. this is why you do it. That, and it's no one else's business how he wants to conduct himself. Yeah. I just, the only legitimate argument in gun control is 100% confiscation. Because, which again, doesn't even 
actually make sense because home manufacturing and firearms ex- exists, and you can't put that genie back in the bottle. It's too late. But if you're talking about controlling guns, there's no way to possibly do that, no. period. Just there's no way. Um, but yeah, background checks, obviously, that's wrong. And receiving any kind of firearms training is also, I mean, that's mixed because some places you can, some places you can't. But also, um, there's unofficial training that uh, fellow gun enthusiasts give their their friends and family yeah. when they're trying to come in. There's family training that you learn from your, your mom or dad or your brother as you're growing up. Um, there's also bad training that people pay for. Unsafe and there's shit that people will teach you because they want money from you. Yes, so, and the state-sponsored government training programs are nonsense. certified, you know, if you will, are generally just uh, websites thrown together to meet the requirements so you can click through and get a, a thing done. Yeah, mine was certified. The thing to get my AR-15, it took me five seconds. It was online. It was free, and it taught me the four basic rules of firearm ownership, which is all the shit that your parents teach you the first time that you buy a gun. Mm-hmm. Don't don't put your finger on the trigger. Safe storage. Those are the things. I if mean, you know what a gun it's, is they're common sense it's nonsense you it's, want to talk about common sense gun laws how about just the common sense if you know what this is you don't point at anybody you don't want to kill you keep it locked up safely you don't shoot at anything you don't intend to kill you don't point it down i mean i forget the exact wording of all these obviously but Statist- it's, just yes. keep it treat it like the tool that it is and the last part how are we made any safer when this is our reality the reality is is that places that how gun-free zones has, see the most gun violence because people who are there think that they can't carry guns. Mm-hmm. That's that's why these things happen. Yep. Next slide. The majority of Americans want to see common sense gun control implemented in this country. A February 2023 Gallup poll found that 63% of Americans are dissatisfied with the current gun control laws and policies in place, the highest it's ever been on record. A 2020 survey found that about 2 in 10 adults in the U.S. have either been personally impacted by or have someone close to them who was, who has been impacted by gun violence. The U.S. is in a constant state of crisis due to gun violence. Polls are nonsense. Yeah, we should trust the polls, right? Right, because as Colin just said, there's a plurality of the country that has that has asked their their representation, their state representation, to pass constitutional carry. That is a thing that happened. It did not happen because no one wanted it to happen. It is not rogue Republican legislators that somehow got their agenda through to allow for constitutional carry in their states. That it's, is, it's the fascists not that how are it in happened. charge. It's that's, the fascists. Yes. Gun. They're fascists, so they want to give everyone the right and the ability to carry a gun wherever they are all of the time. That makes total fucking sense, right? Yeah. The the polls are nonsense. We know that. You can't trust any of these polls at all. Gallup also does one of the the biggest and apparently most legitimate polls for the presidential race. So we saw how wrong. these things turned out. It's absolute <laughs> nonsense. What are your thoughts on if senator seats and representative seats were handed out like jury duty on the citizens of the United States? Yeah, the uh, I forget what the word is for that. It's like a, it's like a rotation. Dem- yeah, there's like a, a word for it. Um, I'm not going to remember what it is, but yeah, it's like you get a summons to go to Congress for fucking eight weeks and then you're put up in a place, you stay there, you're in there to vote on fucking bills and then you go home. That would be an interesting thing. They they talked about that a little bit on Timcast at some point recently. Might have been that uh, Vivek Ramaswamy. There would probably be a higher generalized level of 
interest of of interest yeah people being informed because you could oh. be called up at any point in time so you better have at least something you know <clears throat> even if you don't know about all the things you know what you care about yeah. and you know about that so that when you show up there you're like i don't know about that and i don't know about that but this is what i care about and That's this right. is what i'm here to talk about because it's my time now bitch. That's right I know what my what affects me and my community on the right. ground. You yeah. want me to vote for how much money to Ukraine? Yeah. Go fuck yourself. You We're not to, doing that. You just have to hope there are other people serving at that time that also fuck with your same topic, whatever your concern is, yeah. that are down with the same shit. You know what I think the best outcome of that situation would be? Nothing would ever get done. Yeah. Because nobody would be able to agree on anything. Right. And I am here for that. Yeah. Let's fucking go. Um, next slide, please. Yeah. Also, people being impacted by gun violence. Oh, I yeah. know my uncle shot himself uh, within the last five years. Yep. I, this doesn't, and that's not being me like who gives a shit. That's me saying that doesn't and shouldn't impact someone else's ability to own a firearm or defend themselves. Even if mm -hmm. it turns me off from that, I don't want to carry. I don't want to do that. I don't ever want to be around a gun again. That should not dictate how you, Colin, choose or have the ability to defend yourself. No. The fact that I'm uncomfortable with that. That's that was a choice that my uncle made that was a horrific and very sad choice that doesn't inform anybody else's life and it shouldn't affect your ability to choose. Yep. I fully agree with that. This was the one that sh that she sent to me. So this was the first one that I saw. And this is the one that best underlines all of those fucking dope stats that Bilbo just spit for us. Yes. Don't let Second Amendment worshippers fool you. Gun control can and does stop gun violence. When mass shootings have occurred in other major countries, their governments moved quickly to tackle the issue. The U.S. is simply an abject failure in this area. <laughs> New Zealand, the United Kingdom, Australia, and Canada have proven that governments can take action to implement gun control, and in doing so, the rates of gun violence will decrease. In other words, the idea that gun control will lead to less gun violence isn't some progressive fantasy. It's been proven effective elsewhere in the world. Okay. <clears throat> Let me start here. There's the overall very obvious point that I made earlier. Of course, if no one has a gun except for criminals, it's really fucking hard for people to get shot all the time. Really hard. Just on a general logical point. Of course, if there are no guns, it's really hard to shoot other people, mm -hmm. right? So there's that. The second part, these list of people that we or these countries that we saw here, do you also remember that in Canada last year when they stole people's money out of their bank accounts? Yeah. Do you remember when that happened? Mm-hmm. And, you know, right around that same time is when, is when Justin Trudeau said, you don't have a right to defend yourself with a gun in Canada. The leader of the country said that, told yep. you, decided, if you live in Canada, you don't get to do that here. It nope. doesn't work like that. You're a human being. He's a human being. He's not better than you because he's the fucking president, because he's the prime minister. He's not better than you. He holds a particular office for a set period of time, and eventually he won't anymore. And then what? Are you still going to listen to him? Are you still going to do what he says because at one point he was the prime minister? Do you listen to George Bush? Do you listen to Barack Obama because they were the president at one point in time? Should they be telling you what you should do? Mm -hmm. Is this really what we think? Do you remember during COVID in Australia where they took people out of their houses and they locked them in camps? Do you remember when they were there and they couldn't do anything about it? Mm -hmm. They tried to leave and the police told them no. They told them that they would put them in jail if they left. An actual jail, not the one that they had rigged up. With <laughs> not the just the camp. Yeah, a real jail. That happened. I'm not making that up. This isn't a story. This is in 1984, right? This isn't, this isn't the book that we read last month. This isn't the March Book Club book. Hashtag this, SOS Book Club. This is reality. That actually happened. Do you remember? 
in China and Hong Kong when they changed the laws and took those people's rights away and they didn't even already have the right to for a firearm? They couldn't defend themselves? They have less rights now. They're under the Chinese regime of Xi Jinping now because they had no recourse. Yep. This is all reality. Do you remember when we were in history class and we learned all of these numbers that Bilbo spit out for us here? Do you remember these things? That's all reality. That's all real. All of that happened in part because those people couldn't defend themselves because they didn't have the ability. Do you know what will never happen here? Those things. Because we'll never let it happen. We can't let it happen. It's incumbent upon us. It's our responsibility. As Joseph said earlier, because we're Americans, because we live here, it is incumbent upon you. It is your responsibility to defend yourself. It's your responsibility to know how to defend yourself. It's your responsibility to arm yourself and to be prepared to defend your rights, my rights, Colin's rights, everyone's rights. That's mm -hmm. your job. That's the true meaning that's, of what a militia is supposed to do. That's your job being here. Yep. That's your responsibility. If you choose to abdicate that, that's fine. Get the fuck out of the way then. You don't get to dictate for me how I'm going to do it. I'm doing my job. I'm keeping up my end of the bargain. I want to live here. I want to be free. I want to die free. That's why I own this. That's why it's about to be banned. And that's why I'm willing to come here on this show and say, build your rifles how you want. The federal government, the state government doesn't get to tell you what to do. They don't get to dictate your rights to you. They don't get to tell you how to defend yourself. We don't do that here. This is fucking America. I don't care if we don't believe in the government. We don't believe in any of that shit. It doesn't matter the essence of america of what it believes what it means to be here to have roots here to have family that are from here is freedom we own this you live free you die free this is our country these are our rights you have the right to defend yourself no one gets to tell you it's just another man it's just another human being they don't get to tell you no one tells you so build them how you want do you see this this is 12 and a half inches okay clip this anybody you want fbi anything you want this is 12 and a half inches this is stock on it Build how you want. These people are fascists. They don't dictate your life to you. They don't tell you. You tell them. That's how this works. <laughs> Say it louder for the motherfuckers in the back. <coughs> um, in Japan, it's incredibly cumbersome to own a firearm. Yeah, you it's generally, like near impossible. Yeah, you generally have to be like a... Uh, a certified hunter for the country to do that, um, which even hunting is very, very hard to do in Japan. But uh, that didn't stop somebody from manufacturing a firearm and killing the former prime minister and probably most influential political leader, assassinating him on Riding the streets. Right in the fucking streets. Didn't stop that. Right in the fucking streets. Didn't stop that. You know why? Because why would anybody ever hurt somebody? It's fucking Japan. Nobody can't shoot nobody here. That's right. Unless you build a pipe gun in your house like it's Fallout 4. There's a really, really, really good Japanese movie called... Uh, oh, I think it's called... Uh, Oh shit! What's it called? Fuck! It's like defend the block or something like that. About this kind of roaming gang of misfits in Japan that uh, they have this plan to essentially take over a gas station for a night. And because it's a like you go in and they do you pump back you pump gas and then they hand you money and stuff like that okay. and then you go back inside. And so they they kind of kidnap the owner, lock him up in there. And then they're like running the gas station all night, taking money. Another gang comes in to mess with them, and it turns into this giant fucking street fight thing. And they all have like two by fours with nails and what? pipes and shit. And then they just fight each other for the whole movie. It's pretty fantastic. But you don't need guns to commit violence. And even if you're in a country with no guns, people are still going to get killed in violent crime. So, like, there's all that really does is hamper the 
innocent civilians' ability to defend their own life and the lives of the people around them. Which no one has the right to do. Nope. How many of these are there, by the way? I think we're getting close to the end okay. because this one is just a thing that they're saying now. No longer um, willing to listen to the it's my Second Amendment right argument while body bags containing children are piled up in this country. Children who were in school trying to learn in a grocery store, at a park, at a fair, at the movies. Children who were... Excuse me. Simply trying to grow up in the country that places more value on the amendment to the Constitution written in 1791 than it does the lives of citizens. Take action and demand that our lawmakers make passing common sense gun. Oh yeah, common sense to, gun yeah. control Go laws to, a priority. Go to the next one, because it's it's not that's not an argument. That's just a thing no. they said. Look Contact that. your elected officials and ask them what they are doing to keep you and your loved ones safe from gun violence in this country. Wow. Um, find con yeah, contact info, join or donate to the groups that are fighting to end gun violence. Gays Against Guns, Community Justice Action Fund, uh, Brady, Giffords, Every Town for Gun Safety, March for Our Lives. Some of the biggest liars and gun control advocates in this country. Yeah, because the, yeah, the Giffords Foundation was founded by Gabby Giffords, Gabby Giffords who was... Uh, Shot at a political rally every, by a every, complete another psychopath. Yeah, every town is, and Giffords is also why we have the magazine band. Those all yes, come for Gabbard's thing because right. that guy had to stop and reload, and they're like, that's the only reason anybody had the opportunity to shoot him is because he had to stop and reload. That's the only reason anybody could have shot him is because he had to stop to reload. That's right. Also, if nine people are shooting you at one time, one dude can only shoot one person one time. There you go. There you go. That's a, that. I know you don't like that. The I know you don't like that math. I know it's not good. There's nine people all willing to shoot a person. That's, one person can only shoot one person at one time. That's nine that. people shoot one person. Someone is going to die for sure. At least one person is going to die. And it might be one of the nine people, but it's almost definitely going to be the, the one, one. Guy. That's some, uh, you know, two plus two equals five yep. math right there. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Nine bullets is more than one. Okay. So. We've gone through these ridiculous arguments, right? Yeah, don't let um, these people fucking lie. You guys aren't going to let them. But now we've we've given you some very spirited and all honest and you know maybe a little bit emotional arguments to defeat some of this nonsense that you hear when it comes yeah. in, in the immediate aftermath. So let's add another layer to this. I love, and it. I'd like to pick your brain on this. So this is the secondary. Let me ask you this question I had earlier today. All right. Um, so hit the drop. With that, let me ask you this. So whoever wrote that can get the fuck out of my country. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> I, love, I love it so much. <laughs> uh, so gender dysmorphia, gender dysphoria yes. is commonly referred to as a mental illness of some kind, according to the DSM, correct? Yep. Um, they may have changed that recently. But say, I think in the five, it's not, but the four, it was. Yeah, the, ex the current argument is that it quite possibly is of some kind, right? Yeah. Some form of mental illness. Um, should mental illness bar you from fulfilling your Second Amendment right? And I have a video to go along with this, so we will play this, and I would like to get your take on it. This is Ben Shapiro uh, making a statement and Blair White responding. Blair White, if we all don't know, is a transgender individual, so somebody that would be deemed to have a mental illness according to Ben Shapiro's argument. Wait a minute. Why is my audio not working? There we go. Perfectly fine with banning people who uh, suffer from gender dysphoria from purchasing weapons. That seems to me a pretty significant symptom 
of an underlying mental malaise that is Most that could call. theoretically be a problem in terms of owning firearms. But I don't think the left believes the same thing. Really interesting. Um, <laughs> so Ben Shapiro, who has, you know, throughout his career opposed red flag laws and has supposedly been so pro 2A, I want to say also as someone who is truly pro 2A, if you are pro 2A and you put a butt after that sentence, you're not pro 2A. And I don't know what Root. kind of conservative is going to fix his mouth, Ben Shapiro, to be on camera saying, yes, the government should decide who is mentally ill enough to not own a gun. Yeah, because that'll never be abused. I'm sure it could never be a slippery slope into believing that being a conservative is a mental illness or that voting for Trump is a mental illness, right? Or that believing in God is a mental illness, right? All those things on the right that are demonized by people on the left and communists. <laughs> All of those things can be deemed a mental illness by a government that is given the power to do that. So I don't know if you really want that smoke, Ben. So I think on, on the face, it's a pretty good argument. It, at least, obviously, it's, it's blah, whatever, blah, blah, blah. But the same way that Ben Shapiro claims that a trans woman cannot claim that they're a woman, you can't prove that God exists. So all this shit that you're doing because <laughs> you're saying that God is watching you, you can't prove that exists. And if we're That's going true. off of if you can't prove it, then it's not real and you're hallucinating. What is your whole fucking life when you don't touch the TV on Saturdays? You're fucking hallucinating. <laughs> and I'm not I'm not making that argument now, but if this is what we're going to say, if that's the argument for barring trans people. So I saw the same the same type of arguments come from a lot of conservative people in the wake of this last shooting. It's yeah. like we obviously trans people shouldn't be buying shouldn't be allowed to buy guns anymore and all these gun shop owners should take it upon themselves to deny them, you know, guns when they go in there. That's a bad fucking call. That's a bad bad fucking call. Everybody who owns a business can can choose to do what they want. If you're going to choose to not sell a trans person a firearm because you think they have a higher likelihood of committing a shooting, that's a bad fucking call. That's an uninformed argument, and it's a bad goddamn call. That seems like grounds for a lawsuit, to be perfectly yes, honest. Too. I don't think that's a good idea, and I think it's the same when I was talking about making lists of the people of the trans shooters. It's mm -hmm. the same thing. It's the same thing. When the shootings happen and it's a white guy who's living in his basement. Do you remember when, when we came up with the term fucking incel? That, oh, yeah. This is the same fucking thing, right? An incel is not any more of a thing than you think that a trans woman is, right? That's a name that we give to a person who you think is fucked up in the head, okay? These are the same thing, right? A And I mean, at this point, we're treating incels with therapy and stuff like that. I mean, they're, they're a more aligned to the same thing. And I'm not equating them, blah, 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 blah trans people are real. It's time not any of that shit right <laughs> yeah. but i'm talking about the way that we talk about them in 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 the lexicon of the general way that we're talking about you're saying that incels are mentally ill because they're seeing all this type of shit and they're whatever conservatives are claiming the same thing about the trainees this is not the not a good call this is not a good way to go about this and to make this argument is certainly is not based just yes. to, to start, <laughs> it's not fucking based at all it's definitely not cool ben shapiro not based yeah no not at all it's not not in the spirit of of equality of gun ownership no it's not a, it's, yeah it's not good i yes. don't think that that's a good idea at all no it's a better idea i think as joseph says to this is america arm everyone yeah, i think that's a better be argument strapped. let's fucking go um well good I'm, I'm glad you had a good take on that that video i just thought that was funny when blair white is calling out ben shapiro for saying some ignorant shit like that that was that's great that was that was great that was great because, yeah, Blair White is a two-way absolutist and got some very base takes on on guns. Huge, huge fan. Um, I don't really listen to her shit. Oh, yeah. She's interesting. You know, her content's not 
for everybody. Yeah. But, you know, every now and again, you'll see a, a nice video hit the algorithm. I'm like, that sounds interesting. I'm going to listen to that. I know that her and Malice kick it, like, all, all the, the time. time. Yeah. yeah they they're, like, all the homies. Time. I saw Michael Malice post a picture the other day of the two of them in a bathroom. In a, They're both in the same bathroom. And he said, which bathroom? <laughs> <laughs> That's good. Oh, I watched a, a live stream from Michael Malice yesterday. It's very good. I love it. It's been a while since he did that, but it was good. He basically just sits there and vamps for about five minutes till everybody gets in and then just reads, answers Super Chat questions for an hour. But mostly this one was based around the new book, The White Pill, which I purchased on audiobook. I haven't listened to it yet. That would be a proper fanboy moment for you, I think, if I, like, if I happened upon Michael Malice, oh my I don't God. know what I would know what to do with myself. I'd probably lose my shit. Yeah, and I think like most people, I would be very composed for it. But that's wild. Like that dude's famous. You know, it's, yeah. like, it's a crazy experience. But there are a few people that I think I would be really like geeked about. But I think if I came up on Michael Malice, I'd be a little really, geeky. I would really would lose my shit a little bit. Yeah, yeah. like bro, you opened my eyes over yes. in, into the world of anarchy. Yes, you've kind of. Fucked me up for life on that. So right. I appreciate yeah. that, buddy. Like you've like <laughs> you've actually genuinely impacted my life in a serious way. Yeah. And I don't really know how to, you know. Yeah. Like, I would Thanks. Would have a hard time not <laughs> not like gushing about it, you mm -hmm. know? Because you don't want to do that. You meet a famous where no. they don't want you to do that. They would no, like want to be chill. But I don't know that I could just be like thank you. And then, <laughs> and then like walk away. Like I don't I don't think that I could handle that i think i would end up saying way too much stuff yeah i'd be like that's i can't i just gotta yeah that's cool he's over there i'm not gonna say i'm just gonna keep walking right I'd be like dude i saw michael malice today right might just have to <laughs> not talk to him at all yeah <laughs> <laughs> oh that's so funny oh. is there a particular influencer i guess just to use the term lo loosely that you would most want to kick it with off the top of your head, don't think too hard about it. Influencer, just like a person that I watch on the internet a lot. Yeah, yeah. I mean, um, it's loose. You yeah. you fill in whatever yeah, you yeah. think you internet want. Internet person. Yeah. Um, or author or whatever. Man. I think I would like enjoy kicking it with, you know, like Grantham. Like that would be a lot of fun oh, yeah. to be on like the range for a day. I think would be a ton of fun. Yeah. Um, but I also think. It would be too much uh, almost to hang out with uh, like Mark Norman or anyone like that. I don't know. I could keep up with that. You know, that's a level of drinking that I don't know that I'm prepared to commit to. That's so because I'm like, I'd hang out with Bertie Bert. Yeah, that'd be fucking yeah, fucking Christ dog. Maybe that'd be Segura, wild. You know, I think I might kick it with time. That would be a very chill. Very relaxed. Like, we would just end up getting food, you know? Yeah. Would, we would just eat dinner. And that would be a very chill experience. Yeah. I think I would be into that. You that know? would be fun. That would be and fun. And then to go to something afterwards to, I don't know, a cigar room or, or something. And yeah. just have a couple beers hang oh, out God. a little bit. That's a... Theo Vaughn. Theo. Oh, shit. Fuck, that would be dope. Yes. That would be super dope. Because he, like, he doesn't get too wild, you no. know? But it would be... Retarded it would be, hilarious. Yeah. I mean, absolutely uh, side splitting a hilarious. Yeah. I think I need to break this down more to be like, okay, so fill in an influencer or a personality of some kind that you know, and it would be dinner, bar, cigar lounge. Yeah. Who, okay. Who would you rather have dinner with? Who would you like? Go into a bar and be like, oh, fucking homie sits down next to you. Yeah. Or, Hang out. Okay, but don't yeah, try to keep up. Yeah. Exactly. Or 
hang out in the cigar lounge just fucking kicking it because that's when shit gets philosophical right. weed might come out nobody really knows it's a cigar lounge there's smoke flying conversations are happening yeah that'd be that'd be fun. we need to think about that one we yeah need to think about then that i one. think probably gillis because gillis is a <sighs> part of the thing i i was just thinking about this the other day that i appreciate about him is the just the stuff that he's into and the, how that influences the comedy and stuff the historical background and yeah. those type of like i really appreciate those things sports a ton you know <laughs> <laughs> It's obviously an evolving concept, Kevin. Give me a fucking break here. Colin went from don't think about um, it too much to let me break this down. <laughs> yeah. I think I would really enjoy that, you know? Yeah. Because that would still be pretty, you could talk about a lot of stuff and still keep it pretty light. Mm -hmm. It would hang out with someone like Joe Rogan once you got over the initial wildness. It's just really heavy, I think. Yeah. The, the, the level of conversation is... That not was, a yeah. casual kicking it type of thing you know not that he's not capable of just hanging out because he's a regular person i'm sure he is but yeah um also if i'm hanging out with joe rogan i almost want to talk about some wild deep stuff yeah you know? i like joe rogan's not even on my list to be perfectly honest yeah like I, I see him in like other things on occasion and he he always kind of feels like like i feel like he doesn't necessarily want to be there or he's kind of short with some people and stuff like this like the man is so busy He's just doing the things that he does. Yeah. And if you're in the circle of the of his world of what he's doing, you kick it, you do all these things. I'm like, I don't know if he'd be the best hang. Right. Unless we were, if we sat down to do like a podcast, that would be fantastic type of thing where he's, you're there to have a conversation with him. But like, if I ran into him in the wild, I'm like, I don't know if I'd really kick it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Just because no, think... it, it would be awkward. Right. I think. You know, no, I, yeah, I think so. I think Gillis, I think Gillis would be, yeah, Shane a, Gillis a, would be fucking hang. money, yeah. yeah. So they're start talking about Trump moms and shit or yeah. Fox News moms, yeah. They're like, word, <laughs> mm. funny how most of these people are all comedians, yes, right? That's where the mind goes because they seem like fun fucking people, yeah. I've seen, you know, some hot ones and stuff like that. Some of those regular celebrities seem pretty cool, yeah. Anna Kendrick, uh, yes, mm. please, yeah, dinner with Anna Kendrick. No, Cigar Lounge with Anna Kendrick. Yeah. That's, we're hanging out. Yeah. We're smoking some weed. Shit's right. getting real deep. <laughs> Big fat blunt. Yeah. And honestly, I'm thinking drinks at the bar with Dave Rubin. I feel like he'd be a really fun guy to hang out oh, with and get, sure. some, get some drinks in and for just sure. fucking fuck around. That'd be great. What about Peter Zia? No, dude. I don't mm. want it like my whole world crushed. It'd be like, oh, the world's like, ending, but don't yeah, worry. Kill myself yeah. again. <laughs> like, fuck no, dude. Hard fucking no. It would be mind bending, yeah. Mm. But then I would just curl up in the fetal position and cry. Not into that. Not into that at all. Oh, no. <laughs> oh all right. All right. Enough fucking around. Let's get okay. it together here. Let's get it together. I switched from my things. Um, yeah. So now we. Okay, so let's talk about some other little things that I heard about. Okay. Um, one of them is uh, the trans rights or else shirt, right? And so this is kind of a gateway trans rights or else t shirt. Oh, okay. So this is kind of a gateway into some other stuff that we could talk about, some okay. bigger things, right? The t shirts is another one of these don't do this, this is a bad idea thing, right? Sharing the images of people in these shirts. Dude, it's the two way people. We're wearing shirts that are saying, you know, fucking mole on the bay and like all this type of stuff like mm -hmm. this is the same thing these shirts are the same thing yeah yeah they're, yeah, yeah. they're the exact same thing so trying to show these people in images of these things when you are wearing plate carriers with you know blackbeard's flag and all this shit this is the same fucking thing 
It's it's not helpful. It doesn't add anything, and it doesn't make you look good by trying to make these arguments of these people are obviously dangerous. Look at the clothes that they're wearing when they're holding mm. these guns. That's not a good argument. It was what's that group that was marching during like BLM um, that were all strapped and <laughs> it's the John Brown Gun Club. And it, it was John Brown. Yes, Gun Club. and so they have chapters all over the place. Similar type else. of situation, I yes. thought there. It's like it's, you, you're not making. I'm like word. That looks good. Yes. So that's something else that I want to talk about because there are some people, and I'll send you these tweets. I have the link, so I'll just send you the link. Um, and I'm so it, proud of you. You're sending me tweets now. Yeah, because Andy No was covering it. Oh, yeah, and yeah, yeah. And his stuff was that some of these groups, some of these people in the John Brown Gun Club are were saying that this shooting was a false flag. <sighs> this one at the, at the, at the Christian, Christian school. school. And... It's never a good jump immediately. So one of these guys is from the John Brown Gun Club, and before his account got suspended, or maybe I went to his shit, I went somewhere, but his... Um... Oh, that, the... <laughs> I was like, what the fuck is that? That really scared the shit out of me. Um, one of these guys... Oh, the Elm Fork John Brown Gun Club. So go ahead and click on their page. It's like on the right-hand side, the three pages that it recommends, the oh, right. bottom one. Yeah. Because it says in there... I got to pee. We are helping marginalized communities in organizing community defense against white supremacist fascism, guns, training, backup account. And it said somewhere... Oh, it's a backup account. Look at that. They've already been pulled down. Yeah. And it said somewhere... Uh, not a militia. And I'm trying to remember. Maybe it was on the original account or something. But I read somewhere they specified not a militia. Like, we aren't a militia. Mm -hmm. So I'm trying to understand what's the difference between a, an organization for community defense and a militia? Uh, nothing. Because it sounds like it's the same thing to me. Yeah, I'm just trying not to get on the FBI watch list. That's what that says. <laughs> yes. That's close. No, no, no. We're on the right side of this, guys. We're not one of those. We're, we're fighting white supremacy. We it's all know militias are white supremacists, so we can't use that same language. That's what that says to me. The militia is you and I. We are the militia. Indeed. As it always has been since the founding of the country. We, we are the militia. Yes. That's, I don't remember the exact quote because it's in old English. It's a little bit fucked up, you know, but it's like, who, who is the militia if not you and I? You know, it's like something like it that. Works. It's, it's we, we are the militia. These people are very silly, and I think you're correct. They're trying to not be put on some type of list that they're quite obviously on. One of, one of these images you got this. that they shared, uh, the Elm Fork John Brown Gun Club, was a quote tweet of the security camera footage from the Nashville shooting and it's the shooter kind of walking through one of the hallways and they said this person moves like a cop which first of all if you've seen the images they don't that person the shooter did not move like a cop they move like an idiot who wants to look cool when they're going through um <clears throat> when they're going through a building they're not cool and they don't look cool and they don't look official and this guy yeah i wish i could find what it said not a militia but it might be on there it might be on their main account yeah like that's all right about. it doesn't matter but 
this these are the these are the same thing a militia and this thing they're calling a community defense group is the exact same thing if you're out and you're in a plane carrier and you're carrying firearms you're a militia i don't know you don't have to have a name and be organized to have a militia me and my friends don't have a name where we don't have a name for our group not even the john brown gun club we're just dudes like the old guys that i can call if i need help that's right that's it. That's that's a militia. It doesn't need to be organized any more than I know dudes. That's that's all. Yeah. You know, any more organization than that is sometimes a bad idea. A militia will be armed and ready when we are needed. Right, and that's yep. what it sounds like. Fucking John Brown Gun Club bar is armed and ready when they're needed. So that's yep. what I don't understand. Is how are you not a militia, bitch? <laughs> Sorry, bitch. You yeah, are. You might not like it, and uh, some other people might not like it either. They might not want to call you one. I don't know what else we would call you. Because a community defense group is a silly sounding name. <laughs> that sounds like uh, the PC, guardian bro. angels. That's like people who walk around don't carry guns. We're you're carry, ready to shoot somebody, right? We're carry whistles. Yeah, you're a militia, dog. You're getting down. <laughs> That's okay. That's all right. It's all right. Yeah. It's all right. You know, do the book boys call themselves a right. militia? You have dumb patches, right? You have a patch on your on your kit that says "ouch pouch." So you're, <laughs> you're a militia. You have dumb stuff. You're wearing a concealed inside the waistband holster, and you have your shirt tucked behind it so people know you're carrying. You're an idiot, but you're doing it. That's you know? right. Masked up, baby. So be ready. you're smart enough to have a tourniquet. I mean, yeah. You're you're doing it. So it's all right. <sighs> Just accept it, bro. You're a militia. Is that a marine patch? I mean, is that a marine T-shirt he's wearing? It looks um, kind of like a. I don't know. Symbolism of a marine. I don't know. Don't know. But this guy's a member of the Washington chapter. Oh, there's no fucking surprise there. Ah, oh, there, there it, it is. is. We found it. There it is. It was on their main page, not yeah. a militia. What's the difference, I ask you? Occupied Comanche land. Also, they're making sure that they say that they're on occupied land. Oh, well, you know, there's that. Yeah. Begin every day recognizing you don't know the land that you live on. Okay. Recognize your privilege, all right? Yeah. So, or else, or else, John Brown gonna come for you. So there's that. John Brown was a murderer, correct? Um, I don't know, actually. I think, I think we did talk about it during yeah. like Black Lives Matter. I'm but pretty I sure he murdered slave owners. That yeah. was like his whole thing. He'd go up to him and just blow him away, and then there became a fugitive, and so on and so forth. So there was also a bunch of talks of hate speech, hate speech from conservatives saying that you know this is hate speech because they're like we're being targeted now as christians mm. there's a whole there was a lot of like lefty reversism that happened with the conservatives when this happened mm -hmm. that they're like we're the victims now yes and we're going to own that yeah even though we've been shitting on victimhood agenda and mentality for the last however long yeah. now that it's come around we're prepared to make these same arguments so it's not working it was, but okay. it was all wound up. <laughs> I was like, what are you doing? So, um, yes. And I found that to be very odd. It's, it never ceases to surprise me anymore when something happens and the outrage culture on the right takes over and then the bad takes come. It's like they can't help it. No. And it's this, like you said before, it's the same problem that like comes from like the leftists. It's the same issue. It's just like this is their issue. So now it's their turn to be offended by it. Right. And I don't know. Like I've heard arguments either way. Like it's you got to use their own tactics against them. Um, you know, you have to speak in their language so you can get convertees to understand it. I don't necessarily think any of those things are correct. 
Um, I don't necessarily know the answer at that point, but um, I don't think there's anything wrong with having principles and then falling back to your principles to give takes on whatever is happening. I think the minute you sacrifice your principles to get a emotional take, you're you're doing wrong already. Yeah. You know, I mean, look at Ben Shapiro talking about um, trying to say mental illness should stop you from owning a gun. Like that's you're you obviously don't have a principled stance on the Second Amendment, like you say you do, because that is an unprincipled point. Right. You know, it's the language is very clear. We've talked about it multiple times. You yourself have talked about it multiple times. Shall not be infringed. You you have stood on that hill multiple times before. But now that you find something that you agree with in other ways, you're like, well, we just we'll look past first principles on this one. And then we're going to go deeper into this one because they're they don't deserve their their second amendment rights but right. you know what well, we do even now you have to check that you're not like addicted to weed or any other illicit substances yeah. so that you can buy a gun you know throw <laughs> Hunter Biden in jail yeah straight to jail uh, straight to jail straight to jail yeah i'm not one for locking people in boxes but you know don't throw out guns in a dumpster yeah that should be a, like a criminal crime right there because you're abusing the gun don't get rid of the gun them shits are expensive. Exactly. I mean, there's needy people out there. I, don't throw it away, Hunter. Give it to me. I'll take it. Just bought a I'll pay the forty-five dollars for the transfer, whatever yeah. it costs. You know, I, I, let's go, buddy. Let's don't be throwing that shit in the dumpster. I just bought a pistol last week. They're not cheap, dog. Not even a little bit. They're not cheap. Um, so I think what's really interesting about this whole thing, Assault I think this weapons is the van. wrong one. Um, Excuse me. Ooh, do you want to hear our illustrious? Alejandro Mayorkas take on what an assault rifle is. He has plenty since, of your money. Since we're, uh, <laughs> he has plenty of your money. Amen. Since we're in the spirit of two A and assault weapons, Mayorkas, huh? Yeah, this the world's biggest piece of shit. Got another great clip of him for the grab bag with, he really with is Ted a Cruz. Trash. Secretary, do you agree with the president that we should ban? Oh, I should probably switch the bad producer. Bad producer. There we go. Now you guys can see what we're doing. Well, let's blow this up. Secretary, do you agree with the president that we should ban the private is ownership? Is his tie brown? Is it is it brown and, and blue or is it gold? That, I don't know, man. It's probably like... Why don't... I'm trying to make sure know. it's not red. Is what I... Is oh, it is... I'm, check. It's, it's it is not... brown. Yeah, it, it appears okay. to be brown. It might be some kind of like brassy looking okay. thing, but it's a bad... Bad choice. I'll Sometimes say I much. can't tell. And that's yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm like, that might be red. I don't know. That's <laughs> I was, I was giving sure. you shit for a minute. I was yeah. like, wait, 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 wait. Motherfucker may sure. not know. Because <laughs> brown and blue is a weird choice. Like, that's why I wanted yeah. was because that's this, an odd choice. Yeah. Brown and blue. I, I think the brownish color is just from like um, lighting effect. I yeah, think it's just probably washed out. Yeah. Assault weapons on America. Senator, I do. What is an assault weapon? This is my new favorite thing, by the way, <laughs> is they never know <laughs> when when there's like a we need to ban this. We need to ban that. Just go. What is this? They never and they know. go, uh, uh, well, it's, it's Matt Walsh started it's, something it's, with that. Then that's isn't it? It's something I don't want to keep saying interesting and shocking, whatever, but it's <laughs> it's something it's fascinating that if you ask the most basic fucking question, they can't answer it. Yeah. 
they are unable to just say no 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 no. i mean i, I just like i just want to know before we continue i want to know what we're talking about yeah. so we can have an accurate discussion i'm just trying to define the terms what is this, this? Yep. <laughs> they don't fucking know they do not know what to do and nope. that is so <laughs> crazy well watch his reaction and he knows he's got him dead to rights too. He's like, look at that shitting grin and on his face. As you ask him, what's what? What is a baby? And they're like, don't. As soon as this, as soon as it's together, that's a baby. That's right. They know. They know they what they know for that's sure. Right. <laughs> like this is what I'm talking about. It is, for example, in an AK-47. Uh, can you give me a definition other than just pointing to a specific weapon? Yeah, that was a good try. Exactly. Yeah. That was try. That was besides a good try. Besides an AK-47, you would ban. Uh, there uh, uh, very well are. And I remember when I was a federal prosecutor uh, in the Central District of California from September 25th, 1989 to, I believe it was April 2001. And I thank you for your service. I thank you for your service. I love Kennedy, dude. He's so funny. But if you could answer my question. The the vast majority of law enforcement officers, uh, leaders uh, with whom I worked, uh, uh, were uh, greatly in support of the assault weapons Mr. ban. Chairman, because you know of... why we get so frustrated with you? Because you won't give straight answers. I think I just did. No, you didn't. No, I you think didn't. I just did. <laughs> what is an assault weapon? Well, you know, back when I was a prosecutor, all the cops that I worked with agreed with the assault weapons ban. Yeah. That was your answer to the question. And so, then you're willing to say, I think I just did give a straight answer. Yeah. You're it. So AK-47s are assault rifles or assault weapons. And... A bunch of cops you worked with agreed with the assault weapons ban. None of those things answer what is an assault weapon. So I, I just I, I had to show you that. I was it's classic. They don't um, know. They see. they do they really don't know. They do not. Uh, we are not gonna get to the restrict act today. I could feel it in my bones. Oh, I, don't, <laughs> I don't think it's going anywhere. No, I don't think it is either. I think it's enough of this has gone on. Um, I did want to point out, just because we've been on um, gun violence, tran- yep. transgenderism. This um, was a wild one. This, this was, was a wild, wild one. Because yeah. right after the shooting took place, within days at this point, people are asking questions. You know, they're pushing for assault weapons ban and they're they're pushing for gun control and the shit in tennessee's popping off um and you'd assume that the white house would have public statements of remorse for these kids that got killed or something like this but the general tenor of biden's out there doing (laughs) stand-up yeah yeah we saw that that was a rough time but this is generally the tenor of what's been coming out from the white house at this point More than 50% of transgender youth in the U.S., which is estimated to be more than 150,000 kids, live in states in which transgender youth have lost access to or at risk of losing access to gender-affirming care. Look, this is awful news. Let's be very clear about that. LGBTQI plus kids are... (laughs) She didn't even know. She got to check. She forgot the A, by the way. She doesn't even know. And if you're in Canada, you got to put the two S in front, too. You Resilient. Bitch. They are fierce. They fight back. They're not yeah, they going do. anywhere. And we have their back. This administration has their back. This is the message Hold from on. the White House. Um, this was from a couple of days ago. Within a week and a half of the shooting taking place, 
general tenor is relatively important, I feel, um, especially when we're talking about these types of things. That's Trump indictment stuff. Yeah, I mean, is what that are the you only doing really right now, man? Oh, fuck. Boo! Are they all gone? Maybe they're in another tab. We'll be right back to the computer screen in a second. We'll be right back. We'll be right back. With <laughs> <laughs> this is pathetic and infuriating. Can confirm. That's really bad. Yeah, that's really, and, really bad. And there's lots of other takes like that. That's Afghanistan. Kirby, Kirby, Kirby. Son of a yeah, bitch. He said some wild stuff too, huh? Oh, yeah. We're going to love that, that stuff. Guys, these guys are all pieces of shit. You know that? All of them. Yeah. Uh, it's not see. unique to this administration, Oop. but this one is really bad. Yes. It's a lot of real bad stuff. State-affiliated media. God, where did I put this thing? Grab bag stuff. Grab bag stuff. Grab bag. <laughs> You're getting a slight preview. I thought I had a bunch more. Okay, so maybe I don't. Uh, no, no, oh. no, 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 no. Nope. You don't get to see that. All right. You don't get to see that. We're getting there. <laughs> that's that's for a couple more beers from now. I love it. Um, let me just do a quick search because I thought I had a gang of these. Here's, oh, this would be Kamala Harris. Um, yeah, that's a little out of context for Tennessee. Okay. Um, after the gun control f fucking insurrection down there, um, the Biden yeah, administration was, has made it there. I'm still parsing that one out, too. That's, I'm that's, still trying to understand that that's one. That's a rough deal, dude. Because um, there were some 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 ruckus oh, with the police, right? Here's that, uh, here's that tweet I was talking about in part one. Um, the HBO actors from Last of Us... Pedro Pascal got paid six hundred thousand dollars per episode, and uh, Bella Ramsey only got paid seventy. I would be interested to know how many hours on screen they have between the two of them. Not on the show, mm -hmm. I mean in their careers. Oh yeah, not. I think there would be a, a drastic difference. Yeah. Well, I guess maybe I don't have a lot of these things. I thought I had a bunch more, but my Three bookmarks list is very long this week. Okay, so we saw that one. Should be around here if they're there. Sometimes you bookmark things and they just surprisingly disappear. They don't actually bookmark? Yeah. Getting close. We'll know if they're there in the next. Oh, yeah, there's all the boycotts of the My beers. Oh, God. People Star are funny. Nails. Oh, yeah, that's that cop making that, uh, that point there. Okay, nope, we're moving on. Dude, he did fucking... He but, did operate in there, that's for sure. Oh, that's the NPR clip. <laughs> uh, nope. Because 34 family charges. Don't, for fuck's sake, Cream Jean-Pierre. <laughs> you talk so much that I lose your shit. Yeah. And I think we officially tapped that one out. National Guard sees your automatic weapons. Here, let's listen to this one. This is about gun control. I don't remember this one, but I think it's. I think it's. it's like, I think the it's last good. presidential campaign, one of the Democratic contenders said that what he would do is come for AR-15s. Does the president support not just banning the sale and manufacture of semi-automatic weapons, but further than that, confiscation? Let's. Let me just be very clear. What we're talking about, AR-15s, these assault weapons ban, they are weapons of war, and they should not be on the streets across the country in oh. our communities they should not be in schools that's not they the right not answer grocery stores they should not be in, in churches that's what the president believes that's what the president believes shouldn't be you shouldn't be on the streets they're weapons of war as a response to what do you think about confiscation that says you say no. they shouldn't be on the streets that's right 
That's not the right answer. No, that means, uh, I mean, soft yes. We believe in confiscation. I can't say that, but what I can say is I don't believe they should be anywhere. Do you know? <laughs> do you know how many people will die? Do you oh, have? I mean, so many, so many. It'd be pretty rough, but you know, there'd be people like you and me, and most of the the, the actual two A community, not the NRA community or the gun lobbyist community. Um, there'd be actual two A supporters and two A absolutists that would be like, uh, "Yeah, I lost them in a boating accident." Sorry. I would sooner send my wife and children to another home, ensure my life insurance is paid, and then board up my fucking doors than turn them over to any boot-licking pig motherfucker that wants to come to my house and try and take it. That's right. Mulan Lob? 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 Shit. Mulan LeBay. LeBay. There we go. (laughs) I don't speak Latin. (sighs) Yep. So, good times. Good times. Good luck. Yeah. Yeah, good luck taking those motherfuckers. It's, it'll never happen. Good. There's, no. There's no fucking no. way that would ever happen. They know precisely this, the facts that I have just stated. Is that, that this is... An innumerable amount of people will die. They, they couldn't even begin to estimate the mm-hmm. losses that they would incur if they tried to just start going door to door because they would have to just like, we just need to go through anybody who has a transaction at a gun store that is large enough that it is reasonable to assume that it is a firearm or anybody who has a firearm registered to them. These are the things that we will do. Yeah. And they will just go to everybody's house and say, you know, we happen to have a list of things that say that you own a firearm and we need to the same way they do with the triggers same way with things, you know? Yep. <clears throat> and we would just see how seriously they wanted to take that, you know? Yeah, because no amount of cover-up from the corporate press could actually cover that up. Not no. with social media anymore. That's not worth it. I would live stream it. Yeah, this is why they are so focused on gun control and don't necessarily push gun confiscation, because nobody wants any part of the fallout of that. They they don't. They want everybody to willingly be convinced to to hand over their firearms, but there's never a point at which confiscation will happen unless, uh, unless we, we've turned it. I mean, there'd be plenty of other worse things that would go down before that was attempted and we'd already be in the shit. And then they probably wouldn't have the manpower or organizational infrastructure to make that happen anyways. No. So I don't think we need, I ain't losing any sleep over that. I don't think this will happen. Be prepared for the worst. Mm Mm-hmm. Is what I would say. Yep. Better to have it and not need it, right? Have a gas mask. Have some type of air filter for your face that will last you at least a short period of time is something that I would say. There you go. I got a basement, you know? Got a basement. Yeah. Got to be able to breathe when the canisters come rolling down the steps. Yeah. For a hot minute. At least give yourself some time. Yeah. Go out like a fucking warrior. Well, like most. Don't roll over and die. Die no. free. Go out like a warrior. Go out like a warrior, baby. And I think we should go out on, out like a warrior for this segment. I like that. <laughs> yeah? Let's yeah. do it. We'll come back. We'll talk about Trump. We'll talk about Ukraine. and We'll, we'll just continue the, the so. secondhand morosity. 
This was, this was really good, guys. I think we made a lot of we made a lot of good progress here today. Yeah. <laughs> a lot of really good things. It was kind of a struggle session, but we, you know, that's yeah. fine. A lot of really positive notes here. Uh, amen. So, with that, we will be back in just a few minutes for part three of Woo! episode one forty five of Salt of the Streets. My name is Donovan. I am indeed that big bird looking fellow they call Colin. We have been having a great time. Make sure that you like this, share with your friends, comment, subscribe, do all the things. Mm. The sponsor for this segment, I don't know that I ever picked one from the beginning, Location Skate Shop. It's fantastic. It's a great store. Go there. Buy a skateboard if you're in town. I am at Salt of the Street on Twitter at Alpaca underscore Donovan on Instagram. Colin is at Big Bird Off. You both those things. You can find all this at saltofthestreets.com, including our Instagram and YouTube, which are also at Salt of the Streets. Boom. We love you guys. We'll be back in just a few minutes. Thank you very much. Action. Thank you very much for joining us again, everybody. This is part three of episode 145 of Salt of the Streets. My mm-hmm. name is Donovan. I'm Colin. We are happy as hell to still have you guys here. Make sure that you like, subscribe, comment, and share this video with your friends. This segment is sponsored by Swell Blended. I have not seen the man in some time because I am growing out my illustrious locks. Indeed. But, uh, I have to soon because I do need at least a trim. I need a something. I need to be cleaned up. Yeah, get some layers going on, maybe. Some something. Some something. Yeah, some something. Hair so. grows faster at a certain point when you cut the edges, the, the ends off yeah. or something, right? Yeah, but I don't have any split ends, so I don't have, like, a reason. I don't oh, need to. I, I don't get split ends. Look at my immaculate hair. Really healthy hair, yeah. <laughs> I don't need to trim it. And that's because that's the last time I went, I was like, maybe just trim off the, you know, the ends if you need to. And he was like, I don't really see any split ends, so you don't really need to worry about it. Shit. It's just if your hair is dry, you know. Mm. My hair is not dry. No, it's luxurious. Yeah, I washed it today, so today's a very good day. A lot of volume going on today. Yeah, yeah, yeah. precisely. I have my snooky poof. I have snooky poof. The snook. I have the headband in. You guys can't really see it. Oh, that's right. So I am at, I don't know that I brought a headband or like a, a hair tie with me, but I am at the official, I have reached my goal. Oh, wow. I am here, yeah. Yeah, the ponytails. Yeah, turn around on that. Holy shit. Yep, the ponytail's mad thick. I remember when and, it was a little rat tail. And when I do this, it falls to the sides, just like I was talking about. So this let's, is... Let's I've, get some revolutionary fucking braids going on. Here. I gotta get yeah. you a tri-corner hat, you know, so yeah. you can do that. Jordan hit me with a small braid last week. I think I had like three twists in it. Oh, and that's you know, what I was talking about. Yeah. So you've, pe- you've reached peak revolutionary hair. Here. You did it. Just call me Mel Gibbs. You know what I'm saying? Good, right here. There was I. No, I couldn't do it. I couldn't, couldn't do it. it. I'm not going to do that one. We got another beer going on. It's a big the, baby. Um, it's called Another Pale Bites the Dust. Yes. This is from a local brewery. This is from Rainy Days. No cool That's can. Right. Just I, a regular label. I don't. Uh, I don't support Anheuser Busch. I support local breweries. Yeah, these ones are fine. What do you think of the other pale ale? Another pale was pretty good. It was, it was good. I like that yeah, one. I was a big fan. Big, 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 big fan. Yeah. yeah I, I, like I think we, I had an epiphany last time we were at the fucking soccer field. I always thought Bodie's Offa was a double IPA. And it's just a single? It's just a single. And the Lucille, the green can, is actually like 0.4% more ABV. And it really? also is not a double. It's just a single IPA. I really like, they have a Johnny Utah Pale. Yeah. Um, and I like that one I like a lot. Johnny Utah. Yeah. I wish it's like a blue and yellow can, I think. Yeah, they don't have any pails there at the soccer facility. Unfortunately. Yeah. Yeah, they're they're super P and W IPAs. Yeah. IPAs for the win. The double, they have the ride the spiral there. <sighs> you don't even that have shit's... you get all these silver city beers, you don't have fucking Sonic Rain. 
You get all Word. these Silver City beers. You don't have but Sonic no Rain. Sonic Rain. Sonic Rain's definitely one of their best beers. It, Unquestionably. There's that fucking Nordic Angel or whatever they that make. One's that one's stupid good too. Yeah. I like that a lot. Yep, yep, yep. I'm excited to hear this what you think clear. about that. That's yeah. a super clear pale. It's got a nice crisp yeah, well, to it. <laughs> yeah, that's nice. Producer's not doing his fucking job. Yeah. No, quick producers know we have review preview recording today. That's right. So it'll be out next week, I would assume. Those ones are usually pretty quick edits. Yeah. I understand. Soon enough, I'll be editing my own review oh previews. How the fuck do you guys feel about that? Next weekend, because I was like, yeah, we'll do it on Sunday, but Saturday Sunday is Easter, uh, so next weekend, construction will officially begin on Studio 2.0 in, well, like 4.0, because this studio's moved so many times, but um, <laughs> so the next studio... What are you talking about, but we've never changed location. Yeah, the next studio will officially begin construction uh, here very soon, next week. Yeah, so exciting times. be great. We'll have a whole new setup, a whole new place, yep. uh, a whole new setting. It'll be great. Yeah, and this studio is going to change a little bit as well. It's going to be a lot of fun. Yeah, we're going to downsize this studio. I think for the thing we're going to do with Spencer, I think we should make that not an episode, but like a side thing. A special. You know? Yeah. Yeah. I think that will be the best way to handle something like that. It will still be good content, but I don't want to replace an episode with no. that, you know? Yeah, we'll just do, maybe we could do that like on an off weekend at yeah, the house yeah. or something. Yeah. It won't be as difficult to do off weekend stuff necessarily because we'll be at your place right and so it'll be much easier and it'll be shorter too that will be you know two three hours like that will be a much shorter endeavor so nothing we've been just bullshitting joseph we haven't even gotten into anything yet we're talking about a new studio comes in the next few months it'll be a whole yeah i'm just about to try this new pail and so, also um had to start a fire for dinner i'm i'm here for that are we, barbecu- are we barbecuing? Yeah. What are we doing? Tell us about your dinner. What are you making and how are you preparing? Because I'm very interested in the fact that there's fire involved. Well, and Joseph's always slanging when he's here. He always. had the bird ends like a few weeks yeah. ago. Yeah, he's always doing something. Poor man's bird ends. He's like, oh, I'm just yeah. chopping up fucking tri-tips or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> fucking pitmaster official of Salt of the Streets over here. Mm. Oh, all right. What do you think about that? It's a little different. Okay. Very it crisp. Tastes- it reminds me of it's very savory, mm, like a turkey dinner. Yes. <laughs> Whoa. Yes, like mashed potatoes. Oh. <laughs> I've never heard a beer equivocated to a mashed potatoes before. It cooking, reminds me cooking steaks directly on coals tonight. Directly on coals. Damn, Joseph. That sounds legit. Do it had the undernotes are mad savory. They're like yeah. like like spices, like cooking spices, like mm. um, like parsley or something. You that's know, a, that's an herb. But yeah. hey, we're getting there. Ooh, spices. <laughs> it's all fucking. Once it's dried and 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 pulverized, we call it a spice. Um, cooking steak directly on the coals. I'm thinking that you should take some pictures, Joseph, and and hit uh, hashtag salt the streets on those. Send them to us. Do it. We know you'd be on Instagram, bitch. Yeah, we'll we'll repost them. Put them on your story and yeah. tag us, and we'll share them. Mm. So we're going to be talking about Donald Trump. Um, is what we're going to start with, right? We've got this whole indictment thing going on. Yeah, I'm still and the not, downfall of the American empire. Yeah, I'm still not totally clear on some of this stuff. It's very complicated. It's a very convoluted arguments that are going on here, legally speaking. I'm so um, excited to break so, this all down. Yeah, so I read a Vox article last night. Oh, I'm one, sorry. The one where they're like, 
Oh no, he might not actually go to jail. Yeah, um, that's, <laughs> probably not. That's the one that I read, and so and that one just provided a little more solid context because some of these these pundits, for lack of a better term, the the Crowders and the Tim Pools, know this shit better than I do, and so they're just kind of mm-hmm. throwing the information around and not like. And remember, we learn, and it's not they don't have to, but mm-hmm. it's because these aren't things that I pay attention to all the time. Mm-hmm. Because I don't give a shit that much about Donald Trump. So when they're like, you know, and Michael Cohen testified this and this letter came out and this statement from Stormy Daniels and these things, like we know these things. And I'm like, I don't know about mm-hmm. any of that stuff. Word. And so I hear about that and I don't disbelieve them, but it just confuses me further because whatever part of my brain, the retarded part still is like, then why is this happening if we already have this information? Like, mm-hmm. if if there's already two different letters that certify for Michael Cohen that he's saying these payments weren't from Donald Trump for this thing, and Stormy Daniels has this statement that says this event didn't happen in the way that it's being described, mm-hmm. like, how is this happening now? If we already I'm, have these these pieces of information, is the, that's where I start to get very perfect. Confused. Well, I'm it's, so glad you asked, Donovan, because I can I can help fill in the blanks for you here. I'm very much the everyman in this situation. I like it. So, except I'm not just like put him in jail. Put him in jail. Lock yeah. him up. Most people are just like it's fine. Just put him in jail. Put him in jail. I'm so confused. Yeah. <laughs> Don't ask me what he did, but he's bad man. <laughs> that's right. Orange man bad. Lock him up. Throw away the key. Definitely orange. Um, so. This whole case that Alvin Bragg, uh, DA of New York, is yep. is bringing, is revolves around business transactions. Yes, and essentially mislabeling transactions. They shouldn't go. They should go in column B, and they went in column A. Okay. Um, particular in this case, the particular payments made to Michael Cohen were written off as essentially standard legal expenses right instead of reimbursements no and alvin bragg's argument is that those should have been filed as election expenses campaign expenses right because the argument of the court at this point or his argument before the court is that these were campaign expenses because the payments to michael cohen to reimburse him for the money he paid to for Stormy Daniels to shut up should have been a campaign expense because it would have it would have done damage to the campaign if this had come out in the t- right? 2016 presidential campaign. Yes, in the 2016 presidential campaign. And this is not to get too far ahead, but this is the unspoken second crime that Alvin Bragg is alleging, right? We are assuming. That's what we have to assume. Yes. Is that there's a campaign finance thing, and that's where it gets further confusion because it's like that's actually a federal crime. That the federal government refused to prosecute at the time when it was brought up. Because the court case was brought up and they refused to do that. That seems to be what he's referencing to turn these what should be misdemeanor charges into felony felony charges. charges. Yes. And because they become felonious when these crimes were perpetrated to cover up an additional crime which would be the campaign finance stuff what would be the campaign that's the logical conclusion anybody that tries to think about this can get to unfortunately in alvin bragg's statement after the indictment of trump he said blatantly that um i don't have to disclose what the other crime was because the the underlying crime because the law doesn't require me to do so so 
He's a Ideally, real goon, huh? he's a real piece of shit. This a guy, real fucking knucklehead um, goon. Okay. Yeah, and so he is going. He is assuming that he has a case with this underlying crime, which he has not been charged for in any capacity whatsoever. So, in fact, been declined to be charged for by the feds. But if there is some kind kind of state crime, it's not in this indictment. There's also a question of statute of limitations, right? The, yes. The statute of limitation is somewhere between five and seven, depending on how it's interpreted. But these happened in 2016, so regardless, we're outside of. Unless it's unless it is in yeah, and it's it's weird because it's like he has to be in state for these for that uh, that time to like the clock starts and stops when you're in state and out of state. Yeah. And so that's part of the argument there. But also, if they are a felonious crime instead of just a misdemeanor, oh, the statute right of limitations here. changes. There's also one more twist here. The statute of limitations for the felony version of the false records crime is five years, while the statute of limitations for the misdemeanor version is only two years. Mm -hmm. Trump's final payment to Cohen occurred in December 2017, which was more than five years ago. So regardless, mm -hmm. it's outside of the statute of limitations. Yes. For this. Well, but they're, still, they're still charging him with 34 felonies. Yes. Yes, and each one of the payments is it has essentially, I believe, four, like three or four, three or four yeah. the uh, the charges on top of it. Each one of the charges supposedly comes with up to four years, and so they're saying that he's looking at up to 100 and some hundred and thirty six, yeah, which is the number is that I heard. Not how any of this He'll stuff works. Never do a day in jail. No, none He'll of this stuff is going to work. Even one night in jail. And the really he didn't even take his fucking picture, dude. I mean, they might have. But they're not releasing it. They're not releasing. I'm, as I'm much assuming time. that standard processing. <clears throat> he got fingerprinted and got a picture taken, but he's never going to be. Th those Can will you not be released. Imagine a T-shirt with Donald Trump's mugshot on it. I'm surprised nobody's like AI generated that shit yet and put it out because that. If you want to be rich, the images. I'm pretty sure we talked about last episode, but the like the movie poster images of him like. Donald Trump escaped New York. Bro. Like him with the rifle and those stuff. Those were so... Some of the best shit I've ever seen. So good. Absolutely incredible. Him yeah. punching cops and stuff like that. Dude, oh, that's yeah. hilarious. Another year from now, we're going to be able to make a legit movie. That's AI-generated that is Donald Trump escapes New York. That's comedy, bro. That I is. love that so much. Comedy. Yeah. Mm. Him with the rifle with yeah. some of the... With, like, the lean on him. I mean, yeah, that's dude, some that of the was best like, shit I ever saw. Out, like, My God. Up? Six fingers on the left hand. Oh, I love it so much. <laughs> so good. Uh, I'm kind of surprised they made him right-handed. Just because, how does AI know whether to make somebody left-handed or right-handed? You know? Just because most people are right-handed. It could you know? be. That sounds discriminatory in my mind. Uh, but yeah, that's, I mean, essentially that's the crux of it. He got indicted, and the next, uh, the next court date he has isn't until December. So um, that's that's where we're at right now. Nothing essentially has to happen until December 8th, I believe. And they're talking about potential trial right in the heat of primary primaries. season. Yeah, but I mean, the next court date wouldn't be the beginning of the trial either. Right. That's, you know, and I don't know. I don't know the outcome of this, honestly, because he I don't have enough. He very well get a continuance the next time he shows up. Yeah. He'll come back in six months. I don't know what to do yet. Yeah, yeah, he definitely could. So, I mean, the New York City, the Manhattan court system is not exactly a a, a pillar of efficiency. You're telling me so, that it doesn't work flawlessly? Well, it's not Hold quick. On. It's not quick. We'll put it that way. 
FBI paid millions to cover up for Democrats, including a Hunter Biden laptop. So how should we respond to this bullshit show trial? Okay, so also I have another question, right? Yes. Because Hillary Clinton, shout out Russell Brand, um, the Steele dossier, mm-hmm. right? So Hillary Clinton and the Clinton Foundation settled with the federal government for over $100,000 because they used campaign finances to pay for the Steele dossier, which yeah. they used and then fueled the entire Russiagate everything. Mm-hmm. How is that not the same thing as this? Oh, that's why that's why the feds refused to prosecute because this was nothing in comparison. The most apt analogy to this situation is when, if you remember, John Edwards was running for president. Okay, um, I believe that was during the the McCain run. Okay. I think, and he, while his wife was dying of cancer. He had an affair and a love child with the, their photographer. Boss. And so he had paid her a bunch of money in campaign finance stuff. Boss. Or, yeah, Absolute and, fucking champion idiot. <laughs> he's a fucking idiot. Absolute champion yeah. idiot. But no, the reason why the feds didn't prosecute him on this was because it was, they're like, you can't prove the motivation that this was, a, it directly affected his campaign like that, especially after the fucking... Um, what was his name? Greg Bush or whatever that grabbed him by the pussy tape that came out. The uh, Access Hollywood Billy tape. Billy Bush. Billy Bush. Yeah. That did not exactly hurt his campaign. Dude, that was wild too. And, you know, I mean. What a time to be alive. What a fucking time to be what alive, baby. Alive. Yeah. The first time in history a former president has been indicted, um, gone through the system, and. And unfortunately, Grant was arrested, right? Ulysses S. Grant was arrested one time. Yeah, for like being shit house. Right? He was drunk driving. Yeah, yeah, he was, uh, yeah, driving a fucking horse and buggy like too fast and and boss. too dangerous or whatever. So he got absolute, arrested absolute one time. Boss. Yeah. Um, but yeah, in this case, I freed the slaves. <laughs> I'm driving out here. Stop I freed me, those bitch. motherfuckers. Stop me, bitch. Uh, yeah, go. You go from essentially helping to win the Civil War to becoming president. Not a bad resume, if you ask me. Um, but the really big aspect of this whole case, right, is as ridiculous as it is, if the case hasn't been thrown out yet, which, I again, I don't understand how that happens. How it wasn't dismissed. Um, and how we have no confirmation of an underlying crime because he's never been charged with another crime. So I don't know where this is happening. The state of New York is not charging him with an underlying crime. Right. It's not in this particular indictment. And he hasn't been indicted for anything other than this. So So why is this happening? I think it's because it's Manhattan. That's what I think. I think this this is the way the justice system works, right? The justice system works on a jury of your peers, if you will, correct? Supposedly. Supposedly. Well, it also, you get charged in a particular district and you are put on trial in the area of which you committed the crime unless you can successfully request a change of venue because you will not get a free a, a fair trial but again that's up to the judge's discretion um so i don't know if they're going to be able to get a change of venue um if you move this thing to staten island staten island is not the rest of new york city you move this no. thing to staten island this thing is over and we're done and we're moving on um, Staten Island would be loving Trump. Yeah, but I we won't. I if there's going to be any movement in the case, it would. I don't think it will be until December during the next hearing. Um, so we'll we'll see. But as of right now, that's just it. They didn't they didn't put a gag <clears throat> order on him, so he could still talk. He got a little bit of uh, 
he got a talking to, a stern talking to by the judge for the meme he posted with the, talking the, shit, the right? baseball bat and Alvin Bragg and shit like that. And he said, if you if there's any more of this kind of stuff, we're going to consider it like an incitement to violence. So just I would recommend watching what you do on social media and what you say. But other than that, I'm not going to put a gag order on the case. And we'll see you December. Let's let's go. Donald Trump is wild. He's <laughs> it's a, a it's wild weird dude, guy. Yeah. And he immediately went from there to Mar-a-Lago. Did you watch the Mar-a-Lago speech? No, I it did was, not. No, I forgot to. It was. I heard a bunch of clips of it. Yeah, it was. It, it was interesting. I mean, it was relatively short. It wasn't too bad. Uh, I recommend everybody watch uh, the Timcast IRL from that That's night. That's right. Yes. Because they do a pretty good job just letting him talk and kind of giving light commentary over top of that. Versus, the judge is a Trump hater and his daughter works for Kamala Harris. So I heard this too. Yeah, his this daughter. This is also true? I believe worked, worked for, for Kamala, Kamala Harris. Harris at one point. But yeah, I mean, it's it's Manhattan. Everybody right. fucking hates Trump in Manhattan. Right. That's the way it works. So everybody got their hands in something. Yeah. It's not, it's not necessarily signs of like a huge collusion ring because his daughter worked for Kamala Harris. Yeah. Because, of all, the they work, because of the because place they work. Because of the place they live. They live. Yeah, it, this is Manhattan. <clears throat> so, I mean, the only people that love Trump are like the working class people that make up right. uh, part of New York City. But most of them don't live in Manhattan anymore because you can't afford to live there if it you're working class anymore. In your defense, Joseph, it doesn't mean there isn't one. I'm just saying it doesn't necessarily mean there is a conspiracy just because his daughter works for Kamala Harris. Yeah. But it doesn't necessarily mean there isn't one. It just, I think it reiterates right. the unfair venue he they will be trying like, Indiana or something like that, then maybe you'd be like, "Well, that's really weird. Yeah. That's awfully suspicious." Yeah, that's that you that's happened to yeah. work for Kamala Harris. Recuse, recuse, yeah. recuse. Um, but yeah, if this thing doesn't, at the end of the day, if this trial continues and it actually goes to court and there is an actual trial held, there is no doubt in my mind that the way the justice system works, he will be found guilty of these things because jury of your peers they are there you try to get a fair jury in manhattan for trump for donald trump good fucking luck it doesn't exist but i guarantee you there will be people in that jury selection that will lie through their teeth just so they have an opportunity to put away former former president orange face so i don't have a lot of and, and if that happens Good fucking luck. I don't. I don't know where we go from there at that point. That's that's bad, bad news at this point. We're already in bad, bad news territory though. When we're locking up former presidents or trying yes. to lock up former presidents with some blatantly bullshit charges here, I don't know what we're doing. I mean, it we've not good at the. Remember the George case when Crazy Rat Chick came out and was like doing a bunch of weird shit on TV, yes, giving interviews. Yes. We haven't had an indictment in that case yet. So even though she it, was like, "We're gonna do something." Yeah. Something's happening. Something's happening, and but even if like a grand jury recommends indictment, doesn't mean the district attorney will turn around and actually put forth an indictment. Right. Um, something that Alvin Bragg probably should have done here is that we're not gonna win this case, so let's get the fuck out. But. I don't know what else is going on in that situation. None of this really makes sense other than the fact that when you look at the case, you look at the people involved, you go, these people just fucking hate him. This is the opposite of lock her up. This is lock him up for whatever fucking reason. I saw a lot of man on the street interviews from the, the protesters out in front of uh, the courthouse. 
And as per usual, it's kind of like, you know, what is an assault weapon? You go around and people are being asked, like, so why should Trump be arrested? And they're like, well, because he's bad. All right. What did he do? He's like, oh, he did a bunch. Of, he's a racist, man. He's, he's fucked a this racist, guy. man. You know, it's, put him in jail. He's a racist. There's there's they don't. These people don't understand. They don't care. They have no. There's no logic in what's happening here. This is all just emotionally charged ignorance leading the way. He says shit that I find morally objectionable. Put yes. him in jail. Put man. him in jail. And That's awesome. Yeah. I made the mistake the other day. Pierce Morgan. Uh, you know Pierce Morgan is right. I do he, know. Uh, I do know. He did a full-length interview with the um, actress formerly known as, well, still known as Stormy Daniels. It's her legal name. Um, that's her legal name. That's her legal name. Uh, Stormy Daniels, formerly Stephanie Clifford. Oh, that's I was going to say she had another name, right? Yeah. Um, but I watched. I made the mistake. I got about halfway through it, and I was like, I cannot with this fucking void of a human. Just has dude. It is rough. Yeah, I it bet. was a rough, rough interview. And what did she have to say? Uh, basically, she's trying to distance herself a little bit from all of this and be like, well, I don't really know. It's probably bigger than she expected that it would be. A you little dumb bit. Bitch. A little Should bit. Have kept your goddamn mouth shut. Yeah. So, you know, she's. But as far as like substantive conversation, there was none to be had. Mm. She had a lot to say about women empowerment and. Not being judged for being a porn star or a stripper, and that's where you know most of the intelligent women she knows come from. And I say, well, yeah, it's because that's the only industry you're in. So of course, right. that's going to be the people you surround yourself with. So guarantee, duh. guarantee, there are some very smart women who also get paid to have sex. Mm -hmm. Guarantee, there are smarter women who don't get paid to have sex. Word, I guarantee it. Guarantee it. Yeah, you'll like the way it looks. I guarantee it. I, I fucking guarantee that that's, that's not true. You'll like the way you look. Yeah, Jesus Christ. So, that's, I that's mean. That's so funny. That's that's the thing. Like, all the things that don't make sense in your head literally don't make sense. None of this really makes sense at all. You guys are just doing wild stuff. Huh? We we have. You guys are all acting like knuckleheads. Yeah, a bunch of knuckleheads out here. Bunch of um, fucking knuckleheads. <laughs> Jesus Christ, these guys. Yeah, like there's there's other cases that are going on. We got Washington D.C. case where with the documents, the documents, yep. the documents. That's still undergoing. Um, Trump ha he kind of talked a little bit about that in his post indictment speech. And he said, you know, he just, they were negotiating in good faith. They did everything that was asked of them of the archives. And this is just another Trump hater coming after him. He said, let's not ask about uh, Joe Biden and the documents being in the Corvette and all this stuff, which I'm just going to say, we, we know about the documents in the garage yep. next to the Corvette. Yep. Somehow or other, the, the narrative on the right has turned into the documents were in the Corvette. In the Corvette. And I'm like going, wait, 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 wait. I'm like, I'm like, what? But that's that's the that's the going narrative at Driving that point on the right. Driving these documents off the Bridge. The Chapquiddick. That's where that's 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 where the one guy tried to kill that one chick, right? That's left where her in the car to die. He left the woman to die. Yeah, and she did die, right? She yeah, he left her. There to you die. go. There's there's good old Ted Kennedy for she you. Did she drowned to death in the car? Uh, and he got away just fine. Had a storied career after that. Yeah, and then like went and took a nap and did other shit. He's a busy man. It's really dark. The busy, Quaid busy man. The story is really dark. Busy man. There's a movie about that, right? It's a very good movie. Starring that one dude? Yep. Uh, you know, the guy. The guy. Yeah, the guy. Okay, cool. The guy's in it. <laughs> it's a good movie. Is it Josh Brolin? 
No. Looks like Josh Brolin. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> you know me and the name of actors, bro. Yeah. We, we talk about movies all day. I still don't know yeah, any of the Jake actors. Hall either. Are you sure? I guarantee it. And who's the Jake Gyllenhaal looking like? Tobey Maguire? Yeah. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> the two of them, they're basically the same person. You always say that, <laughs> yes. Mm. Yeah, we got Washington, D.C. case, and then we got the Georgia case with the perfect phone call of the... You know, I need I need you to find me 10,000 10, votes or 11,000 votes or whatever it was. Donald Trump is just living his best life out here. That's right. He's just kicking it. So, and I, it just, it makes me wonder out of all the cases that are going right now, why is this the one they're like, yeah. yeah what do you we, think we it's got him. really, what do you think it's like to be Donald Trump? Do you, you think that he's, sweet. you think he's worried about this stuff or do you Fuck think no. that he's just rocking and rolling? No, he's chilling. He's like, I'm not going to live that much longer. I'll get through this. It's not a big fucking deal. I'm here for it. I get lots of attention. He's just not worried. I'm about hanging it. out in my fucking palace on this golf course. People that live there fucking love me. You know, my family's out there turning and burning. They're out there defending my name. You know, I got these two sons, Eric and and Don Jr. They're out there fucking going on podcasts. You know, talking me up. Everything's cool. Down with the system. I'm, I got more money than I could ever fucking need to worry about. Fuck. I'm a super important businessman. I'm always fucking hustling. I'm always taking work. You know, I got this fucking hot ass dime piece wife who probably hates my fucking guts, but I got a cool kid coming out of it. You know, growing up, Baron's getting tall. That's like the big thing now. He's getting real fucking tall. Um, yeah, I mean, he's got a book written about him. He's got multiple books written about him. I mean, the dude is ensconced in history forever. Yeah. That's... Dude, it's legit as fuck to be T Dog Millionaire. Legit. You did a you built a lot of fucking buildings that got your name on all over the fucking globe. Right. It's it's cool as tits to be Donald Trump, bro. I got this big ass fucking plane that's got my name on it. I can fly anywhere I want and stay at my resort over here, stay at my resort over here. Well. I'm making fucking deals with anybody that's got money to give me. Banks love me because I fucking even if I appreciate my values of my properties, they're going to give me as much money as I ask because they know they're going to make money off the deals we do. It's legit, bro. So that's what it's like to be Donald Trump. He don't give two fucks. He's living his best life right now. What a life, Donald Trump. Yeah. Yep, yep, yep. And and he can rally. He's got a ton of followers that are like down with the fucking government, bro. The government's coming after you. And a lot of it is true. A lot of that shit is true. So you think they know this? They're gonna. Well, I asked you this other day, right? Mm -hmm. the, is it like, was it is it two five D chess to think that the Democrats know that this is gonna bolster support behind Donald Trump? So they're gonna, oh yeah. So they're gonna run up these charges against him to try and get him to be the candidate because in twenty twenty four because they still think they can beat him. Because I don't. I think if they that's what they're thinking is that's super. That's very ignorant. It's very ignorant. Very uninformed. Because this is this is it's not twenty twenty anymore. Well, let's do this. I will say that I don't think that's necessarily a plan. I think their plan is to try to prevent him from running if they can. And then worst case scenario of that, yes, it it martyrs him and it gives him the, you know, the 35% in the GOP primary that'll be needed to get him to be the candidate and in the general election we have midterm numbers to look at. The Trump back candidates didn't do so well. Our numbers right. are, this is the way we want to do it. Um, I don't think it's 5D chess. I think it's kind of like, I mean, if this motherfucker wants to go to town and charge his ass, then all we're going to do is benefit because if we have to run against him, we beat him in the midterms when he wasn't even on the ballot. Mm 
when he was on the ballot last time, we beat him then. I don't think it's an issue. I think we got this. And they're just hoping he's too distracted with a court case to effectively run for president in 2024. I think even if he was... Because he's there, not going to go to jail. He's never. He's no, not going to jail. He's not going to jail. Um, I think if, in their minds, I think even if he gets out there and campaigns, he still can't win because the general electorate, the swing voters, if you will, are still not going to vote for him because they don't like the they don't like the message you know the, they the, have to really being stuck on the fucking 2020 they stole it from you like narrative right put a lot of fucking people off him a lot of like swing voters or something like that they they may not vote for joe biden but they're definitely not going to vote for trump you know or the trump back candidate like carrie lake who's just going to sit there and say they stole this they stole it they stole it it's just it's not a winning narrative and so i think they have a lot of trust in the number of people that are diehards to make him the primary candidate to to know the general won't won't vote for him then the democrats have to think that this this case this narrative is at least convincing mm -hmm. because if it's not then all of the swing voters they're counting on turning on trump will actually support him because they'll see that these are just nonsense charges coming against him and that seems so silly to think this is a good case. Like, I don't. Well, how many people do you think actually understand you know, the intricacies yeah. of what's happening? Like, probably not a lot. Right. Most people aren't going to. And you're only going to try if you care about Trump. Because if you don't care about Trump, then he's an asshole. And if you don't think he's an yeah. asshole, then you're not part of the group. And you fucking. That's right. Yeah, I mean, how many, you know, what's the, the biggest. Man. What's the biggest voting block of people out there right now? the most swayable it's suburban white women and they the suburban white women also drive all the vast vast majority of the wokeness in the world i mean they they are on that tilt the fucking suburban wine moms they they're not i don't want to okay so i'm going to use a pejorative just to illustrate a point them. just to illustrate a point i mean these are the people that will watch the view and take it as fucking you know fact like that group news, of people, real news. you know, the people that are like, well, I read the New York Times and the Washington Post, so I am very well informed. Thank you very much. Yeah. Guns kill people. The people okay. who share stuff like we, yes. that we went over earlier and they're like, yeah. I'm informed as fuck. Or who will get that on their feed I'm and be so like, informed, I like need to be so dot informed, baby. Um, and they're like, oh, well, I'm going to sit here and type out a fucking long ass comment on my Instagram for my followers to watch. Yeah. That's that's like the biggest voting block out there right now, and they ain't voting for Trump. There's someone that we know that's very activated about the expulsion of the representatives in Tennessee, and how I'm ex I'm activated about that. Well, I'm like woo, you know, I'm, and I'm on the opposite <laughs> yeah, yeah, side yeah. of you. Someone that we know who has a certain color of hair, um, who's very upset about this particular thing and very activated, and we should all be furious about this. And I thought we were expelling ex um, ex uh, insurrectionists. This, and apparently it's not like that. And this is another one. It's like this, that I'm like, I don't really understand this whole thing because... I don't know. My understanding. I say we lock him up for two years and don't don't ask any questions, and we'll just we'll wait to put him on trial for like you know um, uh, trespass. Because my understanding from the dailies is that this was a peaceful protest; that there was nothing uh, insurrectiony yeah? insurrection that happened. Yeah, yeah. So should we move to that? We'll talk about Tennessee a little bit. Yeah, why not? We, 
So, Donald uh, Trump thing, I think we have wrapped up here. Yeah. You know, I don't. I don't know how lo- much longer I can <clears throat> say the same thing on that one. It's all bad news. Um, so the real, the the news of it all. Timcast. Uh, Timcast.com. Become a member. It's pretty sweet. Uh, two Tennessee Democrats expelled from State House of Representatives after leading anti-gun protests on chamber floor. Okay. Um, this comes complete with some videos. Thank you, Timcast. I like the way you do news. Nice. Um, this was written by, oh, Cassandra McDonald, a.k.a. formerly Cassandra Fairbanks, the monkey chick. She got a bunch of monkeys in her house. They're oh. adorable. She's got an amazing Twitter feed because it's a bunch of monkey pictures doing she monkey get stuff. married or something? Yes. Okay. Yes. To nice. somebody I'm assuming is not Tom McDonald. Good for her. Um, yeah. Uh, Justin Jones and Justin Pearson have uh, removed, remo- oh my God, were removed after a vote in the Republican-controlled House. And that's jo- those two gentlemen up there? Indeed. Those are the two gentlemen there. This guy, he has made some amazing speeches. He is an order uh, akin to... Martin Luther King Jr. Really? He pontificates on high almost like a pastor does. And I believe he might have act, he might be a pastor, a former pastor like that. But oh he's a, he was an activist. I think both these guys were activists that turned uh, into representatives. But a third Democrat. Uh, Going to go oh, corrupt yeah. like AOC, you idiots. Yeah. Uh, not anymore. They're not in there anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Jones was removed with a vote of 75-25 uh, and Pearson was sacked. With a vote of 69-26. Because we're in the U.K. now. You know, apparently. We spell color with a U. A third Democrat, uh, Representative Gloria Johnson, was also up for the vote to be expelled, but for, survived by one vote. The final tally for her was 65-30, but needed 66 votes for expulsion because they need that uh, the, two-thirds. The, the two-thirds majority. Re- Republican Representative Andrew Farmer, Gina Bolso, and Buddy Holsey had agreed in their resolutions that the leftist politicians broke decorum and engaged in disorderly behavior by leading a protest last Thursday, which involved activists storming the state capitol. You can see here from the video. Oh. Uh, so seems, a little, seems a little violent to me. You're saying they incited this. Uh, this was outside. I don't know if this is before or after they got into the chamber. Because uh, I believe this was a protest. Because uh, there's, a, there's a bathroom over here. I think one of the rep was that was trying to use the bathroom. Yes. To keep people out of here. Yeah. So, you know, a nonviolent protest, obviously. They just, troopers created a barricade and they were just trying to be, trying to hold off what was going on. Uh, I don't think really anything else happens here, but. Um, let see. The lawmakers had used a bullhorn to lead protesters that had taken over galleries in the anti-gun chants. Or so in they're, anti-gun up, they're chants. up in the top. They were up in the top, and then they came into the chamber. Okay. They, they, they went all, out they of the went top into the and chamber. came back in the bottom. Uh, if we recall, if we'll keep our, um, our, our, our parallels to January 6th here. Yeah. They are interrupting an official proceeding because okay. they are in session at this point. Right. And um, I don't know if this is a video. It's not a video. Fuck. Just like uh, there were some disorderlies at Jan 6. There were yes. there some rioters. There, there was some riot. chaos. There, there was some chaos. Insurrectionists, There was some people walking around with police in their hands. There was also some people that That's were right. kind of chilling. There were some people taking shits, doing some really irresponsible stuff. Indeed. There were some people just, just being generalized knuckleheads just walking around the mm-hmm. Capitol also. 
But yes, this here's a picture of that uh, representative, um, Justin Jones. not guns. And, you know, he grabbed a bullhorn and while session is in progress. Even though there's a microphone there. And joined in the chants. Yes. Um, let's see. Let's see. The representatives. The resolution state that the trio did knowingly and intentionally bring disorder and dishonor to the House of Representatives through their individual collective actions. Because at this point, he's talking to the people up at the top, not the people serving with him on the floor. Yes. Yes, he is. Which is, is he is now standing up to lead the protest. Yeah, that's not good. No, that's not good. You're a, you're a representative in session at, at the legislature. And yeah, so you are, in fact, interrupting an official proceeding. Yeah, that, 100%. that is a thing. There's no question about that. Yeah, 100%. Um, let's see. Which is what a bunch of these people in Jan 6 got charged with, mind you. Trespassing mm -hmm. and interrupting official proceeding. Hence making it a felony. That's that's what they got charged with. Indeed. That's, that's for real. That's what they went to jail for. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's just a picture of what this disorder is looking like at this point. Because, like, on Shaman, remember? He didn't hit nobody. He didn't, he didn't hit nobody. Ever, not assault. Nope. Never assaults anybody. Nope. So, it's just... Obviously, you can hear. Yeah, this is just chaos at this point. Just chaos. Boom. Uh, person. I have to peace up, man. Well, you better go pee. Look at that. Look at that. I fucking win. I win this round. Uh, Pearson claimed that Johnson had uh, spared or was spared because of racism. Because at this point, if we recall the top of the article, these are the three representatives in question. Only the two African-American representatives were expelled, and um, she was spared by one vote. Uh, quote, you cannot ignore the racial dynamic of what happened today. Two young black lawmakers got ex get expelled, and the one white woman doesn't vote. Or does not uh that's a statement in in and of itself pearson told the reporters after the vote johnson had threatened a lawsuit if she was expelled and has vowed to quote fight this um quote we're back we're going to push back and we're going to fight this because it's unprecedented under utterly ridiculous johnson told reporters president joe biden weighed in on the move saying it was quote shocking undemocratic and without precedent so there's that. We'll 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 make sure Donovan. I'm sure he has lots of words to do that. But we'll just get through the rest of the article. The Tennessean reports. Uh, the Tennessean report notes that the expelled lawmaker is not actually without precedent. Just last year, the Tennessean expelled um, Senator Katrina Robinson after she was convicted of federal wire fraud charges. Quote: The last time the House expected a expelled a sitting lawmaker was in 2016 when the chamber voted 70 to 2 to remove representative john durham r franklin republican of franklin from the house for alleged alleged sexual misconduct at the time it was the first expulsion since 1980 and only and the only since the second or and only the second since the civil war um, one of the things about this, Donovan, I had to make sure you knew if you did not, the surviving member of the three, uh, essentially, where, 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 
said, you cannot ignore the racial dynamic of what happened today. Two young black lawmakers got expelled and one white woman does not. That's a statement in and of itself, Pearson told the reporters after the vote. Um, Joe Biden felt it was necessary, um, along with Kareem Jean-Pierre, to say that three kids and three officials gunned down in yet another mass shooting. And what our GOP officials focused on, punishing lawmakers who joined thousands of pro uh, peaceful protesters calling for action. It's shocking, undemocratic, and without precedent. <sighs> so obviously it's racist because right. of these two. And Joe Biden said it's undemocratic, even though they literally voted on Use it. Use democratic processes to so, kick these people so out. So there's of, that. Yeah. Yeah. And that's the same, that same person I was talking about that we know said the same thing. It's undemocratic. It's definitely un undemocratic. This is literally what you asked for. When you asked for a democracy, this is what you asked for, for voting for shit. This is and a bunch of people voted and they kicked him out. This is why I don't like democracy. You don't think it's fair? You don't think majority rule is fair? You goddamn <laughs> jackass! Oh man, and idiots, dude. Yes, and we remember there was that clip of here we go, here we go. This is Kamala Harris. This is Kamala Harris who has gone down to Tennessee now. She's the worst to talk about how outrageous all of this is. Um, and this was were some of her remarks from that day. So she's proselytizing and get it, come on, in fantastic fashion. Um, yeah, today this comes from her Twitter. Um, today I stood with people, students in Tennessee and the Tennessee Three. The Tennessee Three. That's right, the Tennessee oh Three. Oh my God! That wouldn't be silenced, and their demands for gun reform must be heard in Congress and in state legislatures around the nation. Leaders must have the courage to act. Um, obviously, she's not talking about the shooting that took place, correct? Um, Joe Biden got on a conference call with the Tennessee Three, if you will. Um, plus, it looks like another guy. Earlier, I spoke with Representative Jones, Pearson, and Johnson to thank them for their leadership and courage in the face of blatant disregard of our, or our nation's democratic values. Our country needs to take action on gun violence to... To do that, we need more voices like they're speaking out. As they're democratically expelled from their own jobs, like a bunch yeah, of jackasses. Like a bunch of jackasses. Oh, and then where's my you KJP? Where's my KJP? I know she's here for me somewhere. I you pulled it up earlier. And I was like, oh, no, that's the Tennessee fools. thing. So, yeah, you got the White House now coming out in official capacity talking about how they're not talking about the, the shooting. They're not talking about the shooter. They're talking about the legislative process that took place to dis to expel certain members that led a protest to disrupt a legislative session to mm. to knowingly and willingly break the rules of the House of that they are that they ran for office to get into because this is just more important. But we're not going to talk about why we're having the discussion on, on, on guns at this point. We're not going to even bring that up, but we're going to sit here and pontificate on high about the, the democratic process that took place to give me an outcome I didn't like. We did have KJB talking about this earlier, right? I was like, yeah, this, this is not the right one because she's talking about Tennessee. Motherfucker. This is just not a good day for, for my bookmarks, man. Mm. Some shit went wild and I don't know why. But regardless, 
It's Haywire. Oh, it's the NPR one. That was what the fuck that was. Oh, duh. God. Misfires. So, yeah, that's that's what's going on down in Tennessee, man. <clears throat> and okay. The parallels to Jan 6 are, are not... Uh, they're not hard to make. I mean, you got people that barged in. They're doing a protest. Um, a, a bunch of people were peaceful, and then a small gang of folks were being violent. I'm assuming they were arrested. I would sure hope so if you're pushing back against cops or whatever and stopping this. And then the the three legislators that essentially turned their back on the legislative session, um, holding their hands, talking in the bullhorns, yeah. doing that whole thing, they got expelled for breaking the rules of the House. Something I, I mean, that seems... I know decorum rules and all this shit in the house, they're all kind of ridiculous. But at the end of the day, this is the institution you signed into that you, you put money, you took money from people right. in your community to run for this job. And then you get there and decide, I don't need to follow the rules because, because current thing matters too much. I get to break the rules and then not have any consequences because just gun violence is, it's just too much afterwards. Yes, 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 yes. So that's Tennessee. That's that's what happened there. It is rough business down there in the South, eh? Tough shit, bro. Tough shit. And then if it feel like if you're one of those people in the community that knew some of the staff that was killed, or you know, if you're one of God forbid one of the parents that got killed by the the trans shooter, and then the White House comes out essentially just never mentioning your kids, never mentioning anything that happened, and, and you're more focused on the 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 problems that happened in the legislature from the White House that's like a big fuck you to them yeah so I don't know if those I don't know if that that's Trump country but I'm assuming if you're sending your kids to a private Christian school you're probably not a Biden voter right so I don't think it really matters at the end what? of the day to them Biden loves Jesus <laughs> Biden loves Jesus he's a Catholic he's I forgot a Catholic. he loves Jesus and abortion you what's up <laughs> I'm a Catholic I love Jesus and abortion Wait a minute, wait a minute. He cares minute. about all life. What are you talking about? Except especially, for babies. <laughs> especially babies. Except for babies in the womb. Just only born ones. Mm. What is a baby, Donovan? That is the question. <laughs> Ask one of these motherfuckers. Um, okay, so we hit Stormy Downs, we hit Tennessee. You want to talk about Ukraine? Oh, yeah. We're, if we, if we're we, part three. Yeah, we're, yeah let's go broaden our international yeah, wings now let's thing, do it but we're in part three now yeah it is time some ukraine updates it's time officially to bring all right the end of world discussions yeah to the table let's fucking do it i think i actually have the right tabs up maybe there we uh, go. Nope, so, earlier this week 2.6 billion more dollars in additional military aid and if you disagree with that you're a fascist Yes. Or you hate... Yeah, no, you're a fascist who love, loves Putin. That's right. That's right. Of course, further stressing our monetary system and depleting our defense capabilities, because it's been like almost a year since we had warnings from our own defense officials that are saying that we're not going to be able to defend ourselves. Oh, we don't need so, to talk about that. This is, of course, um, the federal government continuing to abdicate its only actual responsibility, which is to keep you safe. They can't actually do that anymore. Um... Finland has officially joined NATO, Check. effectively doubling the NATO border that we have with Russia. I have also, a map. I have a map. Effectively doing the one thing Russia has actually effectively said. Don't do actually it. Actually said, this is what I'm upset about. Yeah. 
So and there's the, there's the, Finland. The justifications for look at that border. Look at that border. For how this isn't an escalation on our part is really pretty hilarious. So let's go down the line here, right? Um, bordering Russia, we have uh, Norway, which gets a little funky but comes around. Norway, yep, NATO member. Finland, new NATO member. Estonia, NATO member. Latvia, NATO member. Lithuania, NATO member. Belarus, on the Russian side. Poland, NATO member. Uh, Moldova, NATO member. Romania, NATO member. Hungary, NATO member. The only one that isn't is fucking Ukraine. So that's it. All the borders are now drawn. The, the line is drawn up and down now. Russia no longer, except maybe to the south with Uzbekistan and Turkmenistan. And, yeah. But they're probably more in the, the realm of the Russian influence, spheres of, sphere of influence than anything else. But that literally just leaves Ukraine at this point. Because they've already essentially taken over Georgia. That happened during the hey -oh, during the Obama administration. I believe it was during Obama's yep. administration. Um, and then they've taken over Crimea, which comes over from Georgia, which happened during Obama as well. Mm -hmm. um, so that literally just leaves Ukraine as the only non-NATO country that is bordering Russia. Um, but if you, if the president of the UN has anything to say about it, which he does, um, well, let's listen in his own words. NATO's position is that Ukraine will become a member of the uh, yes, yes. NATO's position is that Ukraine will become a member of the alliance. Great. And that position has not changed. Uh, but we know that uh, there are at least two things we need to address uh, to make that possible. Um, one is that we need to ensure that Ukraine prevails as a sovereign independent nation. Of course, any meaningful discussion about Ukraine as a member of the alliance uh, has to be based on that Ukraine is a democratic, independent nation in, uh, in Europe. And that's exactly what is now challenged uh, or threatened by the... Uh, Why is he doing Russian that with his hands? <laughs> you know, he's got a funny European accent, bro. I don't, I don't know what those people get up to. But, you know, everybody, you know, Italians got this thing. Maybe wherever he's from has this. I don't know. Because he turned away from the <laughs> podium like, I got, to do it. Because otherwise he's going to smack his hands. You know, we can't do that. Right. That <laughs> he's got to get really low weird. and be like, hey, this is what we're doing. That here. was really weird. <laughs> so NATO's, NATO's official stance is, no, Ukraine's going to be a part of NATO. But we got to make sure Russia don't take over. God so damn. that definitely adds to escalation, I believe. Uh, so there's that. So welcome, Finland. And also, we're we're looking for... You know, Sweden is still hanging out there. They have a, a NATO application that hasn't been ratified by Turkey yet. Turkey's always kind of the odd man out on this one because they have such close ties to Russia. But uh, they're the only ones right now that haven't, they're holding out on approving Sweden. But at the end of the day, Sweden will sign with, they will side with NATO if there's any ever kind of action whatsoever. And it's probably just a matter of time until Turkey allows them in but again they're not bordering russia so that would be a minor escalation in comparison to finland right. now being accepted into it which <clears throat> was a whole deal but there's that and now i gotta pee you got me started so how do you feel about this i have a i have a what does this have to do with freedom and liberty 
that's pretty oh. good for this. Yeah. Okay. Well, um, I'll be just because it's be sad to miss part of it. <laughs> it's it's dark. I'll wait if you want. I'm okay. Delivered at the end, but no, it's like I, I mean I think I'll just continue on what I was saying before. I mean, just con- continued unchecked monetary support for the war in Ukraine is is like I said, abdicating the government's only actual responsibility, which is supposed to be to defend you, and it's getting us closer and closer to war, and they're refusing to seek peace. We saw. Um, <clears throat> When Boris Johnson was still the prime minister of the UK, he went over there and it's confirmed now that he told Volodymyr Zelensky that he didn't want him to accept, but that Boris Johnson did not, and NATO did not want Volodymyr Zelensky to accept a peace deal with the Russians. They did not want that. So we're, we're declining peace as we sit and we're continuing to drive more and closer and closer to war. So these are, these are bad choices. And they're willing to do it because they're never going to suffer. They're so deeply intertwined with the military industrial complex. It's just going to continue on this way. They'll keep making money until the country doesn't exist anymore. Mm-hmm. So what does this have to do with freedom and liberty? Um, oh, well, damn it. <laughs> I should have sent this to you. We weren't prepared for this. Oh, yes, that's right. Well, we could do that after because I have a... A lovely little thing about Ukraine. Yeah, I got two of them. I got one for the other ones too. Um, so this just this came out just the other day. Um, New York Times, right, was one of the only people that were actually doing reporting on this. Um, so the Ukraine war plans leak prompts Pentagon investigation. Classified documents detailing secret American and NATO plans have appeared on Twitter and Telegram. First off the bat, I haven't been able to find anything that I can say were the leaked files. The only thing I've seen were some various pictures of documents that may or may not be these things. Um, The new narrative, essentially, at this point, where these plans were doctored, some of the numbers were changed, and it's probably a either anti-Ukraine or pro-Russia group that did the leak. Now... The reason I think that's bullshit is because the Pentagon is investigating who leaked the goddamn documents. Um, so from the New York Times again, <clears throat> classified war documents detailing secret American and NATO plans for building up the Ukrainian military ahead of a planned offensive against Russian troops were posted this week on social media channels. Senior Biden administration officials say the, Pen- the Pentagon is investigating who may have been behind the leak of the documents which appeared on Twitter and on Telegram a platform with more than half a billion users that is widely available in Russia. Uh, Military analysts say the documents appear to have been modified in certain parts from their original format, overstating American estimates of Ukrainian war dead and underestimating estimates of Russian troops killed. Uh, The modifications could point to any number of disinformation by Moscow, the analyst said, but the disclosures in the original documents, which appear as photographs of charts of anticipated weapons, deliveries, troops, and battalion strengths, and other plans represent a significant breach of American intelligence in the effort to aid Ukraine. Biden officials were working to get them deleted, but had not, as of Thursday evening, succeeded. 
quote, we are aware of the reports of social media posts and the department is reviewing the matter, said Sabrina Singh, the deputy secretary at the Pentagon. The documents do not provide specific battle plans like how, when, and where Ukraine intends to launch their its offensive, which American officials say is likely coming in the next month or so. And because the documents were five weeks old, they offer a snapshot or snapshot in time, the American Ukrainian view as of March 1st of what Ukrainian troops might need for the campaign. So they're saying essentially that this is probably some kind of misinformation. And even though these documents were leaked, the numbers were wrong. So the, the information was, uh, was altered. And this is all old news because it comes, it's dated March 1st. I don't 1st. trust any of these fucking people. Fuck no. I don't trust any of that shit. If there's somebody there, there's probably somebody at the Pentagon that is not liking what is going on and is on the front lines of the propaganda because they, if they see this report, they know the reality of the situation on the ground and it's not being reported in full or in, you know, like maybe even partial truths. They probably want to make sure the American people have a chance to get their eyes on the actual situation there because maybe we don't want to bankrupt our fucking country while this is all going down. Yeah. Or the thing that really strikes me is that these were we were done as pictures of these documents, supposedly. Right. Which is not, not uploaded so to that's, the actual documents. Exactly. So that right there, like how <clears throat> that means that somebody just uploaded pictures. So that. That tells you that this is way easier for this to be Russian disinformation. I don't buy that for a fucking second. If, I would say if they were like, you know, electronic documents would be much easier to fake than change the numbers. And that, that's what it is. That's the big concern here is that they change the numbers. And that's that's why this is disinformation. Or maybe it's just telling the truth you don't want us to know that rationally, logically thinking individuals can look at the two populations of these two nations of Russia and Ukraine. Half the population fled the fucking Ukraine to begin with when this whole thing started. And a year into this conflict, they might be running out of fucking people. When Russia, who has historically just had this strategy of throwing men after, you know, men and women at the fucking lines of battle, millions of people deep, like they have since time immemorial, right. time and might time not and time have that again. issue. It's a, like if it's a war of attrition, Ukraine fucking loses. Yeah. Because they don't have as many people. Just by numbers. Period. And, and like not by a little fled. bit. Right. The amount of people that fled Ukraine yes. too. This is why they were telling people you couldn't leave the country. Right. When they were like, well, I'm a trans. They're like, well, fucking here's your rifle. Get on the front I'm line. I'm a trans. <laughs> that was a whole deal. <sighs> but yeah, that's the major Ukraine news at that point. Um, I don't know why I'm not being able to zoom in. Why can't I zoom in, Donovan? I don't know. I don't know. Did we just do this last time? Can yeah, you see that? Good. Okay. There you go. Um, so, yeah, any, anything to add on top of that? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, this is an example, in my opinion, of the military-industrial complex in full swing. Billions of our tax dollars continue to flow to defense companies while we struggle to pay our bills. Every day and every additional dollar sent to Ukraine without audit is a reminder of how little the oligarchs think of us. 
They will drive our country and lives into the ground while making a profit. And when our sons and daughters begin to die in another foreign conflict, they will rest easy knowing they have one less unhappy VA customer to hear complaints from. Ooh, that's dark. You said it was dark. You were fucking right. That yeah. was dark. One less unhappy VA customer to complain about. Damn, Gina. That's rough. Hey, thankfully for us, uh, the Ukraine-Russia conflict isn't our only thorn in our side as far as uh, the downfall of the American empire goes. Because um, China's out there doing what China does. The mm. CCP out here sowing discontent, making Peace fucking deals. deals. Peace deals! Um, actually, before we get into that, I want to keep my YouTube running on my phone. But uh, oh, okay. obviously, it adds a there's a there's a thing with the battery <laughs> that, that happens. It's dying. So I'm gonna plug it in. Don't mind me, there, Shogun. There we go. We're plugged in. We're plugged in. Good. All right. Phone lives over there now. <sighs> okay. So. Guide me through China. What do you got on China? It's like almost where do we even start at this point? Um, the biggest issue that's coming from the rise of China, I guess we'll just colloquially call it at this point, is the fall of the petrodollar. I could almost give two shits if we were losing diplomatic prowess on the world stage because we're not the you know we're not threatening two nations anymore with with our military prowess and putting bases on your foreign lands and destroying your entire country if you threaten to go off the petrodollar. But as a result of this, at this point now, China has risen to the point they're making deals with, with lifelong enemies. They're making deals with other nations to not use the petrodollar anymore. And if there is one thing that gives our current currency any kind of power, it on is the on the global stage. Um, or even for a for us here at home we're not backed by the dollar anymore we're backed by essentially the military might of the u.s government because we stand guard over the world's oil fields and we have a gun to the head of the oil producing nations aka those in opec that control the price of oil and if we are no longer holding that gun to their heads anymore they kind of can tell us to go fuck off and do what they want and then our dollar loses value um so we'll start with that here. Um, China-Brazil strike deal to ditch dollar for trade. Um, Brazil being a member of the BRICS nations, like we discussed earlier. Okay, yes. Um, this is a, a new, it's not really that new anymore, but it's an up-and-coming economic block of nations, right? Um, essentially, it's a bunch of Eastern nations. It's, oh, it's Brazil, Russia, India. China, South Africa, BRICS, B-R-I-C-S, okay. BRICS. Um, and it's starting to kind of expand out. It's probably going to include Saudi Arabia and Iran here pretty soon. But um, China and Brazil have reached a deal to trade in their own currencies, ditching the U.S. dollar as an intermediary. The Brazilian government said Wednesday, Beijing's latest salvo against the almighty greenback. Um, the deal with or will enable China to the top rival to U.S. economic hegemony and Brazil, uh, the, the biggest economy in Latin America, to conduct their massive trade and financial transactions directly, exchanging yuan for, I think it's the rias, 
um, which is the, the Brazilian currency. Okay. Um, and vice versa, instead of going through the dollar, which is how things work, have worked until now. Everybody had to use the dollar as the middleman at this point. If you want to do international trade, particularly in oil, you had to take your, your nation's currency and then exchange it for dollars and then put that up for sale. And then the nation that bought it would take their money, change it into U.S. dollars, and then buy it. And then Brazil would send the U.S. dollars to China, who would take the U.S. dollars in return for the oil. Now it's just like, we'll just do our own thing. That's fine. And this is happening between not just Brazil and China. That was only one of their big deals. Why were we doing it that way? Because, because that, we were making them do it that way? Because after World War II, when um, essentially oil was king, we were the only nation that was not essentially destroyed around the world. And we were like, well, hey, we're here. We have the military might. We have the economic power. Everything goes to the dollar now because everybody's economy is collapsed. Everybody's all fucked up. So this is what we do. We'll so, keep everyone stable. Yes. And so that's why, like, the dollar has emerged as the world's reserve currency is because everybody had to do deals in dollars at some point. That's And that's why, if you were to ask me, when Iraq said they were going to go to a gold standard, Saddam had to go. When Libya said they were going to go to a gold standard, try to make some kind of standard African currency, Gaddafi got fucking penetrated with a knife of the butt. Yep. I mean, this is what happens historically to, to, to nations that have decided they don't want to deal with the petrodollar anymore. But America is no longer the power it used to be. We have not projected strength like we used to be. And so this is the kind of outfall from that kind of stepping away from the world stage, if you will. Um, let's see. Let's see. What else? What else? What else? Oh, yeah. This is the like one of the, the main times they did this. Um, China settles first LNG trade in Wuhan. So this was the first. It was groundbreaking as of March 29th. They bought was, liquid natural gas. Um, yeah, China was had just completed the first trade in liquefied natural gas, settled in Wuhan. The Shanghai Petroleum Natural Gas Exchange said on Tuesday, um, Chinese state oil and gas giant CNOOC and Total Energies completed the first LNG trade on the exchange with uh, with settlement in the Chinese currency. An exchange said on the uh, in a statement uh, carried by Reuters. The trade involved around 65,000 tons of LNG imported from the UAE, the United Arab Emirates, to Shanghai Petroleum and Natural Gas. So now you got a major oil player in the Middle East, the UAE, now walking away from the dollar and solely doing business with China in China currency. First time that's ever happened. That's a huge deal because if you're not exchanging that money in dollars, the value of that trade in dollars gets taken out of the system, right? So the value drops. Does that kind of make sense? Okay. Um, and so that's one story about that. <clears throat> and as this is all happening... The BRICS nations are looking at basing financial reserves on a basket of other currencies. You're saying the value of the dollar drops if people aren't using it. 
And yes. this has this goes into it being yes. like a almost like a faith based system. That if people are using it, then it means something. It's like a like a mm-hmm. uh, what's her name? Tinkerbell. People are using it. They believe in it. Tinkerbell? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. Peter Pan. Okay. Yep, 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 yep. Peter Pan. I'm, you gotta believe in her and then she oh, has magic that's and right. it's real. That's right. Right. Um and actually I think Elizabeth Warren makes a really good analogy on this. Let me see if I can find it. Just that further one. underlines. They're really fucking with with how much this is worth, huh? Oh, buddy. <laughs> oh, buddy. Fucking two. Oh, okay. Nope. Is this the one? <laughs> I can't wait for you to see these stories. Um, there's so many. There's so many. Grab bags and be fucking lit today. Some of these we're not going to get to, but. Death for the children. That's not good. So when. I'm going to play a clip here, and then we're going to tie this into actually the devaluing of the U.S. currency. Okay. So let's listen to financial guru extraordinaire oh, Elizabeth Warren. God. talk. She'll, she's going to be talking about the problems with Bitcoin. But exchange Bitcoin for U.S. dollar, and this will all make sense. Okay. With Bitcoin, there's no thing that backs it up. And, and that's what makes it different. It's just belief. You and I assess. You assess the value is going to go down. I assess it's going to go up, and therefore I buy. So it's, no, so it's more like this artwork? No, no, because at the end of the day, I can hang that thing on my wall. Right. And I can enjoy it, or I can it. throw darts at it. Um, you could sell it. The painting is gold. Bitcoin is the U.S. dollar. Mm, okay. Ex- okay. Except we do have something back in the U.S. dollar, but we'll get to that in a minute. For yep. Sure you can. Right. I mean, there are features about it that are the same, but it's it's not the same. And look, one of the things we have to remember about there are a lot of things that come within this crypto world. So, for example, we could be talking about instead of Bitcoin, we could be talking about digital currency. Now, that's something very different. I think that's different too. I buy that. I accept that. That's right, because that's a Mm -hmm. government-backed electronic transfer. Again, the analogy still applies when you're thinking about the dollar instead of Bitcoin, because the dollar is not going to be the same as the CBDC. And it can be denominated in dollars. It could be denominated in euros. It could be denominated in some new language that's made up. But that has something that backs it up. It has a government that says if at the end of the day there's a run on this stuff, everybody wants theirs out, the United States government promises there will be something to back it up. Um, and uh, that's what banks are about. There'll be somebody there the to back it up. But with Bitcoin, that's not the case. And then, of course, there's... Can we- so, if you were to take that analogy and now... Instead of talking about Bitcoin's effect on the U.S. dollar, you're talking about the U.S. dollar's effect on the world currency, the world markets. So if the only thing that gives the U.S. dollar any power on the world stage is, for one, everybody's been using it because we forced everybody to use it, and it is essentially tied to our ability to back the oil trade. Okay. And so if our ability to back the oil trade and all the transactions that go on in the world in liquid natural gas and oil, the dollar essentially loses every single one of its powers. And the only thing that's giving it any kind of value whatsoever is in the debt 
that other nations are holding in U.S. dollars. And if other nations are holding, say, a trillion dollars in U.S. debt, if the U.S. inflation rate skyrockets, devaluing the, the value of a dollar, all those nations should get a massive win. Because if one dollar, if the dollar has runaway inflation, right, and we, it goes fucking Weimar Republic style or it goes Venezuela style and you need your fucking wheelbarrow full of cash, that trillion dollar debt now is essentially worth nothing, a, a, a percentage of what it actually used to be worth. And then you can pay that debt off, no fucking problem, because your currency buys you hundreds of thousands of dollars more than it ever used to. Yeah. So as the U.S., has its hegemony challenged by China and Russia and the rest of the BRICS nations doing business in other currencies that are not the dollar, it loses power on the world stage and it loses power, it loses faith on the world stage and all that, all the debt that people are owning, just the value of it disappears and they have nothing but wins to come from that. The only people that lose in that situation are us and who gives a fuck about us at this point? If China's out there making all these deals, making the trade happen in their currency, nobody has anything to lose from the U.S. losing power on the world stage. And at the same time, we're doing this shit in Ukraine, so we're lowering our military power at the same time. And you're Seems saying, like a perfect storm of shit, doesn't it? You're saying the BRICS nations are making their own currency? Yes. They're, gonna make, they're looking at it. They're um, looking at making a new currency that's backed in gold or something like that? Yeah, the BRICS um, looking at uh, basing financial reserves on a basket of other currencies. So the BRICS nations or the BRICS countries are working on establishing a new reserve currency to better serve their economic interests. Um, the Russian ambassador to the BRICS, excuse me, part of a Russian foreign ministry has started or has stated this week it will be based on a basket of other currencies of the five nation uh, nation block of Brazil. Uh, the Brazil real, the Russian ruble, the Indian rupee, the Chinese. Uh, RMB one and South America's Rand. Um, so they're looking at essentially creating a new currency based off of a balance of the five nations currencies involved at that point. Okay. Um, but again, that's real, real bad for us because up until this point, all those currencies had to be converted to dollars, giving the dollar value. And we're going to circumvent that and the dollar will lose massive, massive amounts of money. That's why when we talked earlier about the creating of the, the Fed FedNet or Fed Fastnet or whatever that is, that re, the Federal Reserve trading thing, processing system, yeah. all they need to do is wait for a catastrophic economic event that could that is definitely going to be fueled by this situation to hit cause runaway inflation on the U.S. dollar as an emergency. They implement a a digital currency run by the fed to run through fucking fastnet whatever exactly they decide that it's going to be yes and then they might call it a dollar still but it's economically different because your standard greenback federal reserve note will be fucking worthless only thing that'll be worth anything is your central fucking currency run through the federal reserve and they're the only ones who can trade with other countries like as far as the u.s government is the only one who can trade with the government of japan Yes. As far as shit like that goes. Yeah. So they're gonna businesses can trade between other businesses. Right, but, but resources and things like that from mm -hmm. the raw point like this. Mm -hmm. You thought Ukraine was a bleak picture, bitch. 
Uh, what else is China getting up to at this point? Well, it's interesting that that's receiving such... Like, it's very complicated. So mm -hmm. I understand why it's not everyday news, but the fact that that isn't receiving more prominent coverage and that that concept isn't being discussed more, is, it seems very odd to me because that's just as serious as as what's happening in Ukraine. It's I mean, even more that, so. Right. Because this is the downfall of the American empire right here. That's what... Uh, the dollar loses... There, there's a there's a good episode of Rick and Morty, right, where uh, Rick essentially to, to topple the, the galactic government or whatever, sneaks into their main headquarters or whatever, and changes their value of their their currency from one to zero, and the whole thing collapses. That's all these nations need to do is make the, the value of the dollar on a global stage essentially worthless. We've leveraged ourselves so much in debt around the globe the money's not ours. We can't just pretend like it doesn't exist or whatever. Right. There's no writing that shit off. If the rest of our, if the rest of the world decides our currency is garbage, or the majority of the economic world does, maybe we, maybe we keep around the, you know, certain European nations. But that's going to be that's a fraction of the trade that's going on. The value of the dollar is going to collapse if that happens, and that's that's not good for nobody. It's, it, it only goes one way, and the only argument I could, the only argument I could see that why, so there's two worlds in this. The corporate press isn't going to report on it because it's it's legitimately bad, and so they're not going to talk about it. Yeah. Because we we can't bring attention to this shit. Because if you thought the last run of the banks was bad, it's all fucking over at that point. We'll shoot ourselves in the foot before the rest of the world has the chance to do it for us. Um, but as far as like independent outlets. I mean, there's some people that are talking about this stuff, but, you know, uh, I, it's not a culture war topic. It's not going to be getting a bunch of clicks and views because it's real wonky and you it's have to get sexy. deep into it. No, yeah. it's not sexy. But it's going to be way less sexy when the entire dollar doesn't lose any fucking when, when it loses all of its value and we're forced through economic need to go to a central bank digital currency. You won't have a choice. All the money in your bank will be gone. You won't. You can access the numbers there, but your bank won't be doing business in in standard dollars anymore. They're, you're going to have to go through this system to get right. it, to pay your mortgage, to pay your bills. You're going to have to do that to buy fucking food for your family and gas for your vehicle so you can go to work. There will be no opting out of this thing when it happens. And all they need to do is wait for this economic collapse to finish. Because as more nations sign on to this stuff. It's going to happen at some point. There's just no two ways around it. And it doesn't do the media any good to report on it. All it's going to do is hurt things quicker. And, you know? <laughs> I told you, bro. You thought Ukraine was dark. Bro. <laughs> How do you... You feel like you're process... I feel like you're processing a lot right bro. now. Uh, uh, I'm ready for the grab bag. You need some uppers? Yeah, I'm ready for the grab bag. <laughs> I don't have... I don't want a bad host. I don't really. That's a lot. That's a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot. You want to hear about Saudi Arabia cutting ties with the U.S. economy? All right. <laughs> Just, we'll do icing on the cake and then, we'll, okay. and then we'll wrap up with something fun. How about that? So Saudi Arabia cuts ties with the U.S. for economic independence. Um, they really are not fucking with us at all, huh? Joe Biden done pissed them the fuck off. Yeah, that was bad. I'm telling you, man. You, I mean... We lose journalists, 
and then Saudi Arabia walks away. So uh, in surprise move, Saudi Arabia and OPEC plus group of producers have announced a cut in oil production of approximately 1.6 million barrels per day. While the move is aimed at achieving market stability, according to a recent report from the Financial Times, Saudi Arabia is attempting to adopt an economic strategy that is independent of the United States. Um, Saudi's expected cut in oil production. The decision to cut oil production came as a surprise, particularly as it is lower than the expected reduction of 2 million barrels per day that was to be agreed upon during the meeting that included Saudi Arabia and Russia. So they're only going to cut it back by 1.2 instead of 2 million that they had initially talked about. So gas prices are going to go up. Yeah, I don't know if you've noticed, but they already have. Right. But yeah, it, they're, they're going to continue to. We talked about this before. They're based on futures yes they're based on futures and the futures and again as as oil becomes more readily available in other currencies what is the why would anybody want to try to trade their oil in the dollar at this point when they can use the riyadh or any other stronger currency at this point because that money buys oil your money, I need more of your money to buy oil at this point now. It's just going to add, just going to add to the process. Mm. Uh, mm. Economic independence from the United States. According to the Financial Times report, the discussion to adopt an economic strategy independent of the United States is due to declining relationships between Riyadh and Washington during the Biden administration. Last week, the Biden administration ruled out new crude prices in an effort to refill a stock or refill a stockpile that was um, drained last year and this was only reported to be an effort by the white house to curb inflation so we pumped all the fucking oil out of the out of the strategic petroleum reserve yes. because we wanted lower gas prices and now that the rest of the world is telling now us to tapped. go fuck ourselves we're going to be fucking tapped in a second right. oh god <laughs> So, you know, things are going good for the United States on the global stage. That's all I'm going to say about that. And it's just going to keep getting worse, is what it's you're saying. It's not going to get any better. You know, I mean, there's some people will argue that, uh, you know, all we got to do is make it to 2024 and Trump will come in there and kick ass and take names and then everybody will get back in line. But I think at this point it's a little too, I think it's a little too late. I think the Biden administration has done so much fucking harm to this country and our own security at this point. There's no coming back from it, in my mind. You know, for one reason or another, you could talk about the strength in office, projection of strength, or, you know, just priorities. I, you know, there's probably a million different strings that attach to this thing. But, I mean, historically, Joe Biden has never made a good call on foreign policy. And I think this is kind of the flourishing of that. You know, he's if he's the one that's ultimately in charge of all this. All he's ever done is make an ass of us on the world stage, and now the world's just not taking us seriously anymore, because why the fuck would they? We didn't do anything when Russia threatened to invade Ukraine. Once Trump got out of office, he invaded Ukraine. I mean, we're, we, the disastrous pullout of Afghanistan, now essentially being confirmed to be doing the right thing yeah. after this report came out. John Kirby's up there on the stand saying, yeah, I mean, we're very proud of how this worked out. We got we got all these people out. It was an amazing deal. You know, all those all the equipment that we left there, that wasn't ours. That was that was the Afghans. And we didn't lose anything. The Afghan government that collapsed the minute you said we were leaving, that one? 
Yeah, that's all their shit. It's fine. <sighs> so yeah, it's no wonder that all this is happening. This, it, for anybody that's got two eyes can see this is this is the path that we were on since the minute Biden walked in the fucking door. But hey, congratulations, everybody. You fucking voted for it. <sighs> so on that fantastic note, Donovan, do you want to end this segment? That's it. <laughs> part three's over. Pulling the ripcord. Part three. My name is Donovan. This I'm calling. And we have been happy to have you guys here. Of course, remember to like, subscribe, share this with your friends, tell everyone about it. Tell them not if they're sad, though. Don't If they're sad, don't let them come here. You have to be happy when you come here or else you won't make it out. That was really rough. Was it? Yeah, that was a rough one. Hey, facts we'll, don't care about your feelings. We'll bud. be back for part four in just a few minutes. It's going to be it's going to be grab bag. It's going to bring things back up a little yes, bit. Yes, we will. It's going to be better. We are going to see some John Kirby, I think. So we'll make we'll talk some shit about John Kirby. Yeah, we could do that. And we'll have a good time. It'll it'll be a good time. So we'll start with John Kirby because that's more heavy, and then we'll get into the fun stuff. That's right. We'll be back in just a few go. minutes. Thank you guys very much. Bye. Action. Thank you for joining us, everybody. My name is Donovan. I am indeed Colin. This is episode 145 of Salt of the Streets. This is part four, the grab bag. Grab bag. Made it through. Now you get to be rewarded. That's right. That's right. Yeah, we're going to work it. It's going to be great. So we're, we're going to attempt to save Donovan's soul this time. Yeah, that was, a, that was a crusher. We are out here. So again, thank you guys for joining us. I want to remind you to like, subscribe, and share this with all of your friends. Tell them that everything that we're talking about, we are in fact trying to inform everyone that Indeed. we all deserve freedom and liberty on an individual basis. And as uh, Kevin Garcia said, the government doesn't want people to be informed and to know what what is about to happen. Correct. Correct. You can find us on Instagram, YouTube, everything at Salt of the Streets. We also have our own personal social media. I am at Salt of the Street on Twitter and at Alpaca underscore Donovan on Instagram. And Colin is at Big Bird Alfie on both of those things. You can find all that at saltofthestreets.com. The sponsor for this fourth and final segment of 145 is JP Bakery. Leggings and Apers on Instagram. Go there. Cakes, cupcakes. Again, she does the English muffins and all the things. She sends them. It's fantastic. She could ship them to you. Go there. We'll see a little video at the end. It's great. This Dude. is the grab bag segment. This is again, this is this is Colin Run. He curates it. It's fantastic. I need this. Yes. I need some cheer in my life. <laughs> Let's do this. What do you got for me? Uh, so, at, like, like we talked about in the end of the last segment, we're gonna we're gonna keep with the crushing morosity just for one more minute because we're gonna talk about John Kirby. Um, the I feel like his title changes, or he wears multiple hats because I've I've heard him referred to as the White House press secretary or um, spokesperson, yeah. but he's also like is the the Department of State or or the Defense Department spokesperson. He's always yeah. talking about lots of shit. Um, and so what happened was a report has come out now of it's been declassified that uh, describes a multi-agency examination and review of the Afghan withdrawal. And of which we did not to interrupt you, but of which we did a very long break, breakdown, mm -hmm. a full segment breakdown comparing the departure of Afghanistan the departure from vietnam yes it was fantastic it was, it was great very information filled go check that out yeah you definitely flexed your vietnam history muscles on that one <gasps> fucking nailed it and went fucking ham in that segment yes yes you did so we're going to Pete take Deuce. a trip to the white house 
uh, press room Did press you thing. Yes. Hear Spencer say that he saw Pete Ducey when he went to Las Vegas. No. Yeah. He no. Did, he did not speak to him, but he saw Pete Ducey. He was waiting for an Uber. I'm surprised Spendo knows who Pete Ducey is. Yeah. Yeah. He knows a little bit of stuff. He yeah, because he doesn't like it. He tells me he doesn't like nothing like that. Mm-hmm. The only thing he likes in the world is sports. Yeah. But he knows a little bit of stuff. Yeah. He and video games. Things. He likes. He has a little video game in every night. He says. Yeah. I don't think he likes how serious it is, you know. I I think that's a lot of people's issue. Politics is mad serious. You like all this shit, and I just destroyed your soul last segment. Yeah, so that was tough. <laughs> that was tough. That was a big. Those are big concepts to take in. Yeah, uh, you know me and my foreign policy. And, shit. and I even was like, "This is my show. And this is our show. <laughs> I do the other half of it." I was prepared for us to talk about that, and I still was not prepared for that. Like I said, I think Ivan would have been very proud. Yeah. We're missing you in the chat there, Ivan, but we love you, I'm, I'm sure you're out there making making things happen and pay attention to the commodities markets. Yes, yeah, seeds and shit. Yeah. <laughs> that fucking guy. <laughs> All right, so let's take a trip to the White House press conference room or whatever the hell they call it and listen to Pete Deuce talk about something. It, has a it doesn't seem like after... What? It has a person's name. Oh, I'm sure. It's, it's like some so-and-so's. fucking donor somewhere. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or or some press secretary, some dude who died, yeah. some fucking something. Yeah. It has a person's name. Well, I'm sure that person was a huge piece of shit considering he was a United States politician. So we'll go with that. Maybe he's a fallen hero and I'm speaking out of school, but I don't know shit. <laughs> My bad. <laughs> Either way, Pete Deuce, take it away. The country has had a couple months to review this, and as the government has, people don't have an issue with the decision to order troops out of Afghanistan. It is with the way that this president ordered it done. There were children being killed. There were people hanging off of Air Force jets that were leaving, and you're saying that you guys are proud of the way that this mission was conducted? Does it mean... of that? Proud of the fact that we got more than 124,000 people safely out of Afghanistan? You bet. Proud of the fact that American troops were able to seize control of a defunct airport and get it operational in 48 hours? After you closed down Bagram Air Force Base, you fucking piece of shit. Yes, after you fucked up and decided to leave the one fucking strong base you had in the region and decided you you had to go to Bagram Air Force Base? Or not, not, but you had to go to the actual the international airport yeah. of fucking Afghanistan. Come on, buddy. You bet. You Proud bet. of the fact that we now have about 100,000 Afghans, our former allies and partners living in this country and working towards citizenship. You bet. A lot of which you didn't fucking save, asshole. A lot of which a bunch of former operators had to get together and get all their fucking assets together and they're in their fucking PMC organizations to get their fucking friends out of country. People like fucking Glenn Beck that got a hold of people that got certain religious minorities out of the country because they were all about to fucking die. You didn't do shit for them. Tim Kennedy and a bunch of his homeboys yes. fucked around. Yeah. All those people. Man. Yeah, you fucking bet you're proud of that, you piece of shit. Does that mean that everything went perfect in that evacuation? Of course not. I've talked about it from a a different podium. The after-action reviews are now being reviewed by members of Congress, which will lay out things that could have gone better. Nobody's saying that everything was perfect. But there was a lot that went right, and a lot of Afghans are now living better lives in this country and other countries around the world because of the sacrifices and the work of so many American government officials. So, yeah, there's a lot to be proud of, Peter. So, you're proud of when that fucking happened? 
fucking death you're proud of the 13 americans that got killed that day yeah yeah yeah. if you guys had your fucking shit together none of that would have fucking happened what else you got to say there fucking kirby despite having his options curtailed president biden led a deliberate rigorous and inclusive decision-making process that was responsive to facts on the ground so thank god it was fucking inclusive Thank God it was conclusive. And also, if you would have listened to the facts on the ground, I don't have the clip there, but um, there was the operator that was on the ground who tried to get permission to take fire on the suicide bomber that killed those 13 U.S. soldiers over there and continually got refused to take any action on it, who testified in front of Congress to that point. Yeah, yeah, you definitely listened to the facts on the ground. Security um, vetting. What is this one? Get you planes coming in and getting them loaded. Have medical screening. Have security vetting. Have diplomatic presence on the ground to make sure that we're putting the right people on planes. Uh, but also defend that airport from external threats. Um, that's pretty remarkable. And so for all this talk of chaos, I just didn't see it. Not from you didn't see the chaos. You did not see the chaos. All right, all right, all right. There, fucking homie. Yeah, we talked about this before. I went to school with a gal who yeah. was who was at Abbey Gate, and she organized the immediate response in the aftermath of the explosion. Um, that's very interesting. But they're very proud of it. Very proud of it. I think this is the. This can be the last one. Then we'll move on because it's it was all just what completely ludicrous, and he got real hyped up about it. I watched the whole press conference in its entirety one time just to make sure missing context. No, 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 no. He was just this unhinged the entire time. I mean, he went, he's like, I'm dying on this hill. We did a good job in Afghanistan, which is what precipitated everything else that we just talked about in part three. Yeah, no way, dude. Once you turn it over, it's just like what we're doing in Ukraine. We give Ukraine uh, artillery ammunition, stinger anthem. Oh, this is to the... uh all the billions of dollars of equipment we left there. Air missiles, javelin anti-tank. It's their stuff at that point, not the Americans. It's their stuff. That stuff belonged to the Afghans. And so this idea, this argument is just ludicrous that we left millions of dollars of stuff in Afghanistan. We didn't. We turned it over as the previous administration would have done too because part of their thinking was they were going to have to turn this material over. It was turned over appropriately uh, and carefully and deliberately with the Afghan National Security Defense Forces. Who proceeded to dissolve their government and flee the country the minute you guys fucking ditched right. out. If you were to have a an organized withdrawal from Bagram Air Force Base where the government wouldn't have been blindsided and given the Taliban essentially carte blanche to just invade the entire city of, Riyadh, or, uh, of uh, Kabul. Yeah. This would not have happened, and that could have been a thing that the people could have utilized. We could have, we could have per- continued to provide U.S. air support if required. We could have gotten everybody securely and secretly out of Bagram Air Force Base and never would have had to deal with this entire clusterfuck. So the, in- the makeup 
of the government could have stayed intact and the perception of them continuing power to, to continuing to be in power could have been maintained. But no, 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 no. Everything was fine, says Kirby. And that all that equipment, we gave that to the Afghans. It wasn't ours. It wasn't ours. It was the Afghan military. So it, it was their problem to deal with, and they just, they just hightailed it and left. So this is really their fault, that $7.1 billion. Um, thankfully, Community Notes has uh, chimed in on this post. Multiple sources have cited billions in military equipment left behind by the United States military, including the special, including the Special Inspector General of, of Afghanistan Rec Reconstruction, the cigar. I like that one. The DoD <laughs> reported that at least 7.1 billion dollar in equipment and at least 57.6 million dollars in funds, the state had no plan for recovery. So that's the last of the crushing morosity. He went to bat for this report. The press was outraged that they got like a five-page summary from this thing, and I, I believe the actual report was hundreds of pages long. Yeah, because um, it was from multiple departments in, at that point. So that's I don't think that's the, that. <clears throat> I don't. I think this has to be looked at as far as the equipment goes the same way that if nothing, if a lot of people don't like the direct comparison between Afghanistan and Vietnam, right? So if we're only going to look at at certain parts of it that way, there mm -hmm. are some that you can really directly relate, and the equipment is one thing. And when we look at the equipment left behind in Vietnam, that's exactly how we look at it. We mm -hmm. left it behind. Mm -hmm. We didn't have any plans to bring it home. That doesn't mean that we should have left it there, especially because a lot of that shit the Vietnamese couldn't use when we left it there. Mm -hmm. And so I don't... I mean, we all saw the videos of the... Taliban trying to fly the Blackhawks afterwards. Right. That didn't that's, go so well yeah, at first. That's but. nonsense. That's nonsense. <laughs> that's, a, it's, that's a couple idiots trying to fly when they didn't have any training. It's not a lie to say that we didn't have a plan for recovery, but to try and excuse it. Like, well, we never planned that, you know, on getting it. We just were going to leave it there it the whole theirs. time. It was theirs. That's, that's bullshit. Yeah. I know. Yeah. So that was that whole thing. It's, it's still a joke to this day, and I think uh, – I think it still holds that that was the sign that everybody took on the world stage to be like, all right, America's a fucked up piece of shit. Let's, we're free to move about the cabin. Yeah. Ding dong. Let's go. All right. So we're going to ease into the, the uppers of life. Nice and easy by continuing to shit on the corporate press a little bit. And then we'll, be, then it will be totally and utterly just ridiculous nonsense and okay, everything's going to be fun. Um, we saw this week that uh, NPR was officially labeled state-affiliated media yes. on Twitter, and corporate press immediately clutched their pearls as hard as they could. Um, so this comes, this is a clip from, I believe, uh, CNN This Morning, starring none other than the reformed and now non-sexist Don Lemon. And this is what they have okay. to say on the matter. So, it, 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 so yep. this is happening, and then you also have um, Elon Musk removing the, the New York Times. Oh yeah, yeah. He went to he went to training. And he got reformed. He's oh, he's fine. Oh god damn it, you guys! I'm, I'm actually pretty sure he took like a a little PowerPoint thing because during his time off, he was down in Florida posting pictures next to a pool. So god damn so, it. So you there's guys. that. So yeah, he's still he's still popping. I'm blue check. Is he turning off the broader public or a broader, bigger audience than just people who agree with him he's and perhaps worst. even trolls? I think so, and I think the biggest risk is if you go after certain media outlets without a set of parameters, you can lose a lot of trust in the platform, especially because people leverage Twitter 
in emergency situations. You know, if there's a flood in your town, a natural disaster, if there's a major political situation, you want to be able to go on the platform and know that the stuff that you're seeing is authoritative. If Elon Musk is going to sort of cherry pick which outlets get amplified, which ones have labels, he risks people not being able to trust Twitter at critical times. And that's where Twitter does its best work. It's where it gets its most engagement. So what you're saying is, by saying NPR is now labeled as state-affiliated media, their reputation is being tarnished? You can't trust what they're saying. We can't now. trust the corporate press? We can't, can't trust... Tr you can't trust Twitter we because can't of the way they're oh, classifying yes, that's the corporate right. press. That's right. So, so they're, because they're not labeled an authoritative um, outlet, per se... Because they have the moniker state-affiliated media, because they have – I've learned now it used to be 2%. It's actually 8% of their funding. I saw a bunch more data on this lately. Um, because, because of that, they're no longer a trusted source because they're state-affiliated media. Oh, my God. So, so okay. I mean – we knew that. I mean, anybody who knows anything about the corporate press knows they're all state affiliated media, including this show that you're on right now, you fucking piece of shit. The real big dig is that the only other kind of like accounts on Twitter that have state affiliated media are like coming out of like Russia today like and the CCP. And the CCP and like yeah, that. whatever. Yeah. It's like the daily, the daily sun or whatever right. that's called from the CCP. Which are legitimately 100%. I mean, it's a different level of state-sponsored media. Right. But, I mean, if you want to get technical, bitch, NPR, National Public Radio, is a state-affiliated media source. They don't seem to disagree with the federal government very much. So oh, long, God, no. So long as there are no. you know, Democrats that are in place there. Yeah. They're just CNN's offended because they are on the same side as... NPR, so there you go. First of all, how dare you? How? How dare you? There it is. We had that. <laughs> yeah, don't forget, we also have. Get your shit together. Yeah. Which I feel like Don Lemon should do right now. Yeah, and you see Elon Musk also on Twitter weighing in on the decisions he's making, like this one with NPR. But, you know, they're... What Twitter's policy is, is that state-affiliated means it's an outlet where the state... The government exercises control over editorial content through financial resources, direct or indirect political pressures, and or control over production. That's that obviously happen. not NPR. NPR yeah. does great journalism. <laughs> they cover the White House. They cover the Hill. They cover everything. They do great work. And so this work, idea bro. that... They do great work. I love that statement more than anything else. You know, because, I mean, it applies to like when we were talking, when I was talking about the Elijah Blue situation and all that. She does great work. Okay, everybody that everybody yeah. does great work, bro. They they all do great work. CNN they do great work. Great right? work. NPR great work. We have discussed multiple segments from multiple NPR podcasts where they their great work was full of shit, and we tore it apart. Total lies. here on the show. Yeah, hundred percent. But they do great work. Great work. They do great work. High quality, not biased yeah. at all. Not even a little bit. And that's that's fine. CNN's threatened because. They don't like Elon Musk. They don't like the fact that Twitter is much more of a free free speech platform these days as it is. And they don't like the fact that Elon Musk is a fucking troll and the richest guy in the world at the same time. So yeah. he can he can fuck around. I don't know if you saw this, but on the, the PC version of Twitter, um, this little Twitter icon right here, 
um, for the past week has been a Doge fucking I did see icon. that. I did <laughs> it see that. It was a Doge, baby. Uh, and he just did that because he's a fucking, he's a billionaire troll. He fucks around. That's, this is that's why. how funny this is. And it was funny because so Doge shot through the fucking dog. roof for a minute. That was pretty funny. He just said, look at this little dog. Yes. And uh, here's a lovely little breakdown from the numbers come from the Libertarian Party of New Hampshire that breaks down the numbers of the money NPR received from the U.S. taxpayer over the last couple of years. So in 2022, they reserved, uh, they got almost half a billion dollars in federal funding. And then in 2021, they got $640 million of federal funding. Damn. Some of that is in grants that are competitive, quote unquote. But at this point, if you're NPR, it's kind of a shoe in. You just apply and you get the money. Yeah. And then, you know, but hey, they also just fired like, I forget exactly what the what the numbers are. But they fired a shit ton of employees over in NPR over the last week. They did? Yeah, man. They're going down hard. Uh, all right. So now let's get to some fun stuff. This is. If we all remember, I don't know if we talked about it on the show or not. I but thought those the... microphones were part of his suit. <laughs> it's like, why is he dressed like that? It's New Zealand, bro. Don't be uh, yeah. don't be hating on somebody else's culture. Um, this is the new prime minister of New Zealand because the old prime minister, uh, I forget her name, Jacinda Ardern. She, yes, she recently stepped down because it was all just too stressful. It was all just too much. It's too much. So this is the new Still prime minister. Is really stressful. Uh, yes, it is, um, especially when they push back a little yeah, bit. Yeah, I hell thought that those microphones were like his lapels, <laughs> his lapels coming out. I was out. like, what the yeah. fuck? <laughs> I'd be lying if I said I didn't think the same thing when I watched this video <laughs> the first time. Um, but hey, at least they have a member of the indigenous person to do the signing in the background. That's woke. Because this fuck. guy. I mean, just look at his face. He looks like a really sad puppy dog, which is really funny. But w just listen to this interaction. Sean. Um, I just wanted to ask you, uh, given comments by Keir Starmer in Britain, how do you and how does this government define a woman? That that good old-fashioned question. Let's hear it. What is a yeah, woman? What is a woman? Look at his face. Look at his face. Oh, fuck. Um... <laughs> I, to be honest, Sean, that's, that, that question's come slightly out of left field for, for me. Um, the, well, biology, sex, gender. Um, Words? People define themselves. People define their own genders. Keir Starmer has said that he believes 99.9% .9 of women do not have penises. And I know it's a strange thing for him to say, but given recent events in New Zealand... It's going to get trolled hard. I'd ask again, how do you define what a woman is? Well, as I've, I, I think as I've just indicated, I wasn't expecting that question, so it's not something that I've, um, you know, formulated, pre-formulated an answer on. It's but, a lady. Um, in terms of gender identity, I think people define their gender identity for themselves. Oh, my God. It's a lady. It's a lady. And that's... Y'all are two stone, but I thought it was a suit as well. <laughs> but, but I'm stone too, so that's not saying a lot. Yo, bro, I ain't stone. That's what I'm saying. I just Damn, bro. when I first saw this, yeah. I I was like, oh, what is that? Because I'm looking on my little phone, little tiny little screen, you know. Um, but yeah, I like the fact that that journalist knew he was trolling this guy, and the minute he was like, ah, uh, you got him. I did. He's like, oh, I double yeah. down, baby. Hook All him. I'm saying, let's, go. let's fucking go, dude. dude. So that was that was quite humorous. That's that's the new leader of New Zealand. So yeah, come on, bro. That's, that's fucking fun. Um, who would have thought? Sydney McCain, 
based. It hides in plain sight. Epstein was hiding in plain sight. We all knew about him. We all knew what he was doing. But we had no one that was, no um, uh, legal aspect that would go after him. They were afraid of him. For whatever reason, they were afraid of him. It hides in plain Sidney McCain, based. John McCain's wife? John McCain's wife. His, his late wife, his widow. Yeah. Um, yeah. She knew about she knew about Epstein. She knows what the deal is. Apparently, she's no more base than we would have thought. What the fuck? This was on fucking. You can't see anything. We'll, we'll minimize. This is on C-SPAN, baby. Fuck? This is an interview on C-SPAN. She's getting out there, being like, "Yeah, we all knew what he was doing. We just didn't really have any legal means to go after him. He'd already been tried before. He'd already been found guilty of certain pedo crimes. So, you know, fucking Sidney McCain. She knew what's up." <laughs> what the fuck? Oh, I promised you uh, earlier in the show some some beautiful looks Ooh. at what is possible with uh, home manufacturing of firearms. I'm pretty sure that's an FGC nine. I'm pretty sure it's fucking badass, is what it yeah. is. And I like the colors that go into these things too. I'm noticing that. Um, look at that fucking. Dude, the only thing that's printed on this thing is the the lower receiver. That's dope. And that's that's legit as fuck. Uh, both the, both these bad boys, I like those a lot. Yeah, that's cool as hell. That's super cool. I think these are the, like those are like the holes that you got to drill yeah, when yeah, you do the unfinished the things. Yeah. Uh, I I, actually, I really like the fucking pink gun with the with the magazine. Yeah. It's fire. Yeah, those are cool. I just noticed my camera's Ooh, right in the middle of that one. That's a that one's super dope. Yeah, that's sick. Yeah, that I actually saw the guy actually shooting this thing. He's got a video of it. It's fucking dope, dude. Real, real dope. But you could see hell. like the resin cuts on that thing right. and the sanding and stuff that goes along there. It it's it don't take much. That's that's all you gotta do, bro. And again, we talked about this earlier, but you can't put the genie back in the bottle as far as home manufacturing of firearms go. This is that's the whole deal. That's that's what'll happen. When you make firearms illegal or or try to, this is what's gonna happen. People are already doing it. Okay, this Whoa. is going to blow your mind. What? And this is a real life story. The interview is two minutes long, and so let's kind of talk over it if we need to. Oh, um, but this is some real shit. This is real? This is, this is real. real. This I, isn't a fake. Yeah, I, I will pull up another story about this because this is real as shit. The one controversial aspect here, because you know we interview people all the time who want to change their appearance, people who see their uh, bodies as ongoing artwork, fuck? all well and good, that's absolutely fine, but you have stepped in, into the realms of controversy by saying that you now identify as black. Mm -hmm. Now, what do you mean by that? Yeah, not only my whole body, uh, not only the appearance changed, also my feelings and my... Um, I understand that people will obviously they're going to react the accent by the way I will tell you right now <laughs> the, accent, the accent is German okay and we will she's German after this we will show a, a pre and post situation she's German she yes. identifies as black yes and had tanning injections to what yeah she had tanning injections. I didn't know that was a real <clears throat> thing um, to change the the outward appearance of her skin um, so but it, it's the fact that you say you identify as black. Uh, I don't want to fight the black people. I do it for myself. It is not a media attention. I'm just um, talk with them who want to talk with me because also I'm really proud that this medicine works for me so well and I can 
feel in myself that I'm changing to a black woman. Um, I love the and reactions to the reaction. She looks but terrifying. <laughs> yeah, she looks terrifying. Yes, for you audio listeners out there, uh, I will give you a name here in a minute. I I think it's in the post, so I got to look it up again. But um, what's up with the boobs? It's rough. What's the boob thing? Is it are the boobs ever addressed, she, or it's she, just about the race? She does address it. Um, she likes the curves. But I have to say, I have to learn more about all these cultures and um, for uh, that. That's the reason why I'm going to be in January. I want to go to Africa. So she recognizes her privilege. So she knows she has to do the research. She got to do the work to understand the values of the culture. Okay. So, so that's... she's not a, okay. So she's going to go and find roots in Africa. Yes. So that she can better identify with the culture. To learn more about the cultures, to avoid misunderstandings. This guy. But you, and to but learn you, more but... about the cultures and the person's self. Mm. But you understand that, that, that race uh, and color is much more than skin deep. Uh, it's heritage yeah, and absolutely. pedigree and tradition and history and 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 struggle. It's all of it's those things that you can't you. hope. Uh, this is in the UK, bro. Like the the interview. Oh, I, he there. I, this is crazy. <laughs> to get anywhere near with three tanning injections. No, but but also the the. Um, all these steps, also having uh, black curly hairs and also have butt implants. Like, also, I like the curves of black women and I want to um, get them step by step. But I know Africa has a lot of different um, states and I have a lot of fr <laughs> fans and friends like, all over Africa. I'm, I'm going step by step, visit different countries to learn more about the culture and to find which of these countries is matching most to mine. Get the fuck oh, out right. of here. Which is matching most uh, to me. Yes, yes. Okay, so... Oh my god. Give me one second. I will find the... Uh... I mean, we used to call this woman Rachel Dolezal. Did we, you know well, that we used she to. has an OnlyFans, Rachel Dolezal? Yes, I did. Thanks to the Drinking Bros boys. Um, do, 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 her name, her name is uh, Martina Big. This is her official Wikipedia page. Oh my God. Um, copy. There is <laughs> an episode of <laughs> It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. <laughs> yeah. Where D dresses up like yes, uh, that's literally what it looks like. That's literally what it looks like. Okay, so I believe I got to check here because it's like a oh no, it's safe search off. Okay, uh, boom. So pre and post, that's what we're looking at. You are just you fucking joking? <laughs> me. No, I'm not. This is it, baby. This is it. This is her husband. They recently got married over in Hawaii. Yep, you bet. Yep, that's uh, but yeah, pre post. So she got the the breast implants and I believe the the buttock implants um, before she got the tanning injection treatment. I mean, the breasts are they're ridiculous. They're more ridiculous than the guy up in fucking Canada. And they're horrific. I mean, they're she's living her best life, bro. So there's her over in Africa, um, seeing some zebras out there on safari. And that's what she thinks black people look like. Yeah, 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 yeah. 
Because she's trying to imitate black people. Uh-huh. Because she said she likes the curves of a black woman. She's the so Dylan you, Mulvaney of, of black like, women. Like a black grandma that has huge tits. That's what you're talking about? Stereotypical. Like, right. That's what she's talking about, yeah. You want to be Aunt Jemima, but also not because you weigh nine pounds, not including all of the saline that is your boobs. Check. Check. So... As the world what collapses. What is happening <laughs> to us? What is happening? Uh, that was, I thought that would wreck your mind a little bit. So I wanted to offer a little bit of uh, humor to go with this. And this is, uh, this will be, this will be you and Jordan here in a couple of years. There you go. Bam! Oh, shit. <laughs> Just... So, for audio listeners, uh, mother is painting a wall, standing up on a ladder. Kid comes up with a Nerf gun, shoots her in the leg. She freaks out, falls over, and dumps paint all over herself and the couch. <laughs> oh, there is. Oh, oh, we got more? Um, we got more? There's one that I sent Jordan like a long time ago because it was some dads that that clear their house with Nerf guns. And they fuck their <laughs> kids up, and it's really awesome. <clears throat> there is a a family on. I'm sure they're on TikTok, but I, I I see them on Instagram Reels, where it's the whole family's involved, and they do these setups where they will put uh, balloons full of some kind of like I think it's like flour or or something like that, cornstarch, and they lead them all over the house, and then as people like. It's usually like the mom will be walking around somewhere and they, they'll be sitting there with their Nerf guns and they'll shoot the balloons and they'll pop them right over them and they get doused in flour. <laughs> and I have seen about 5,000 fucking videos. Send me that video, please. <laughs> all right. All right. We'll, I'll throw it up in the chat. We'll throw it in the chat. We'll th- oh, shit. Hang on. Got to refresh. Refresh. Copy pasties there it is there you go kevin enjoy it's fucking awesome i cannot wait for you to see the next one do it this is just a quick little it's not a video this is just something that shoe on head posted and i know we both have a problem with shoe on head um somebody made a little video there that said you know don't go to college it'll turn your kids into this that and the other thing and then so shoe on head posted this this video said don't send your daughters to college and she goes it turns from that to that and i just don't i don't got anything to say about that at all i just just wanted to be there and for you to see it (laughs) um all right so in people so fucking crazy ass news this video here is a man who he lived through a tornado on the porch as he videotaped the entire thing and it's it's so fucking wild i wanted you to see it damn dumb turn that down a little bit so it's you know you got a little bit of hail going on you got some rain things escalate pretty quickly as obviously the high winds roll in the wall of water things uh notice where trees are for a moment Obviously, it's getting a little severe out here. And he's just like, all right, I'm going to hang out in the corner of my, my house here. 
Why is he doing He's this? looking at he's, he's just in a, oh, the tree is okay. down now. And no no no, go I'm not indoors. I'm not gonna go inside. Go indoors. I'm just Why gonna hang out this? here. I'm just gonna hang out here. Why is he doing this? And wait for the fucking it's a tornado. It goes by pretty quick, right? So uh there yeah, the tree fell on his fucking car. He he almost got killed by whatever that fuck that post is. Why wouldn't he go he's, inside? He's fine now. You know, it passed. Everything's chill now. What the hell, man? <laughs> and uh, the dude, how did you survive? That's my question. The entire hurricane just whipped right through your fucking area. Tree, all the trees now in the street are down. Oh all the trees God. are down. And you just kind of ducked into a corner of your house. You got a tree on your fucking house, bro. You got a tree on your house. This is my street. <laughs> no shit, bud. That's crazy. Oh, you should have probably gone inside. That's all I'm saying. Probably should have gone inside. All right. Now, I've saved the best video for last. Okay. So I just said you, I found the video oh, that I was talking about, too. Yeah, I sent it to you. In, okay. Let me switch over real quick. We'll play that before um, the end. And these dudes, I found them on Instagram. There's a couple different videos, but this one is... Oh, I fucking I've seen this. Yes, I've seen this. It's this guy awesome. Has a couple different videos. Yes. All right, let's play this. Hey, thanks for contributing to the grab bag today, bud. Absolutely. <laughs> the slow motion is what I love. Kids like, nah, bro. I'm here for it. Oh no. Oh no. Murked. <laughs> <laughs> this is like. No, no, no. <laughs> Dude, she had backup? Yes. Oh. Kids, we got some training. Look at the face of disappointment, <laughs> yes. dude. The Watch look of disappointment look, on that poor kid's talk. face. Like, Solar oh, I know. I, I fucking fucked up Washington. that drill, Dad. I'm sorry. We hear all the time. <laughs> Solar doesn't work because it's so... That was fantastic. Oh. <laughs> all right. So, <laughs> what is that guy's name? <laughs> this is uh, I think his uh, name is Jeremy. Jeremy Barrett. Yeah, it's Jeremy. Jeremy Barrett. Jeremy. <sighs> okay. What the hell? I've watched this clip multiple times. He's larping. He's a, he is a larper. He's there for a uh, for a tournament, but uh, larp tourney. Yeah, nice. larp tourney, and. LARP Him and sick. his friends were essentially, um, they w they didn't witness a crime, but they, they came across a crime scene. And this was his statement in the local news afterwards. We were in the middle of our tournament where my friend Joe... Hang on, that's... He's awesome. That is his too... voice is so great. <laughs> Wait for this it. This is going to be on YMH. <laughs> Better be. It's going to be. We were in the middle of our tournament where my friend John said he so found good. a body in the bushes oh over there. I ran over there because I'm a healing monk to try no, and help, no. but obviously my magic wasn't strong enough because the dude's body was missing a head. So my friend decided to try and use a necromancer spell, Get which didn't work, out. which I knew it wouldn't. And apparently we contaminated the crime scene because that spell uses a lot of glitter. Oh my god, yes. <laughs> 
Every who just destroyed time. a crime scene with glitter. Every, every time so I watch good. that, it's too fucking good. Oh my god. One more, one more. Just, just then he listen. couldn't convince his friend to not throw glitter <laughs> on a dead body. And I knew it wouldn't work. <laughs> we were in the middle of our tournament where my his friend John so said he good. found a body in the bushes over there. I ran over there because I'm a healing monk to try and help, but obviously my magic wasn't strong enough because... The dude's body was missing a head, so my friend decided to try and use a necromancer spell, which didn't work, which I knew it wouldn't, and apparently we contaminated the crime scene, because that spell uses a lot of glitter. <laughs> He's just so fucking clueless. <laughs> What the fuck? All right, ladies and gentlemen, that's the show. We're out of here. <laughs> oh, my God. I love you, everybody. Thank you very much for joining yes. us. This has been episode 145 oh. of Salt of Treats. We'll be back in two weeks. Another fantastic episode for you. Because that you spell can... uses a lot of glitter. That's right. <laughs> yes, because that spell uses a lot of glitter. You guys can send us topics at any time. Anything Please. you want us to watch, anything you want us to talk about, anything at all. Just send them right here. Yes, and we will be here for you. Thank you, guys. Again, we'll see you in a few weeks. Yelp. I am Donovan. I'm Colin. We hope you guys have a fantastic week. Bye. Bye.